You've tuned in to another episode of the Adeptus Terror podcast, hosted by Sam, Matt and Neil. Put your feet up and enjoy. Hello and welcome to season two, episode five. Um, five episodes in of the new season. What is um, book five of the Horror Terror scene? Uh, full Grim. Oh, so we've just gone Grimdark. Yeah, or Half Grim was my other one. Half Grim is quite Half Grim Half is Grim, way Grim. better. Yeah, but yeah, I, I, I mean, you set the titles when you upload okay. the episode, so half, up half, to you, half grim, half grim, half grim. Um, but yeah, so welcome to the episode. Um, we've got lots planned to talk about. Um, we have Neil's oath of moment. Uh, after we've talked about what we've done over the last month, we have size of the emperor. Yes, we do. Um, for our spotlight, bit of forty k in there, and then the Alpha Legion for our Law of the Legion. Oh, oh and book club, but we shouldn't talk about book club. No. Read the siege, uh, covering a, a, a highly anticipated book. Um, I think I've, I've been threatened by at least a couple of people of if we don't like it, gentlemen, we may lose some viewers uh, <laughs> or uh, listeners. I should say. Uh, okay, that's good to know. <laughs> may change my opinion. Uh, I, I plan to skew just off of that. <laughs> they they don't know who they're messing with. I'll tell them their book's awful, even if I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm petty. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so lots to get through, uh, lots to talk about. Um, but before we do that, the only thing to kind of throw out there is the next hobby hangout, as ever. So the uh, the next hobby hangout will be the 29th of October. That's the last Sunday in the month. Um, so 29th of October, uh, that'll be hosted by myself. Now we have moved to Google Meets. This is worth mentioning. Uh, Facebook rooms started kind of messing up for Android users and people were finding it difficult to join. So we have migrated and subscribed to Google Meets. So um, in terms of accessing the Hangout, it's exactly the same. There'll be an event on Facebook. Um, Sam did a fancy event on Discord as well, which I may have to learn how to do that. Um, And there will be the link to the Google Meet and you just sign in and come and join us is it 8 30 8 8 o'clock so the midweek wednesdays have also moved to google meets mike has has transferred over for us um so yes they will be at half past eight as normal we start our monthly ones at 8 p.m onwards uh guaranteeing at least till 10 till one of our, our frail host bodies give out and then we go to bed Sometimes that's 11, sometimes that's midnight, sometimes that's 10, depending on what's going on on the Monday. But um, you'll always get a couple hours of good hobby hangout action. Uh, one of the hosts and often, you know, quite a usual crowd of people now that turn up every month. Um, and it's it's always a good time. So check it out. Whether you've been plenty of times or want to try it out for the first time, you are more than welcome. Come talk hobby, do some hobby if you want and uh, just have some fun with uh, good people. Do you know, interestingly, the 29th of October is when daylight saving ends. Ah. Do you know what? I think that happens most of the time. Whenever the hangout, uh, every year that we've done hangouts, oh, right. like, there's always, it's always on when the t- clocks change. <laughs> that won't mess things up at all. No, it'll be fine. Computers it'll be okay. do it naturally. It's fine. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, 29th of October. Come and hang out. Uh, Legion of Three, gentlemen. What have we been up to this month? I'd like to start as the person that's probably done the least. Oh. Okay, and then I can go second. Yeah, yeah. The then the Mac can go his long list. I've got a long list of stuff, yeah. Okay, so um, I have um, listened to a new audiobook. Um, which is not the one we're supposed to have done. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> I can't claim that glory. Um, hang on, I need to get the name. What, you mean you haven't listened to it? I mean, I don't read crap books, so I normally stop them when I get crap. <laughs> um, I've read, I, I listened to, I didn't read, I listened to Honor Guard. Honor Guard? Um, okay. The next book in the Gaunt's Ghost series. Ooh. Ah, okay. Um, and so I listened to that. That was quite good. Um, about the Saint Sabbath. Um, Homeworld, where they go and recover the bones of Saint Sabbath. Oh, uh, yeah. it's been a while since oh, I've read that they? one. Yeah, so I listened to that um, uh, on a couple of long runs. I went and listened to that, so that was quite good. And then I um, also bought an Arvis lighter. Yes, you did. Is um, it here? No. Still. Still. Uh, wow. So I emailed GW yesterday. Not emailed, I did the chat thing on yeah. Fordroid yesterday and was like, hey, so your website's showing it's in, it's in stock. And I don't seem it. to have it. And I ordered it 20 days ago. Yeah. Um, and the guy was like, yeah, that is a bit weird. Um, I need to contact the 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 place that prints them. Yeah. Actually prints makes them, sorry. Them. Makes them. Prints them. Print. It's not print. Um, uh, the place that makes them and then figure out what's going on. He's like, because you, you should have it or you should have been told when it was going to be yeah, dispatched. Yeah. Um, so he left me with that and he hasn't come back to me just yet. But it was on Friday at like 4 o'clock. Oh, okay. So I'm anticipating probably... Monday. Hopefully Monday you should get a response. Yeah, and if I don't, I'll just chat Did you again. order it straight after the announcement? No. Oh, okay. No. So you waited till it actually said in stock. So I I um didn't order it straight away. I then went to order it because I was going past Warhammer World um to get it delivered to the I'll store. T- yeah, to pick up. And then I messaged I messaged the again, messaged the Forge World store and said, Hey, if I order this to the store, will it be ready on the, the, the yeah, release the date? date? Like, is it going to be? And they were like, we can't confirm if it will be. Yeah. Um, and I was like, well, it would add like an extra hour and a half to my journey to kind of divert away yeah. to get there. So I was mm-hmm. like, I'm not going to risk it. Let's just order it for home. And then when I went to order it, it was out of stock. So then like a couple of days later, I got an email notification saying it's now back in stock. So I ordered it at that point. Oh, okay. Um, and still don't have it. Still don't have it. Oh, that's bad form. Yeah, which is super weird. Which that's is bad, super weird. Yeah, well, this, that is odd. Either a billion people ordered Harvest Lighters, because, which, which I, I do doubt. <laughs> well, I don't know, because they are. They I mean, are. bringing it back, I was actually surprised they chose to. Yeah. I, I honestly thought really they were going to do it as a plastic kit. I, well, I don't see, like, what? it's a really cool kit, but it's, it's, it's it a box. Ha- I was going to say, does it actually have any use it's in It's a transport. Game? It, it's, it's a it rhino. Has, it, yeah. has, it has every use in game. No, 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 no but, but it's, a, it's, it's a rhino in the air. <laughs> it's got rules. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a, it's a delivery system, mm-hmm. but a delivery system with a flyer, particularly in Heresy, not that solid an option, particularly no. with augury scanners everywhere. Oh yeah, you'll just get intercepted, shot out the sky. <laughs> They've got low, you know, like not high armor value. Yeah, not yeah, lots yeah. of hole points. Oh, this thing's going down with people in it. Yeah, yeah, so I don't imagine lots and lots of people would go, I must get this. I must have this. No, but you know where it's going to look good? On top of a landing pad mm. and in a hangar of a uh, Zemo's yes. board. Yeah. That's where it's going to excel. Yeah. Um, so that's why I bought it. And 
it was it's one of those kits for me very much like the crash thunder hawk tile mm. very much like a lot of the forge world stuff of going i should have just ordered that when i had the chance yes um and i didn't mm. and then it went out of stock and i was very cry i very cried quite a lot mm. um yes, and you did. i looked at getting it 3d printed because it was no longer on sale when they brought it back i was like okay well i'll have to i'll just buy yeah, it this yeah, time because yeah. i need it in my life um so it hasn't turned up yet so uh, that was the big disappointment um Ooh. But in the last month, I have, when I was at Warhammer World, um, I picked up um, some of the Promethean containers, the, the, yes, the ones yeah, that are yeah, in the back yeah. of the, the hauler. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like round tubes. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And I also already had the, um, so I've got those, built those. Um, and I also, I've got the um, Necromunda Market set. Ooh, cool. Um, which uh, I've built, half built it. it. It's a bit of a weird kit, to be honest. Um, but it's like half built. Um, so they're going to form scatter terrain um, for my new board that I have designed in the last month. Cool. Um, of a shipping container board with a downed crane halfway through the middle of it. Yeah, we were talking about that, right? Yeah. So, you know, um, Warhammer World used to have the, they probably still do, the um, Fallen Titan board. Yes. So it's very kind of clear, but there's just this giant, tight and across yeah, yeah, the, yeah. kind of diagonally across the board yeah. offering all the cover you need yeah um similar idea of just this giant crane that's kind of collapsed everywhere yeah so it'll probably what i'll probably end up doing is getting one of those like kids toy cranes yep and then break it yep and then basically have it on mdf um mdf like um shapes have that in there build, build it up with some putty and sand and then basically have these scatter terrain pieces which provide line yeah, of sight large like cool. like a gw ruin yeah you just yeah plonk it on the table right so the big one in the middle will be probably the the place where they sit the cockpit cockpit tell anyone name the cab the cab yeah okay with a cab and it'll probably be over like a shipping container to add more height so bigger things can hide behind it yeah. and then the outlying ones will be smaller would yeah, you have like, it like broken like that mm. like some tilted pictures of actual container damage so mm. that if you decide to go that far to actually wreck containers you can yeah. i think the only way I, the, the only way i'd be able to wreck containers would be if i heated up the plastic ones because i've got plastic containers and i've got the foam containers yeah. um i don't particularly want to go down the route of building my own containers no God. no no no, no. Um, yeah no. that would be great so yeah i planned that board um, and I've been looking at getting the, um, you know, the, 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 I hate to put it out. It's like, um, you know, when they do their battlefield in a box. Yes. Thing. Oh, the radar dish. Yeah. Military planning landing pad thing. Yeah. yeah so I know exactly the one you mean, yeah, but yeah. that's an awful description of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the landy paddy radar thing. Radar thing. Tanel's uh, got it. Tanel's got it. Yeah. Um, it's like, Base Anvilus. It's called um, Battlezone Frontiers. Yeah, um, or, or Nackman. Had an S on the end. Um, <laughs> so it's got wall sections, two buildings, a um, landing pad, which with Promethean bottles yep. on either side, and then um, a radar dish and a um, satellite stack, basically. Mm -hmm. So like a tour tower thing. Um, and it's modular. You can put stuff on top. So you can put buildings on top of the landing pad and then put the stuff on that. So my yep. plan will be to have. Um, in the top right-hand corner of the board will be the landing pad with mm -hmm. also my um, my old-school landing pad, the Sky Shield landing pad, which yeah, I've still yeah, got, yeah. Um, which yeah. isn't being used. Um, so bust that out again, have that up there and have two different landing pads. Cool. Um, and then the bottom right-hand corner, I'm oh, sorry, top right-hand corner will be that and the bottom left-hand corner will be the radar dishes 
um, oh. and like the comm station, mm. and then basically scattered throughout will be containers. Cool. Yeah. Um, and then I'll get as and when needed. Yeah, just for Depends some cover. Depends how much room the crane takes up, I guess. Exactly. I've got quite a lot of containers. They'll be perfectly fine to add as like scatter terrain for line of sight blocking, probably in the top and the bottom of the crane sections, just to so planning to be done for October 2024. I don't think it's going to be that kind of board though. It's going well, to be, it depends you what could, we do. I could put more <laughs> containers on it to make it that kind of board. Ah, um, but yeah, and then I'll probably look at getting <laughs> probably look at getting one of the neoprene mats for it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's an I easy can, way of getting detail on the base. Because the, the issue is that Knackman box comes with one of those gaming cardboard board things. things. Useful yeah. for your 40k games. Yeah. because uh, Particularly uh, at a thousand points. It might be the right size for a thousand point game. Yeah. Board measuring 30 inches by 22.4 yeah, which is uh, allowing you to build a battlefield suitable for combat patrol and incursion games of up to a thousand points. Yeah. In so, 40k. So yeah. having that will be useful. Mm -hmm. um, and then yeah painting it up. But they also did you know they brought back um, made to order Skyshore landing pads. Really? Oh, really? Yeah, I might buy another one. It's another one. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I, I've got my one with the ruins all the way around it. Yeah. I'd actually like to get a load and more walls and make it two stories high, rather uh, than just one. That'd be good. But um, that's a lot of work. Lots of work. And it's already painted, and I'm like, eh, that's fine. Why and why wreck? It's already painted, right? Yeah. Yeah. I get, yeah. <laughs> um. So yes. that was that's what I've done really. Not not so much like measurable hobby progress, but more idea planning and and. And books buying. and stuff, and buying <laughs> stuff, which buying Who now cares? counts. Yeah. So it's all good. I need to I need to do my bases for the Resurrection Forty K challenge because my my models are done. The bases aren't. Yeah. Um, oh, I also uh, got the the magnetic circles that I posted. In oh the group. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. They're around here somewhere. They're in that. They're in that thing over there. Ah. Um, what that thing that's that envelope off microphone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right there, that Good radio. Um, we will we'll look at them afterwards. I I um I don't think they're that bad. I think they're quite good. It'll be interesting to see how long they stick on the bottom of bases for when you sort of like Yeah, it was it seemed to be lots of people were saying they're fine to start with, but then when they're on a metal base for a magnetic base the pull between the two magnets is stronger than the glue to the bottom of the miniature base. Yeah. So, so you kind of peel the miniature off the, the disc and leave the disc which, on the Which, in all honesty, which in all honesty happened with magnets. You can, yeah. Like, I, I, um, the issue, the reason I looked at them was because the, when I put magnets on, they're always like significantly, um, either they come off or they, they, uh, cause frosting along the base. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. I thought they were like seven quid for 60 or something like that. Bit so of a gamble. Why not? Give, give it a go. go. It's seven quid. And worse comes worse, I'll just stick magnets on. I'll probably use them for my, um, um, that force for my resurrection, which is called Leagues of Otan. Yes. The only thing is, I think their Leagues of Otan are on like 25 mil bases. Are they? They're on small bases. No, they're on 32s, I'm they're sure. They're not on 32s. Mine are on 32s because I, that, I have a billion 32 oh, so you bases. put them on 32s you didn't for, did you not put them on the ones that came with the box so they're on 32s right now yeah because they're stuck to them for painting yeah while i was doing the scenic bases for my um for for them because i didn't know one at that point i didn't know what base i was doing and two where i was doing um slap i thought you'd done crap. all the bases the, yeah but they're not stuck on there yet uh, so the bases need to be finished they're all corked up I need to actually paint them and put on the, uh, the, the actual okay. finishing of them where, where you were doing slap crap slap crap yeah because um, I refuse slap to call it painting. the other one <laughs> um, 
so yeah, I, I think the bases from the box, I've stuck all the cork onto and I'm doing those. Mm. They're currently stuck on 32s because I've got a million 32 uh. bases for painting. Um, but I think they're on, I think they're on 28, which would make sense. They are tiny and dwarfs. Yeah, not much is on that size base anymore. Uh, I'm going to go look. Tau Fire Warriors, I believe. Are they? Pathfinders. They're small. Until they redo them. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but these are new. Everything's going up. Hang on. Let me find it. I don't know what the new guard are on. They're probably, I would assume they're. They can't be on 32. It'd be weird if they'd put guard on the same as Mm. Marines. That was always one of the things that helped them look much bigger. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Squads, 55, 28.5 mil. Yeah, ten twenty-eight point five. That's still miles. bigger, but the than twenty-five. The, the magnetic bases I bought are twenty-eights, so it means yeah. that they'll fit into the. Yes, they to the, will. To the to the ones. So cool. That's fine. Votan will be magnetized. <laughs> cool. <laughs> anyway, Neil, go over to you. Um. Right. So, see, I wasn't here last month. Mm. No, true. So, so this you, is two months I worth of hobby. I can't you're gonna, remember. You're gonna us in. <laughs> I can't remember what I'd actually written in last month's. Uh, it's fine. You could just open it. That's what Google's for. No, that would require me I'll to I'll do go, it, I'll do it. Click, you carry on, you carry on, click. and I'll tell you that it says nothing. It probably does say nothing, yeah. <laughs> um, you probably hadn't filled it in at that point. I think, so yeah, things that happened last month, I don't know what Matt and Sam filled you in with. Nothing. We ignored nothing. your existence. Yes, we just didn't talk about yours uh, in the, or whatever it's called. I think we said that right, your car okay. broke. Oh, uh, yeah, we obviously gave oh, a reason God. why he wasn't here. Um, right, I'm looking. let's go. Let's uh, open that one. You've been one painting well. up the Rancor. Yes. Right, okay. So let's let's take. It's the main bit of your uh, take, stuff. Take the two months non hobby progress together. <laughs> so, um, maybe half a month's hobby progress between it. Half yeah. month's hobby progress. I... Yeah, we also had an extra week because we're recording this late. Yeah. Just, just want to point that just, one out. Just to really, really, really <laughs> rub it in that Neil hasn't done much at all. <laughs> Um, so I was asked to do the Rancor and the ATST from uh, Imperial Assault ah. for a work colleague. Um, the Rancor is almost finished. Nice. I just need to paint a couple more colours on the tongue to make it look more realistic, rather than just one flat uh, red. The eyes Water down to, Nurgle's rock. The, looks amazing. Probably. I think I've got a pot of that somewhere. Um, the eyes need to be painted black and then gloss varnished. Yeah. And then I just need to finish off the claws, spray the base black again, and then that one's done. Nice. Uh, and then I can give that back to Lee at work. And then the ATST, I actually had to buy a pot of paint. <laughs> God. <laughs> Whoa. I know. Outrageous, right? Are you going to claim that back from Lee? Yes. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I had to. Commission when, cost is one pot of paint. <laughs> yeah, quite exactly. So I. It's got a good deal. <laughs> I, I sprayed it with um, Uthor and Grey. I was like, this is way too light. I need a darker grey. Oh, okay. And the pot of grey that I had was like, yeah, that's gone. I've had it for however many years. Yeah, whites and greys have never gone well. No. So when I was in the Netherlands, I visited Ah. a games workshop and then posted that picture on Discord channel. Oh, yeah. It's caused lots of questions of where you were. And amazingly, somebody actually guessed exactly where I'd been. Yeah, they'd been there that week or something. Yeah, I was like... like, Yeah, it was really strange. phenomenal. They weren't even from the Netherlands. No. They were just like, oh, oh, I happened to be in the country and went to that exact GW. So yeah, I bought bought a a grey so that I can now do that. Um, I had all these wonderful intentions this week to actually get things done, but uh, life has got in the way again, as usual. (laughs) 
um, with the whole car breaking and yeah. costing more than I was expecting it to. Um, and then I've had uh, family parties to go to my niece's naming ceremony a couple of weeks ago. Cool. That's eating into that weekend and just general other things uh, like iPads breaking as well. That doesn't help. <laughs> That's always fun. Yeah. What are you doing? Spending two hours <laughs> trying to break everything. Trying to fix my dad's iPad, which was hilarious and didn't work at all. Um, so yeah, it hasn't really been a very productive two <laughs> months, unfortunately. Um, but I did do a test a model uh, of the uh, Vallejo Air Gunmetal on a ah, couple okay. of necro, spare Necro models um, to see what that looks like. So that is going to be the main base color. Nice. I've primed up. 13 Necron Warriors because I had 13 paint pots to use. I then discovered another <laughs> seven, so I can now do the other seven, which was what I was going to plan to do to last night, but didn't get around to it because yeah. it was too late to be spraying at that point. It's never too late to spray now. It is when you have to turn the compressor on and it's like 10 o'clock at night. We, need to, no go. we need to build you a compressor box. Yeah. Potentially, yeah. We need to build you a compressor box as well because you have the same excuse of my yeah. kids are asleep. <laughs> Yeah. Compressor yeah. box. Yeah. We'll have a look at that. Um, so, yeah, I didn't actually get to do the rest of the priming and the spraying of the first coat of silver, but I've primed up 13 Necron Warriors and the Overlord as well. Nice. Ready. Which are the ones for the end of October. Yes. So, it's going to be a very interesting week next week because I've got to get cracking on with that as I lose a week in October for some stupid reason. <laughs> Can't think why. <laughs> Someone's turning old. Yeah. Or well, nice middle-aged, really. Middle hopefully, aged. <laughs> yes. we we hope that's middle-aged. Don't want to don't want to do that. Um, I can close that one down. No, yeah, cool. Yes, so it's just it's just life. Other things in yeah, life yeah. have really taken over. But have they been good? They've been good things. Other than obviously yeah, all the breakages. Other, <laughs> other other than the breakages, things have been good. Because um, you were away for work. And then Wait you were also work. away holiday. Did you do holiday yes. recently so, as well? Netherlands. That was the holiday. That was the holiday. I couldn't remember what one. Was it Poland for work? Poland for work. Yeah. So I went to Poland to have a look at some shuttle configurations for work. Holiday in Netherlands. Um, and yeah, that's about it really. Takes time away. Indeed. Uh, I was going to say something else. Oh, Oppenheimer. All right. We went, we went to Oppenheimer we went for see, work. We went to Oppenheimer. No, we, we watched. Um, me and Amy went and watched Oppenheimer. It's oh, a cool. very long film. Is it very long film? Yeah. Yeah, I'll watch it eventually. It, it didn't grab me as uh, I want to go to the cinema mm. and see that. Many, not that many movies do anymore. To be honest, no. I'm a bit no. like, well, they'll come out on streaming services soon enough, and I'll just watch them there. Yeah. Um, but I'm interested in that one. I've also started watching The Sopranos. Oh, really? okay. Never watched You've it. never watched it? Never watched I've never it. watched The Sopranos. That's good. So, um, yeah, Amy managed to convince me to start watching The Sopranos whilst we were away in the Netherlands. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Me and Jenny did that once. We went on holiday and I can't remember where we were. We were in a shop and they had the whole box series of 24. Yeah. And I'd watched maybe like a few episodes and Jenny had never watched it. And it was like ridiculously cheap. So we just bought the whole box <laughs> of all the yeah. series and uh, watched like the first season and a half while on holiday. Um, this must, I, have, I, must have been pre-kids. Yeah. I quite like doing that. Like good, like picking a new series to watch while on holiday. Yeah. Because yeah. the majority of the time when we go away, it's normally like the evenings we just have dinner 
Yeah, yeah and then exactly. you're like, what do we do after this? Exactly, and and God forbid we actually talk to each other. You spend um, all day yeah. together as exactly. well. It's not like you've got work to break things Exactly. Up. So we normally try and find a new series to watch yeah. or, or start a new series when we're when we're away and just smash that out. Yeah. Um, never done The Sopranos, never done 24. 24 starts really well, gets a bit samey after like two seasons. I think it <laughs> suffered from the, the, the wonderful Writer's Guild strike uh, that happened done. around the mm. time of that lost... Yeah. Battlestar Galactica, uh, Prison Break, and probably yeah, well, something else. Homeland was good. But again, Homeland was good. Yeah, I haven't seen Homeland. Homeland was good for like the first few series, yeah. and then it got really weird. Is that the one with Claire Danes as the agent, and you've got... Uh, yeah. Yeah, she's got... Um, you got Major uh, Winters is the, the main guy. The English, the English American dude yeah. with the, 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 the red hair who was in Band of Brothers. Yeah, who played Major Winters. Yeah, thank you. And, and That's why I called him Major Winters because I have no idea what the actor's called. Um, <laughs> yeah, so he's in it. Um, and then, again, I'd probably say the first, like she's got bipolar, so it's a yes. fantastic like oh, interesting. explanation okay. as to yeah, how yeah. bipolar is and why it's not just people think you're... Like schizophrenia Odd. style, thing. <laughs> yeah. it's actually yeah. It was really good kind of adaptation of that, and then also, again, I'd say probably the first like two three series were really good, and then after that it just got a bit far fetched. Much like we just started, it's exactly the same as Twenty Four by the South Things. It's like so we just started watching um the fourth season of Sex Education on Netflix. All right, um, and one two and three were very re- not really well. No, they were realistic. They were very realistic and actually based kind of somewhat in a universe where you can kind of it's plausible whereas the fourth season is like mental yeah like it's just that would never happen like everyone's nice to each other <laughs> exactly what kind of world is that That's See, not so real. what i'm hoping for is that eventually we figure out that they're not nice to each other and it's just like a big facade and it's yeah. all, it's kind it of was like, all a dream not a dream not up for oh, that oh god no but yeah um so we started watching that recently and one of them wakes up in the shower mm. i mean in that show yeah definitely <laughs> yeah, i was gonna say yeah they tend to be <laughs> Something plugged into them. <laughs> hmm. No, no, they're not trying to kill themselves in that like, toast in the bath. It's not. It's not, I don't, like... not that kind of plug. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. Anyway, moving swiftly on. Yeah. Um. Anything else from you, Neil? Um. No. Uh, there, there is. Unfortunately, there's nothing really. Ah, to that's cool. Add. It's just been work, work, and work. Really. That's as well. cool. Go on then, Matt. Well, so I've got a long list of stuff. And I was saying to the guys just before we started recording that it looks really good when I wrote it all down. But as I go through it, I'm like, this is all kind of low-level stuff. <laughs> but I have been uh, producing this month, so I'm quite happy. Um, I have built and base-coated seven, the seven-man Heavy Flamer Squad that are Mark III that um, Sam gifted me. Um, so I bought some heavy flamers. I think I talked about that last month. I bought the guns ready, like kind of prepping for this month. Mm. Cool. So yeah, they're all built. Question. Where did you get the guns from? Uh, Troll Trader, actually. Okay. So um, yeah, they're the new heavy um, weapons kits. Cool. Broken down and Troll Trader were cheaper than eBay sellers. Uh, fair enough. So I uh, had a look on their store and bought, yeah, bought 10 heavy flamers and 10 Volker culverins from cool. them. Um, but yeah, so I built and base coated the heavy flamers. The the shiny red that they were was irking me because everything I've so far for the Death Guard I've built and base coated pretty much everything. Mm-hmm. So everything's flat black, and then there was just these shiny red seven dudes, and I was like, these need to be black. <laughs> so I prioritised getting them base coated. 
Uh, I also built a 10-man Volkrite Culverin squad for the Death Guard. Cool. Uh, built them in Mark VI. Uh, they they are still yet to be base-coated, so they're, they're sprue grey at the moment. But Death Guard are kind of happening, happening in the background with the nice. Resurrection 40k happening. Um, I'm just going to kind of slowly progress them. I think I've got my step-by-step on how I'm going to paint the Death Guard. I did some research into that cool. as well, um, following a couple of different YouTube kind of variations mm-hmm. and taking bits I liked and certain paints that I liked, the look of the certain color. Yeah. Um, and made a list of what I will need to purchase for that. That'll be post-Resurrection 40K because that's what I need to spend time painting uh, over uh, 30K at the moment. Um, uh, and talking about Resurrection 40K, I built 10 Assault Intercessors, which I got from James. Um, they're the clipped together ones. Yeah. Um, so yeah. The, with the pegs yeah um i had quite a lot of fun actually cutting them all off and reposing them all slightly cool because the i just can't get around the pegs they're annoying uh so cutting them off and just being able to alter slightly each pose uh-huh. was really good um so i i enjoyed getting those guys together they're now uh, base coated and been sponged their three grays so i spoke about last month how i'm doing a sponging technique for the armor color um, so where did you find the sponging technique it was like a random instagram post and i was like oh that looks interesting wasn't tovarian was it no idea i've got it saved I, I can look on my phone a bit later on but yeah um so i, I basically start from a mechanica standard gray yep. all over then move into uniform gray by army painter which okay, is the yeah. gray i used to paint my space horse in um Ooh. so i started doing that it's just a slightly sh- lighter shade of gray yep and then I mix that 50-50 with um, a Vallejo white. So it's a really light gray. Cool. And it almost goes slightly blue. So it's like a slight nod towards the, the baby blue yeah. without doing baby blue. Um, and I'm really happy with how they come out. Each layer, you just kind of get lighter and lighter and do more edge mm-hmm. edging. Um, but it gives a kind of mottled, well-worn effect to the armor color, yep. which I quite like quite easily. Um, and now they've got... Um, those 10 Assault Intercessors and my Primaris uh, Ragnar Blackmane, which I've had for a while, yeah. kind of part built. Um, they're now all got 50% of their base layers on. So Lovely. silvers, yellows, reds. Cool. I've still got to do some uh, metallics. I've got another question about the sponge. What sponge are you using? Just a like bath sponge. Okay. Interesting. Um, yeah, just pulling it off. I use a um, George Foreman grill cleaning sponge yeah okay yeah something um, like that because they've got two textures on them they've got um like a wire yeah, yeah. like a plastic wire brush yeah. kind of top um which is really loose and then a kind of really sort of dense aerated mm. f- uh, sponge on the bottom and it's all ridged yeah um, so, so it's good to basically slice one ridge off and then yeah, use yeah. that to to dab away yeah, on. yeah so what i'm doing is i'm pulling a bit off i've got yeah. like a normal big sponge if you yeah, want to yeah. call it that that you might have on the side of your bath and just particularly if you've got kids yeah. <laughs> it's an old one that, of theirs um and just pull a bit off and then i kind of um screw it in with tweezers into you know the plastic covers for paintbrushes yes um screw then, it in with tweezers into so the I grab, grab it with tweezers and just kind of twist it in oh okay so it doesn't come out and then so you, then you just have a little plastic Oh, that's as clever. Opposed, to, as opposed to, to dab, using the tweezers. Rather than using the tweezers and permanently... Yeah, but gripping. that's because that's because Matt doesn't have reverse I don't. I don't have reverse tweezers, but it's also... It's a bit smaller, so you feel like you're using a paintbrush. Yeah, yeah So yeah. for the 
like lightest Ooh. gray it's much easier to stay on the edges rather yeah, than yeah. like oh i've dabbed somewhere i didn't want to yeah, yeah, yeah find it much better for control you know what we should do we should get him some tweezers and get some dental elastic bands to wrap around it so it holds it closed yeah yeah, yeah. yeah that's same the same thing you do that um but yeah this this seems to work really well again i saw that as part of the video of someone okay. doing it huh. so i was like cool. oh. um so yeah so they've got about 50 percent of their base layers on i did on one of the hangouts um probably the last month's one actually yeah that was recently wasn't it <laughs> last um yeah yeah so that would have been when i did that oh ba- batch painting is really just oh but i guess it done yeah well doing 11 models and doing like i've done they've all got 11 models counts as batch painting yeah it does five counts as batch painting it just counts as painting yeah, but you still. I'm doing all of the yellow on all eleven, then all of the red on eleven. That's, That's what batch painting is. Okay, <laughs> so if you, you could batch paint on two models. No, so no, no, two models. five. It's, it's five is it normally be, the rough. Has to be a, there has to be a minimum because it, you have to have enough time right. to put paint on one of them. Yep. Let it dry. Let it dry whilst, and so as you get to the last one, mm. the initial one should be dry. Okay, but doing they've got a lot of silver. Yeah, because they're space marines, and of course. you know they're all holding chainsaws and bolt pistols and. I, I think it, it, it was breaking my spirit. I think the it's, it's the only way to paint. Like yeah. I, I can't paint one model from I, start to finish. What? I would love to paint one model start to finish, but I think when like I, my plan is to use streaking grime all over and doing that in batches makes the most sense. Yes, putting it, it through does. the airbrush and hitting yeah. everything, yep. and then letting it dry and then cleaning everything. Yeah. So I need everyone, everything to be at that point. Yeah. So I could pick up one model and do all the base colors and get them ready, and then move to the next one. But that just feels counterproductive. Because mm. um, I'm getting a lot done. Like over that hangout, I got all the yellows done, all the reds done with highlights. Yeah. And then uh, moved on to the silver. So it's quite a decent amount in l- like less than three hours. Yeah. Um, it's called painting, Matt. Yeah. I know you need to. It just towards the end, oh, I was painting. like, this is really annoying. Um, try, try, try 30. Ooh, 30 pieces. Mate. I've I've attempted Tyranny as many times. Yeah, and, uh, it's, it's the what happens one. is I sell them instead of painting them because yeah. it's just I can't one handle. Day. One day I did the orcs that way. Yeah, I batch painted yeah. a bunch of Honestly, thirty man boy squads. You could smash out an orc army with um, speed paints. Yeah, like contrast paint. Just that. Yeah. That's the only way to do orcs now, in my opinion. <laughs> um, you're like fully just sold on this. Oh, I am. After how good the blue came out, like yeah, I need yeah. to see how it's it going to come out on vehicles. I think it really depends on the the color and its consistency as to how well it works. Because yeah. on models with texture, no worries. But flat yeah. panels, uh, that's how. That's why I'm really interested to see how it's going to come out on vehicles because yeah. they are. Flat you, well, now that you've added a land fortress as well, it's a bigger. <laughs> Spray it through, yeah. Yeah, awesome. I'm gonna airbrush it. I'm not gonna use oh, paintbrush. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, 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 hundred percent. But yeah, so since since I did that stint on them, I haven't picked them up again because I'm just, I'm still on the come down of how just uh, it was. But um, yeah, they need to be done by the end of next month, so they will be. <laughs> um, yes. I realised I'm actually gonna have to order some stuff to for the basing. Oh, okay. Um, just just paints and things, but uh, I don't oh. actually currently have it. And I'm like, actually, they need to be done next month. Oh, you've so just I need to do this. To that. Yeah. What do you need for bases? Um, so I'm gonna I'm doing kind of like a, a ready Martian-y kind of effect. Yeah. So I need Martian iron crust for some cracks. Yeah. In, in bits. I'm not doing the whole base like that, but just to break up texture. 
mm-hmm. um, as well as um, some weathering pigments. Okay. Color weathering pigments. I, I've got them written down. I okay. can't tell you what they are now. Okay. Different reddy, browny ones. I've got those ones that we picked up all those years ago. Oh, yeah. That I've never opened. <laughs> yeah, it's one of the things that I wanted to try and do for these guys because I've never done it. And it's almost a bit of a precursor because I plan to use them for the death card. Yeah, yeah. So it's like yeah. a, a good training. Test, good test area. Yeah, use it on the base on these guys. And then I can use them on the models a bit more in the death card, yeah. which I think the reddy colors will really pop on the um, bone armor. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, anyway, that's that's the main bit of painting I've done this month. Uh, I rebased my blood claws onto 32 mil bases because they mm-hmm. were still on 25s from all those years ago when I used to have Space Horse. Um, and they're now primed black as well. Um, and I wanted to talk about the TT Combat sprays. So again, you weren't here last month, so you wouldn't know this. I bought TT Combat black. Comes in the same size can as a Chaos Black from Games right. Workshop, but it's six pounds rather than the 14 pounds uh-huh. of a Chaos Black. Um, so I bought two, so I've got double the amount of black, and uh, so far they've worked just as well. Okay. The two things I would say is I feel like I've had slightly less coverage. Yep. I've just run out of the first can, uh-huh. and I've I've sprayed enough to go, yeah, that was worth it, but maybe slightly less. Um, and I would also say that the nozzle on the mm-hmm top of the spray can i don't know what you'd call that thing <laughs> other than a yeah. nozzle yep um it does clog a little bit okay so i've had to like get some airbrush cleaner yeah. and a cotton bud just to clean it off after a like, long session of using it yeah um just so that you get clear spray through which i haven't ever had to do for a chaos black yeah but yeah. for i've got 800 milliliters of black for the price of 400 milliliters so so far fair enough I'm I'm happy enough to go. Yeah, I'll probably buy these again. Um, they do loads of different colours. This is obviously only the black that I'm using, but they brought them out for like obviously all their MDF kits. Yes, and it does say on there for MDF and miniatures. So it's so slightly are they a filler primer as well. No, I don't. I, they seem in. they seem as thin as Ooh, as Games Workshop. Which brand? Sorry, TT Combat. Oh, okay. Nah, you'll be fine. Yeah, they've they've come out. They're better they're thinner than army painter sprays yeah, yeah, yeah. having used a bunch of those oh, God, really army thick. painter ones are thick and yeah they're thinner than that but uh, i would say they are maybe slightly thicker than gw but it, that's not a I, problem as long as you control it i understand why you rattle can your prime but nothing quite like airbrushing it no uh, my plan is to move to it i just haven't ordered the primer and then it comes to needing to do it and i'm like yeah. well i can just get a can off a shelf yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I i get it right yeah. it's quicker it is quicker i i always found with with mine that i can't i could never with rattle cans i could never get the layer right so either it would be too heavy or too yeah thin or always would end up like when it, when i took the model off the, like the stick i was using or whatever turn it slightly up and be like still slightly gray still underneath gray. it well i like, find I that with airbrushing though yeah, was I've got the I've got brushing. I've got the butt plug handle thing, so yeah. I, I think they all go into that, and then uh, then I can get the angle on it properly. Yeah, yeah. That, I I do think handles are the way to go for airbrushing. Yeah. Yes, yes they are. Um, yeah, plus it's definitely cut down my um, 
My, I was going to say my latex budget then. <laughs> my glove, my glove budget. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I just mount it uh, and spray paint that way. Um, yeah. No, so I, I, I definitely think Hannah's the way to go. It's mm. funny, I would actually look at getting, like, who was it? I think it was Michael from um, Edge of Empire who bought like 20 painting handles because he was like, I'm yeah, never going to do a squad bigger than 20 and then they all just live on, on those. Yeah. I wouldn't go that far, but I think I would like to get another one because yeah, currently now what I do is I just take I've, them off. I think I've got yeah. two. I've got, I've got the one that you got me for my birthday, yeah, which was really the original. Yeah, I've got the original. In, in, in all honesty, the better one. Yeah, I actually agree. Like, um, I don't like the new ones. The new one's thinner, isn't it? It's it's a lot it thinner. Just, it feels like you, the grip isn't as kind and, to and your you hand. You can't change the top. On yeah, it. it's, it yeah, like it's molded one, in. One size yeah. fits all until you need to get to a bigger model and then you need to buy the other one, which yeah, is yeah, bigger. Yeah. yeah. Whereas which they went, oh, why have we made this, <laughs> you know, useful? We'll, but then we'll it's, mold it's, it in it's together. GW, it's GW. The, the, the only thing I would say, well, so the the larger handle was good for me because my hands, I, like, I prefer it as well. Um, and my, um, my, my, my grip's not amazing. Um, so the thinner one, I think the, 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 the only good thing about the thinner one is where they've got a really thin neck on it. You can really kind of like, get around yeah. that and and, yeah. and, and feel closer you know could really choke up on that neck <laughs> 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 the, the hand action was, was a bit nuts <laughs> yeah no <laughs> one, don't worry sam no one's gonna see that uh, no one will see that no one's gonna highlight that my, just... my elbow is well too stiff for that <laughs> <laughs> i went cl- so i was gonna I, say elbow to preface the only that, thing that was i stiff, went but... um <laughs> I, I i went climbing like for the first Ooh. time in ages like two weeks ago and then basically have decided that i have lost all my muscle mass in my upper body yeah. so climb basically on my joints and yeah. my left elbow has not been the same since oh, yeah. like and i've yeah. got a really bad right elbow injury at the moment like it's just weak as hell yeah something pinged in it like didn't hurt just you know like something just go ding and i'm like oh that's a tendon or a ligament <laughs> <laughs> something uh, was not great yeah, there yeah. um one of my knees is barely held it together and uh, yeah, I was I was literally you know our tankards like the podcast tankards. That yeah, we, yeah, I filled it up with a squash and like literally lifted it up and was like, this is like I'm lifting a yeah. barbell. Like it was really hard. See, whereas mine it's is got more... better since then, but that was a couple of weeks ago. But my god, I was like, what is this? Like, I just had no strength whatsoever. You, you need to do exercises that involve you opening your hand as well yeah. as closing oh, okay. your hand. Yeah, so I've got. Um... Is that mainly elbows? It will, it will, it will like work, right in here. Yeah, it will work everything. Oh, okay. So I've got some um, physiotherapy bands for yeah, your yeah, hands, yeah. which are like, they're like reverse around, yeah. knuckle dusters. Yeah. And you basically just sort of do this. Yeah. Um, and then I've got the other way. I've got the other, other <laughs> I've got the other way, which is just to squeeze. But yeah, mine yeah. is, mine's more outwards. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I've been using for that. I'll, I'll bring, yeah, after this, yeah. we'll have a look. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll cry while I do it. Um, but they yeah. don't sell the small painting handle anymore. They've only got the XL one. Ah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> they have got though. They have got being the stiff again. They have got the head, the head handle thing. You know, like the weird kind of looks like an injection oh, thing. Oh, the one with. So you can paint your heads, not on your models. Oh yeah, that's what cocktail sticks are for. No, yeah, no, we're 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 making products to replace <laughs> these. Think of how many cocktail sticks you've wasted over these. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. <laughs> yeah. Right, anyway. Anyway, yeah, we've kind of moved way over. No, that's fine. My last bit of hobby isn't anything insane. I've just uh, rebased my Wolfen, my uh, original um, Eye of Terror, the metal 
Wolven. Ooh, yeah. I've uh, rebased them to 40 mil bases because the current Wolven are on 40 mils. Now, they are slightly shorter. I had a bit of a conversation with a few people in the Discord, and the metal ones are obviously smaller than the new, you know, size creep, anime-posed yeah. uh, nonsense Wolven. Um, I'd say more action pose than anime pose. But. Uh, you look at them, they're very anime. They are extremely anime posed. Um, and so I've kept them on the 25 mil and glued that on top of the 40 mil. And then my plan is to mold around it to make for a kind of just general taller base for texturing. Do you have putty? Yeah, I've got, I've, well, I've got miller putt, which people were like, that's expensive. And I'm like, well, yeah, but it's sat in my drawer for two years. Yeah, so yeah. Just it's, use it. It's fine. I might just, just use it. I, I've got but two blocks of miller putt if yeah. you, if you want to. I've got a yeah, yeah. miller Which, again, well, so. have sat in my cupboard since I bought them. That's what I mean. So. Like, you know, I don't use them all the time. So I'm, I'm probably going to do that. Um, I, Simon has offered me some modeling clay. When you it do, takes a bit longer to dry, though. If you do use the miller putt, make sure you put gloves on. Yeah, that stuff yeah, is yeah. horrible. Yeah, I've done that before. <laughs> yeah, when I got um, the Medusas from uh, yeah. Simon, and I uh, had to a lot of gap filling, and yeah. I, I did that without gloves, and oh. had it in my ingrained into my um, th- uh, my thumbprint yes. for days. That Just was, like, that uh. was, <laughs> yeah, it's not the best. Um, but yeah, but that's what I, I kind of plan to do, and then that raises them up so they feel a bit bigger, but you know solves an issue of they're also on because they're metal on the slot bases bases, yeah so taking them off of that cutting them off of that drilling holes putting them onto the 40 mil so they're secure and not going to fall off every five seconds too much i was like this is much easier so i'm I'm doing the easier option which i think will turn out fine yeah it'll look okay. okay um but yeah so that's the only bit of hobby other than all the other bits um but i actually played a game this month well I played a game of Heresy at 2,000 points. I take offence to your comments. Just want to get that out of there now. My comments? Yeah, your comments. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I'll get to that. Um, so yeah, I played a 2,000-point game of Iron Hands. Ooh. <laughs> so, <laughs> One book. and you're, Honestly, <laughs> you're, yeah. You're so on. we covered them. Was it last month we covered them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Sons of the Selenar. Honestly, yeah, 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 I'm yeah. in. I'm in. So uh, I'm, I'm all about it. So <laughs> after going like through their rules, well, after going through their rules and realizing that a bunch of your tanks can have five up, it will not die. Is very very tasty. And being at a loss and just not feeling motivated for the ultramarines, and realizing that all of the tanks that I wanted to use for the Iron Hands are all still sprue grey because they're all Sicarans that I have not painted shiny blue yet. I'm pretty sure my Ultramarines are going to become Iron, iron Hands. Um, so I have a 2K Iron Hands list. It goes as this. Uh, the Predator, Master of Armor, who has to be the Warlord for Armored Spearhead. He's got the Heavy Conversion Beam Cannon, Last Cannon Swansons. So he is an Ultramarine mm-hmm. tank, my original Warlord. Two Tactical Marines in Rhinos. Yep. Um, ten Breaches in a Land Raider. Uh, and then two plain Sakarans as elite choices and a tech marine. Right. Because that just ticks the uh, Iron Hand um, feel, really. I was like, yeah. yeah, I've got this tech marine doing nothing. He's now an Iron Hand. Um, and then my heavy support is a Sakaran Arcus and a Sakaran Punisher. Uh-huh. So lots of Sakarans. Um, and that's 2,000 points. So I took that list against Tom and his Iron Warriors. Yep. Now, uh, Iron Warriors obviously are renowned for being very good at killing vehicles. Yes. So I was a bit nervous. 
Um, but I thought, I want to try them. We're going to see how this, this goes. Um, and it, it went really well. So cool. we played uh, Tide of Carnage, which is where you get points for zones. Yeah, yeah. So it's like seven points for having your enemy deployment zone, five for no man's land, yeah, and three for your own. Yeah. If, with scoring units, obviously, yeah. line. But vehicles also count as scoring mm-hmm. in this, which was very key, to be fair. Yes. Um, being a whole army that has vehicles everywhere. <laughs> it was quite useful. Uh, he did have some tanks as well, so he had that bonus. Um, he had a couple of indicators, the Arquita Bombards, um, the Forge World yeah. kind of um, artillery tanks, yeah. um, as well as two Breach Squads, his Iron Havocs, and the some Rapiers as well. So lots of artillery and some armor. Um, there were a few things that kind of swung the game. Oh, mm-hmm. sorry. Before I can say that, we had Vanguard Strike, the long triangle yeah. measurement thing, which was useful because the last couple I've had smaller deployment zones for all my vehicles, and this one I, f- I felt I could actually spread out. Um, but yeah, I ended up winning 5-0, which I was really happy about. Uh, it's been a long time since I've won a game, actually. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, yeah, I won. It does surprise um, me. You normally suck. Yeah, yeah, it, it worked quite well. Um, so I got my deployment, uh-huh. uh, Warlord and Attrition, Oops. which was a secondary. Yep. Um, there were three things that kind of swung the game in my favorite. Uh, one was I deleted the Havocs I've learnt. Um, I shot them with my heavy conversion beamer, Predator, which can shoot up to 72 inches away. So I shot him outside of 48 inches. I guess you didn't have like night fighting or anything like that. No, so we rolled and didn't get night fighting. Good. Um, so that was nice. I mean, I have searchlights on like all my vehicles, so it kind of doesn't really matter. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I hit them, didn't scatter, killed eight out of the 10 with the first Woo-hoo! shot. First nice. Turn. And they, because I was outside of 48, they couldn't react. Good. So they just died and didn't blow up my Warlord tank, which was lovely. Winning. Uh, so that was massive. Um, the other one was I blew up uh, one of his Vindicators, like just one hit explodes with a LAS cannon, Whoa. which is lovely. But the explosion, vehicles now explode at strength eight. Yes. Hit the side armor of his other Vindicator, which then <laughs> took the weapon off the front. <laughs> so, so before he shot them or moved them, he'd lost one and the other one was just a box. That's, that sounds like uh, that's why to do the solar war tactic and just have a chain reaction of explosions. Yeah. That, that's <laughs> why you put more than one gun on these vehicles. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, at least give yourself a chance. Well, no. So the way it works now is you don't roll randomly. What? You you lose the main, main weapons until you're down to um, defensive weapons. Right. And then you roll for defensive weapons. Oh, that makes... So you lose That makes vindicators... First. Yeah. that's the reason why they're only 120 points I guess so they're not that expensive and anymore. there was no night fighting and I had a clear line of sight of them it's not going to happen every game yeah Tom just sucked at uh, the placement then but that was that was just l- unlucky um, yeah. lastly I mean actually like if that, let's not gloss over the fact that like you played that well because yeah 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 because shooting like I'm definitely guilty for it like just because of the way that I play these games like putting everything as close as possible but actually a conversion beam a weapon which gets better over distance yeah. like mm. actually parking that way far yeah, the, away well the long stuff. triangle really helped me because i could put it in the very far corner mm-hmm. yeah, yeah and the way the terrain i i picked the very 
corner of the corner because I had a direct line of sight all the way across the board. Yeah. Um, it was through like a channel. Yeah. It was, there was plenty of line of sight stuff. We were both yeah. very happy with the, the terrain on the board. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it just happened that I could see them after yeah. that. I think it might, that might have been my second shot with the Warlord tank. So it really shined this game. Nice. Um, the, the last bit, and this is the bit that I think you take. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So Tom did a Sam. Yep. As in, we all know Sam likes to bring extra tanks that yep. aren't in his list. Accidentally. Uh, accidentally. Oh, well, yeah. Well, Tom accidentally brought his two Domitar robots with the big hammers and shields yeah. that were about to charge and run at one of my um, Sikarans in my tank line. Yeah. And you could just see it going, assault, kill, next turn, assault, kill. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, even though I had the long deployment, it was just tank, 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 tank. Yeah. Quite. Yeah. And these and, things are um, heavy hitters made for tank killing. Yeah. And then he opened up his list to see what he equipped them with or what he had on the character that was with them or yeah. whatever and realized that they weren't in his 2K list. So they miraged away and I mean, didn't actually to be fair, exist. <laughs> right. That, that does speak quite a lot to Tom's character. He could have very easily just oh, played them, right? Yeah. 100%. But as soon as they disappeared, I was like, well, I've killed the Iron Havocs. I've killed the Vindicators. The Medusas and his Rapiers were doing damage, but just taking whole points off because mm. they don't have like AP 1 or 2. Yeah. So you weren't getting explode results. Yeah. And with the 5 up, it will not die because I'd upgraded most of the tanks. Yeah. I regained like six wound, uh, six whole points over the mm. game. Nice. So I didn't lose that many. And also... He was losing as well. So that would have been a perfect opportunity to be like, oh yeah, my magical yeah, domitars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, um, but yeah, so that, yeah. that really took away a big problem that I was not sure how to deal with. So that was a, that was a very nice uh, moment when they just suddenly disappeared from the board. Because mm. he, he was literally about to roll, looked at his list and then just removed them from the board. And I was like, what? Like, are they redeploying? Or like, what the hell is this weird witchcraft? Yeah, and he was like, Oh no, they're just actually not in my list, and I was like, oh. yeah. and then realised that I'd, I'd killed two big threats, yeah. and that third threat wasn't there anymore. I was like, oh, I've actually got a bit of an upper hand. Mm, yeah. He played really well in terms of like he denied me his deployment, he denied me the middle. Yeah, I could only claim my own deployment. Yeah, um, uh, which obviously would have meant the game was much higher in scoring. Yeah. But it was really good. I I, uh, I really enjoyed the simplicity of the Iron Hands. Yeah. Because it's basically you get f either six up or five up. It will not die. Yeah. Depending on if you've upgraded them. And it's minus one strength when someone's shooting at your inventory. Okay. That's their Legion rules. Cool. Very easy. And that's it. Mm. And you're like, that I, I know that already and I've played one game with them. That, yeah. is, that is very, it's very, very so easy simple. To... And I think their Legion lends itself to being a tank force whereas yeah. ultramarines doesn't really lend itself to being a tank well, force it is a strong it is a strong one if you do all the kind of like this unit shoots that like you shoot with your rhino combi bolter and then this sakaran's getting plus yeah. one to hit it, it, it feels very much like i have yeah. to I have to take Ultra, this list in a certain way to work synergy yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 whereas this just feels a bit nicer they're a bit of a cooler better, legion like in my opinion and i really don't want to paint metallic blue tanks anymore <laughs> that's the thing though like now you're gonna have to paint it all black yeah and i'm gonna have to but well, they need to figure out how to paint black and then not look just like yeah, you primed yeah, it yeah yeah so that's that's another challenge that will come about the good thing is in this list there is the land raider and the warlord tank the only things blue 
everything else is through Grey Orb. Because oh. all the new units I added in this edition for right. the Ultramarines. Yeah. All the Predators, the other Land Raider, the Vindicators aren't in the list. So what are you doing with those then? Probably sell some of them. Yeah. And I, I've actually written a 1500 point Ultramarine ZM list, mm. which utilizes my inventory yeah. that I still have. And uh -huh. I really like, like the Marble Shields and Suzerains. And, and that's good because cool. I, yeah. I definitely think, with, especially with the we've always talked about the time that we have to play games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a ZM 1500 point list mm. is probably the right size to have a game. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, I mean, it, it was probably because we both had tanks on the board and things. This game was two and a half hours. Yeah. yeah. All the way to turn five. Tom is a Tom is a very efficient player. He's, he's, he's a tournament player, isn't he? Like, he knows yeah, how exactly. to. He knows what, what he's doing. doing. Yeah, 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 and yeah, I was yeah. playing a simple list that I understood. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah. It, it worked. But yeah, um, I think looking at that, 1500 i'm like oh okay yeah that could be fun and then it, it does mean some shiny tanks go but if that funds something cool and new then yeah. i'm kind of happy about that really there's nothing like i'm going to keep my zyph on because i really like the model and i've got the scenic base and and it's a nod towards the the metallic blue yeah uh, as well as the inventory that i've got it does mean that i'd need a few more terminators to do the ultramarines but that's something down the line that i'll worry about so yeah, the, the one other thing I wanted to talk about is I plan to advance the Iron Hands to 3K okay. to have uh, flexibility and also have some fun. So um, I was going through a couple of options, right? The crazy thing is you see a lot of Iron Hand armies with Dreadnoughts yep. because they also get the benefit of being shot when they're shot at the enemy's guns count as minus one strength. Yep. So it's really hard to kill the Dreadnoughts. Um, so it makes them even stronger. But this is a tank company. So I didn't really want, oh, all of a sudden, here's a bunch of walkie robots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So I ended up with this 1,000 What you could points. do, though, hang on, what you could do is put a Leviathan on treads. <laughs> like, <laughs> that have, skates. Have him as like, <laughs> actually, God, no. yeah. So you know the, 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 the tracks from the... Um, yeah, I know from the mechanical... No, 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 no. The, from the... Um, Toroxes, oh, right. the transport, they're like weird yeah, little ones. Yeah, yeah. Just stick two of them together onto like <laughs> oh, God, onto no. little platforms, and then just stick his feet to the platforms God, and have him move forward. Like that. No. <laughs> it's, it's like awful. when you get when you get those kids' wheels that you stick to their shoes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh no, no. So I was, although it looked because I had one list that was um, like three contemptors and a leviathan, so it'd be four additional dreads, which would be super strong. And and I I really like everyone else. I love dreads, whether they were strong or not. I still like that idea. <laughs> um, but when I, I was talking about it with Tom and um, back and forth, like in the week after our game and stuff, and uh, I think I found one that I think fits the tank company aesthetic, has a, a lot of fun about it, right? And will be a bit different. So it's adds two of my predators yeah. that are currently ultramarine color. So it, it repurposes them. And they go into the troop choice, um, just as same as you know, auto cannon, heavy bolters. Adds two apothecaries to my um, tactical squads. Yep. So they've got a bit more survivability. Um, minus one to strength when you're shooting them, and they've got feel no pain. So mm -hmm. that's quite nice. Strength and buff there. Yeah. Um, and lastly, a Faustian Lord of War tank. Which one's the Faustian? The Faustian is the, the sexiest of the Forge World tanks. Okay, that doesn't it's tell me though, which one the Faustian is. It's got a giant volcano <laughs> cannon on it. Destroyer weapon. Yeah. Um, it's the same chassis as the Fellblade. Yeah. 
um, but it has the kind of raised up top. It's a bit like uh, yeah, hang on, hang um, on. the Sakaran Venator, you know, that's got the laser destroyer out Are the front. Are they super heavies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like 235 pounds from Forge World. <laughs> that's the only problem. Um, but it's like nearly 700 points and it's just really, really cool. And I think it'd be an amazing centerpiece to an army. <laughs> yes. Stormhammer. Yeah. So it's that, the two Predators and two Apothecaries. Hang on. Falchion. Falchion. Fellblade, Stormblade, Malkador, Malkador, Sulexilia, Stormhammer, Malkador, Infernus, Defender. It's not here. It's under... Just tanks, maybe? What did you... What, what was it? it wasn't, Falchion. Yeah, it wasn't super heavy. Uh, destroyer was it ah uh, yeah yeah Fa- Faustian super heavy tank destroyer yeah With the big is its full title yeah <laughs> that one. Oh. why is that that's not super heavy then yeah oh, is it called super heavy then why it did it come up when heavy. I selected super heavies super heavy tanks yeah it's a, lo- it's a lord of war choice yeah it's it's uh, within the 665 points, so it's within the, the 3K. Oh, it did. Limit. I just can't read. That's fine. Yeah. 235. Yeah. Is it resin? Yeah, it's going to be resin. Yeah, it? yeah. It's not like a resin top on top of a chassis. No, no I don't think so. That, like, even, you can tell how hard it's going to be, how hard it's going to be to build. I know. When you look at the, the painted Forge World pictures and it's squiffy in the picture <laughs> like the down the turret looking at it the one turret is slightly pointing outwards so you know it's not going to be easy to paint yeah yeah oh, i mean dude. it's not going to be anything on the immediate buy list just because i still need some space wolf units for the resurrection for go go to the next one you'll see a down the turret look um um but yeah it's but the one is just pointing it's not much not much but it's just pointing outwards so just enough just enough to look a bit yeah. strange yeah uh, cool um, I, I um, that'd be fun yeah well I think it's, it's a it's a big tank that I'm, I've, I've never had yeah it's a nice kind of centerpiece if model. you if you wanted to play games with a similar shaped vehicle you could always borrow my oh the Bane Blade yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I'm not in a rush. Like the 2K was fine; it was good time, and it helps me just learn those rules in and out. Yeah. But I think it. I was trying to go. Okay, how much of the ultramarine tanks am I going to repurpose? Which I think is important because, yeah, yeah, yeah. like but buying it saves money and, as well. It saves money and and having to buy them. Like ultimately, you've bought those. The return on those is not going to be the same as what no, you paid for them. No, so you might no, as well no. try and repurpose them as much as possible. And yeah, actually, yeah. having two troop tanks is never a bad thing yeah well it just adds on anti-inventory which actually my force kind of has okay but that much kind of two of them is you know four heavy bolters yeah and the two predator cannons which are quite nice that's a lot of firepower like maybe, that into tactical squads would do some damage maybe i should do um just think about models i own that i'm not using maybe i should do a um or dreadnought imperial fist list <laughs> no no Sam that's that's for the Alpha Legion yeah but I've got I've got so many Alpha know, Legion already so, but I, and I desperately I do want to do this 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 um, Dreadnought, Dreadnought list. list yeah I mean you're you're missing a lot of the benefits of uh, that you'd get from the Imperial Fists on Dreads they're not like most of their their bonuses aren't particularly going to get picked up by but at which point then I'm just doing Iron Hands <laughs> that's what I'm saying <laughs> just yeah. doing Iron Hands which is cool 
Yeah. Then we can join together and do a 6K game of tanks and dreads. Yeah, make uh, a friend. How cool is that? To be honest, the list would upset was, someone. The, the list, the list would <laughs> still people. work. The list would still work. Yeah, There's yeah. a difference between painting them grey and painting them black. Like, yeah. Mm, okay. <laughs> cool. Yep. Um, but yeah, so that's what I'm thinking of doing with the uh, Iron Hands. I'm going to keep playing them at 2K, paint up what I've got, and then eventually carry over a couple of preds. Yeah. Make a couple of apothecaries, um, which shouldn't be an issue. Um, and then, yeah, buy a Falchion somehow. Do it. Do it, do it, do it. Cool. I yeah. agree. So, yeah, I think that'll be a fun fun 3K, and it brings me up to having a fully functioning, large loyalist force again um, that I'm happy with because the, the Ultras just, I kind of lost that mm-hmm. zeal with them in this edition and really tried hard to keep them going. It's that, I think it's how I feel about Blood Angels. Yeah. Like... I think actually going to the ZM and doing all kind of inventory, shield wall, terminators, it's yeah. very elite driven as well. Yeah. I'm like, actually, this feels much more how I would see the Ultramarines. Yeah. Rather than forcing them into a tank thing. Yeah. Because yeah. originally I chose Ultramarines because I wanted to do Shiny Blue. And um, back in first edition Heresy, you didn't get any Legion rules for your tanks. And so losing the Ultramarine one was like the least, like, oh, well, I'm not losing anything mm. super strong. And then now they all get them and I'm like, oh, now I have to remember all these, you know, synergy things. And so I've gone for, no, they've got five up. It will not die. It's easy. It's also like, (laughs) it's also like the, I'm not a massive fan of the synergy, like beneficial rules. So like shoot through this to then get this, like that kind of stuff seems a bit like one dimensional in terms of you have to play your list like this in order to get the benefits of your Legion. Or yeah, you have to play in this yeah, certain style saying, in order to yeah. get this. Like, I just think back to the event I went to where the guy was like, aha, I shot you with this heavy bolter from the Rhino. Therefore, now everything gets now to reroll. These, all these Laz Cannons or, Vindic- or yeah. Volkites now are getting plus and, one. Two. And it, it was, I think what was what hit me more was when it was, this actually can't damage the thing I'm shooting, but I've still shot it. So, ha ha ha, twisty moustache. Yeah. Like, I, I don't actually know if you can target anything you can't hurt, but. Yeah, that's one of those wavy rules. <laughs> Timey, why me? Um, but yeah, so yeah, played a game, got a bunch of hobby started. I guess is a better way of talking about it. Yeah, I think next next month will be the real test because I need to finish models. Mm-hmm. I need to get my HQ done and my yeah. troop choice done. So that leads greatly on to Resurrection Forty K. Um, now, last month was everyone submitting their lists. Um, which uh, was really interesting to see what people were planning to bring and play. Then we had a points update and everyone's list got slightly tweaked. Um, I'm, I'm working on a document that will have everyone's lists like literally itemized unit by unit, which will be available for everyone to kind of have a look at online. When this um, episode goes out? Yes. Okay, yeah, cool. by the time the episode goes out, it will be fully ready to go. Um, but right now I'm just going to kind of read out who's, who's involved and what army they're bringing rather than going through unit by unit because, you know, that might take a while. (laughs) Um, And then just to say before I do that, by the end of October, that's our next flag post month, if you want to call it that, where we have to have one HQ and one battle line unit fully painted and have played a type of game with 40K, either with using those or larger if you wanted to. Yeah. Uh, so I, I set out in the beginning, and this has maybe been lost in translation, which is why I'm bringing it up now. 
they're all minimums. Yeah. Right? So yeah, you can yeah. paint way more, but that's what needs to be painted is one HQ and one battle line. And if for this month, you must have played some kind of exploratory game mm-hmm. where you're just figuring out the rules if you've never done it before. So for me, I'm planning to use Ragnar and the Assault Intercessors and just put them down versus someone else's HQ and battle line and just go, how does this game work? Because yeah. I haven't played 10th ever. But there are people out there doing tournaments already. Mm. <laughs> so all you need to do is get a snapshot of, of one of those games and tick, you're in. Um, but yeah, there is gaming element within the challenge, which I think people maybe have focused a lot on the hobby side, which is great, but maybe forgotten that they do need to get some kind of, uh, experience on the tabletop in by the end of October. So we need to do it by the time we record. Yes. For us, the time we record for them, the last day of the month. I reckon we should do it on a Tuesday night. Yeah. Take, bring them along. Yeah. Just say, Hey, who wants to give this a go? And just have a bunch of people doing it maybe yeah i'd have to socialize on a tuesday you would have to That's i mean yeah because oh. when are you gonna play <laughs> oh good grief yeah yeah because yeah, before recording quick quick like october every i mean to be fair october i can i know you have to record early don't you on october i think uh yeah okay whenever we were recording the 28th you said i think yeah. it's 28th yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. do morning recording <sighs> right. okay anyway. we'll figure out we'll talk about it after and we'll yeah. get we'll figure out when we're gonna do games so these are the entrants and the armies that people are bringing, or the factions is probably the better way of saying that. Um, thank you to everyone that has jumped in. I think there's 24 of us doing it, including us three. So yes. 21 other people have jumped in on the challenge, which originally was just for us three to pull our finger out and play this edition. Well, make up our mind whether or not we cut off a limb. Yeah. <laughs> um, so first you obviously have myself who's bringing Space Wolves Sam who's doing League of Otan and Neil who's doing Necrons so then we have a first of our 21 people joining us on this journey uh, James Gibb who's bringing Leagues of Otan uh, Paul Spuddy Shaw who's bringing Imperial Guard or Astra Miller what now um, then we have Lady Lurpak Emily um, this is Liam's uh, fiance um, she's doing Sisters of Battle which I'm looking forward to seeing. Um, Tom Parsons, who's doing Dark Elder. He's, his army's like 100 racks. It's, it's like a horde Dark Elder. It's quite scary. Um, we got Patrick Polius, who's doing Ultramarines. Um, Greg 40K, who's doing Leagues of Otan. Uh, Mike Parker, who's doing Dark Angels. Ryan Foster, who's doing Leagues of Otan. Um, we've got Giles, who's doing um, Necrons. Um, Simon who's doing demons I believe they're Zinch demons mm-hmm. um, Chris Parker who's doing Tyranids there's quite a few Tyranids players um, which is good which are coming up in a moment um, we have another Imperial Guard in uh, Potato Witch that's his Discord name yep. so I, I should have probably messaged people and said what would you like to be called what is your actual name <laughs> um, but yeah he's bringing Imperial Guard which is like a Katajan's jungle fighter orc hunter force mm-hmm. uh, he posted some pictures in the discord of converted guard with like orc hatchets and things they're looking pretty cool um alan ward who's doing custodes um kelsey shaw which is uh, paul's daughter she's jumping in doing some chaos marines for paul so he doesn't have to paint them for, for paul. <laughs> <laughs> um and then we have brian who's doing thousand sons um 
Now we've got two Liams, and this was very confusing because yes. they were asking me questions. I was like, "Does Liam have two? Our Liam, our friend Liam, who's part of our local group, does he have two Discord channels?" Like, I was really confused because I'd received his list, and then about an hour later, I'd received another list from another Liam that looks almost identical, and I was like, "What's going on here?" But no, we have two Liams, both doing Tyranids. So we have Liam two five eighty or two thousand five hundred and eighty. Um, doing Tyranids and then Commander Lurpak himself, Liam, uh, doing Tyranids also. And their lists are, are quite similar, which mm. is interesting. That really threw me when I looked at that. I was just yeah. like, huh? <laughs> I was like, have I copied the wrong list? It really caused problems. They were also right after each other in yes. their submissions, which made it 10 times worse. <laughs> um, then we've got Joe Stone, who's doing Tau, doing Tau Empire, Hooray. doing some Farsight led Tau. Um, we have Dan F, who's doing some Necrons. We have Gareth Griffiths, who's doing uh, Chaos Space Marines. Um, and uh, Kaleo Anderson, who's doing Custodes. Cool. So, yeah, we've got we've got a good mix there. A couple of Custodes, three or four Tyranid players, three or four Votan players. Ah, uh, we've overstepped our mark. <laughs> um yeah, three or four Tyranid players, a couple of Guard players, a couple of Chaos Space Marine players. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess you put the Space Wolves with the other Marines, kind of. Mm -hmm. So, that yeah, there's good. And we've got some sisters as well. So there's good variety. I'm looking forward to seeing everyone's forces coming together. And as I've said, end of October, so probably by the time we record we'll have some people's entries in yeah there'll be a couple of days afterwards for people to kind of last minute get stuff in um but yeah we'll, we'll be seeing hqs and battle line units painted up as well as a, a snapshot of the games people are playing don't forget photo evidence is important for that mm -hmm. otherwise just saying i had a game is like okay where like how what did you use like a, a photo and just saying I did a tester game with my character and battle line. Absolutely fine. Or I've played multiple 2,000 points game. Here's a picture of one of them. Something that says I have had a game of 10th edition. Um, yeah, that would be really, really handy and count as a valid entry for yes. October. Cool. I think with that said, that's the end of Resurrection 40K. Again, thank you for everyone that's jumping in and, and joining us. Look out for that um, list document that has everyone's unit by unit broken down on it um which will be out by the time this episode goes live um we should probably have an advert break and then come back with neil's oath of moment do you want to paint some models come on let's go and paint they're always sitting on the shelf they won't paint themselves. Do you want them to stay all grey? Hi, I'm Matt, and you may remember me from such things as pessimist or realist. You decide. Laziness, the hobby killer, and the burning of Hivani Prime. I'm here to tell you about the monthly hobby hangouts that we host online. These run usually the last Sunday of every month from 8pm UK time, where you'll be greeted by one of the podcast hosts. Every month is a blast with lots of chatter around the hobby as well as wider life in a friendly atmosphere. Some of us get a decent amount of hobby done, but by no means is that the must for these hangouts. We post updates and links to these events through our Facebook safe room 
and Discord channel. So jump on those to join in with other members of the Adeptus Terror community. We hope to see you there. Hello and welcome back to this month's Over the Moment. The pros and cons of books versus audiobooks, or as I put it, audiobooks versus books, which is better. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's an interesting one because um, for me, I haven't picked up a, a, a good book in a, in a long time. Mm. Um, I'm reading a book about the moment uh, at the moment about weather systems in the mountains. Interesting. Which is um, well, you say interesting. <laughs> it, it, I need to know it, so that's why I'm reading it. Yeah. And it's good to actually look out and go, oh yeah, that tr- that cloud is a cumulus cloud or whatever. <laughs> um, but it's mainly like I'm I challenged myself this year with reading 12 books, and um, three of which couldn't be 40k books or 30k books. Oh, okay. For um, so I needed to read this one for my Hill and Moreland qualification. And then I've also got a, another one, which is navigating in the hill and moorland terrain, which I need to read. Yeah. Um, and I read um, a book on holiday called um, something like Long Lost Bothies or something. So Bothies are shelters in, oh, okay. in the wild that you can go and stay in. So Scotland, for instance, there's, there's loads of Bothies in Scotland you can just rock up to and stay at. Okay. There's like free open in the middle of nowhere terrain, um, like buildings cool. um and this guy basically goes around the world looking for bothies because it's quite big <laughs> in like switzerland and, and right. iceland and stuff um iceland is like this but uh, this book anyway was about that so cool. i'm nearly there at, mm. at meeting my three and then with the siege of terror ones we're definitely gonna get to 12 yeah so yeah, yeah. it's cool so i do read books which is why i think mine tailors definitely towards audiobooks are great don't get me wrong i think my pros and cons for them are in a pinch if you need to listen to a book quickly, audiobooks definitely up there. But I find that I don't retain the information as well um, if I don't read it myself. Because what I tend to do is I'll reread stuff and 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 absorb yeah, okay. absorb that information. Yeah. So like with especially with things like names, which I'm awful at um, knowing who's talking. Like so, I can't tell you the um, the name of the the Sister of Silence. Ah. Creole or Kroll. Kroll. No, Kroll was the Space Marine. Genetta. No, no Genetica Kroll. Who is was the, the Space Marine then? Space, it's just the silence. The, the Space Marine, um, the Imperial Fist that went out to look after the old man. That was... Um, Kroll? No. No, no. Was, so... Um, was it Cadmus, was it? Yeah, was it Cadmus? Anyway, very similar. Again, that's it. Similar names. So I, I f- listen to audiobook, do not retain that kind of information. Yeah. But reading a book i do because I, mm. I end up rereading it and kind of if, yeah. if something happens i know Krell said this i think I, who the flip is Krell? and normally at the front of these books they've got who the characters are which is kind of useful for me um mm. i i yeah i would say i read much slower than i ingest an audiobook yep. like if i have a book in front of me i'll read it much slower just because my brain doesn't allow me to read as quick as i listen um so I would say, yeah, I agree. I hold information more because I take more time to ingest it. Whereas an audio book is like bang, 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 mm. done. Um, I mean, I find audio books, yeah, easier to consume um, while doing something else as well. Like I can't, you can't read a book while washing up unless you've got a stand and you've got good eyesight. Um <laughs> You should yeah. be able to read from that far away uh, if uh, over a washing up bowl. 
Well, it's very difficult to wash up while reading a book. <laughs> yes. I think that's oh, a yeah, reasonable yeah, thing yeah, to yeah. say. I, I um, what's, what's more concerning is the fact that you said if you've got good eyesight. Well, I'm, I probably I might not have my glasses on. <laughs> and then I haven't got good eyesight. Because you're not holding it in your hand. You'd have to have it on a stand that's yeah, holding the book open. Arguably, this, this, my The other iPad, side of the sink. My iPad is probably what the distance of a... Of if I took my glasses off now, I wouldn't be able to read my laptop. Oh, no, no, fair. <laughs> I'm completely blind too. Don't get me wrong. So having good eyesight was a valid comment. <laughs> I don't understand. Uh, but yeah, you know, I, I can listen to an audiobook while doing other things and still retain most of the information. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whereas a book, I need to set aside time to do it and it takes more time to do it. Um, and they, they would definitely be some of my pros and cons, I would yeah. say. The Imperial Fist was Cadwalder. Cadwalder. It's very similar to the other one that you said, which I've already forgotten her name. Calmus? Cadmus? No. Cadmus? Cadmus is what I said. Cadmus. Cadmus is the other um, Imperial Guard. Not Imperial same. Guard. Imperial Fist. Another reason, <laughs> another reason audiobooks are trash. Um, unless you, <laughs> You're fully leaning into that. <laughs> un- unless you have a subscription service. They are infinitely more well, not infinitely. Yeah. They are more expensive than books. Yeah, 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 which is mental. Like they're twenty, what twenty four quid if you want to buy it, buy an audio book. Mm, roughly, is it twenty four? Anyway, yes, expensive. Probably. So if they're way more expensive than normal books, and you then are reliant on that on that file system, so like buying them from Audible, you can only listen to them through the Audible app. I think you can't download them as MP3s mm. and have them on anything you want. So you are almost beholden to Audible being there forever without, otherwise you'll lose access to these books. Yeah, yeah. By following that kind of download system. Um, But balancing that um, is as a, as a negative to, to, to books is, is um, I have dropped more than (laughs) one book into soup. Um, Yeah, but I've broken many phones. (laughs) Yeah, that's losing the ability true. to easily access my Audible account. What, yeah. what, what do you two do? I I <laughs> so I don't borrow people's books now because like I physically can't guarantee their safety. Yeah. Um. I've I've dropped coffee on books. I yeah. put. I've I have a. So a, you're doing things while trying to read a book. This is this coming is back to bad, my point. Bad uh, yeah. Yeah. Audible. Yeah. I guess so. I, I guess I, so. You don't even have a drink if you're reading a book. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And and even water. And it might sound awful, right? I I I, I find. Audible, remove from Audible. Audible audio books can are more convenient than reading. Yes. So, yes. like, like you said, you can do things while you can yeah. go for a walk. Yeah. You can you can commute. You can do you go can, driving. You can go on a plane. Traffic, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You can do things while you're there. I tend to read physical books more when I'm on holiday. Yeah. Because I'm not doing stuff. I'm sat by a pool. I'm. I don't know, That's where I just don't read. That's my problem. I kind of reading doesn't jump into, oh, I'm going to read a book. Like yeah. once a year I read through Lord of the Rings most of the time, most okay. years. Yeah. That's normally the only time I, I pick up a book unless mm. I'm being forced to for training or, you know mm. what I mean? Whereas Audible for a long time, since we've done book reviews on the podcast, 99% of my cons- consumption has been Audible. So I have all of the Seizure Terror books. In that, what, physically uh-huh. physically so oh, okay. in, in that small format book um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I re-bought yeah. Warhawk. Warhawk Warhawk because um, 
when I ordered it from Amazon before, they sent me the big version. Yes. Um, right. So if you want a big version of Warhawk, you're more than welcome to have that. <laughs> um, but I've got a small, the small version now. Fair That's enough. why it irked me so much when the audio books... Oh, to get Sons of Selenor. Yeah. The, you can't buy them in physical print anymore. Yeah, you have like to a get... a £90 book on eBay now. <laughs> exactly. Which is nuts because it's not even that old. Anyway. Yeah. That's a da- that's a downside to books. Yes, yeah. books go out of yeah. print. They do and become harder to 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 access. Yeah. Um, One thing I found, especially with Saturnine, mm. it can be quite jarring when they decide to change the narrator partway oh, through the book. God, yes, that scared the absolute sure. crap out of me. Didn't affect me at all. It, I thought it would. Like, I had a moment of, hang on. <laughs> he but, has a really good female voice <laughs> but then I just went oh okay cool Who? but the thing is they haven't done that for all females only no. her no so no, it's it's. I've I've listened to uh, Farsight and uh, the sequel oh yeah <laughs> Farsight 2 Farsight Harder <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> right um, and it has the, the main narrator and it has the same female Oh, really? okay. to play a certain character mm. so yeah, yeah. Uh, she, this, the, the one the woman that read the part for Kroll also read the part for the female inquisitor that's involved in the far sight enclaves and oh okay cool so that didn't surprise me mm. what did surprise me was when we get on to a certain part of Saturnine and the male narrator changed yeah that really threw me because I was like hold on what would be the number to change yeah did yeah. you not realise did you not realise the guy changes yeah they change he, he, and then he changes back if, again yeah it's weird there's like, there's like a, a chapter where there's a, just a different guy's voice uh, it's it's to do is with, it when he's the American I don't because that threw me when he was and I don't know I need to go back and re-listen to it um, when Grammaticus was using one language he sounded Irish and then when he swapped into a different language he sounded American that's 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 done that he he's 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 voiced by the original narrator it was uh when they decide uh they go go from the perspective of you've got the defenders and then you go over to the uh santa horus yeah just before their attack it might actually be a really good way of doing it because Mm. it it gives that differentiation which which i think is which is a benefit of Okay, we can probably say some of the some of the accents or way that they choose to read characters is very strange sometimes. Yes. Like the way they do demons and mm, the, the, yeah. the primarch, the demon primarchs and stuff is is kind of annoying. I find that quite grating. difficult. Yeah, I mean, like in my notes, I've just got like voice acting can really make or break the experience. Yeah. So like the uh, genetic Janetta or Jan, I can't. Her first name's a bit hard to pronounce. Kroll, Janisha. the sister silence character. Yeah. I loved the way that that was portrayed Yeah. in that kind of, obviously the female voice, but also just in the tone and the flatness. Yeah, because it. it was a thought, yeah. wasn't Which, it? it wasn't yeah, speaking. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, and I loved that and I wouldn't have got that if I read a book. No. If yeah. I read the book, I would not have read it that way. I but don't think. It's you also... Know? So that was added to my experience. But then you get, I'm a demon. And I'm like, yeah, now I'm not enjoying this shut up get to the next character yeah I, I like whereas I if that. I read that I wouldn't read it like that yeah quite no but it's a pro and a con but, but that, I think that does give so like the different accents when there's the the scene where they're giving their they're giving their so um, Joseph Barku Monday Willem 
Cordy of the five oh five. Fifth Panthite. Pan, yeah. When they're doing that, and they've got, and obviously they're from different regions of Terra, they give different accents for that. Yeah, yeah. That really adds to it. Um, and actually, the demon, the 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 demon or the chaos um, uh, marines wouldn't sound like humans because they have like Weird a million jaws. teeth now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or so I mean, actually having a some different. Some of them are fine. Just some of them are really irksome. Like like <laughs> a, like a Baden doesn't have. Yeah. Abaddon doesn't have a weird accent. No. He's, he not, he's not he's been deemed possessed though. <laughs> so I, I think it's not like, it's definitely a conscious choice of yeah. who they're doing it for and, and what, yeah. which is kind of cool. Um, so I think the accents or the the different tone do add to it. It really yeah. makes it into a an actual kind of like um, series. So kind mm. of like, um, what's it called? The Archers. The Archers, yeah. Very similar to The Archers where you, you have those different class moment <laughs> <laughs> yeah i remember listening to it on the i remember listening to it on the way down to cornwall i don't listen to it now oh. um but but so that the archers they obviously have different people when it kind yeah, of adds yeah, you're yeah. basically watching a tv show but but listening no visual to, right yeah, it's just yeah. listening to so i think it does add it um but that doesn't absolve the fact that the audible app is trash <laughs> like i listen to it on my iWatch, on my phone and my ipad yeah. and sometimes it's just like oh no 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 you haven't read this book yet starting at the beginning again yeah and like across the and like, oh, okay yeah so yeah, I, i've only ever done that. it through my phone so it never has that issue so now if i if i if i'm gonna so like i've been listening to him while doing my long runs yeah i do like an hour and a half run on a sunday um so perfect to listen to a big chunk of an audiobook um that when i do it from my watch i have to i'll check the last device i listened to it to figure out where it was oh, God. six hours 37 minutes and then set it on my watch just to make sure if the watch then goes oh no you you haven't read this book yet start so at the beginning it doesn't actually sync sometimes it does okay. that's the annoying thing right. mm. sometimes it does okay. so like switching from my watch to my ipad or from my ipad back to sorry from my watch back to my iphone perfectly fine yeah so when i get home from my run like shower i'll put it on in the shower and in, in speak in the shower um so then i'll listen to it on that and it's perfectly fine but it's just every now and then and it's not to do with the watch because sometimes when i go to the ipad it ends like oh you've not listened to this before I'm like <laughs> i've listened to it on you i'd be perfectly fine if you didn't have it <laughs> yeah, like from the bit fun, yeah. the phone has listened to it but yeah so audible is trash <laughs> um but i'm also not spending 24 quid on a book no an audio book no. Yeah, yeah, no, I think that's so, crazy. I like the fact that you can change the speed at which the playback is as well. Yeah, that's and really still useful. Be able to understand it. Yeah, I think I think it's like an acceleration. So, like, if I went from listening on one to we're recording this weekend, therefore I need to listen to it a bit faster, um, like one point five, that jump, I it, my brain can't handle it. But if I go to one point two then 1.4, then 1.5 over, say, 10 minutes, yeah, yeah, yeah. it then is perfectly yeah, fine and my brain can, my brain can oh, follow it. I, I do not listen to any book starting at one. It's too slow. There's so many gaps. I listen to 1.2 or 1.5 if I'm less bothered. See, I, I, like, at start. But that definitely contributes to the fact that I don't retain information. Yeah, maybe. My, I don't find that that difficult. Like, just people's brains are wired differently, I, I guess. I always listen to it at one time speed, first time round. Yeah, and it's then so slow. It, it's it's it comes out at the speed that I would read at. Yeah, well, which I I find frustrating when I read a book, so I want it faster. So, <laughs> did you when you 
Um, if you were paying 24 quid for this book rather than yeah. using an Audible credit, yeah. would you listen to it at one and a half times speed? I'd probably um, either 1.2 or 1.5, yeah. Okay. As as normal. I, like, I, I definitely feel like it impacts like, my They're enjoyment. my normal speeds and then if I need to consume it, I go to 1.7. Jeez. And then, and then if if I get really close to recording, I'll do it on two times. No way. So you can't. In, you I can't. can't honestly, that. I really can. You really can. Because I've listened to most of it second time through this week at two times speed. But that's because you listened to it already. Yeah. So yes. it's an extra layering. It's not yeah, yeah. like the oh, no, first I wouldn't, time. I wouldn't listen to yeah. it at no, two times speed. Let me go. Let me go to Saturday night. Let me choose chapter four. Uh, part, chapter four. What happened in chapter four? Right, okay. So we're not going to talk about it. We're going to talk about over it while I then clear the menu and then go faster. So this is this is 1.4 speed. Right. This is two. Are we going to get striped for this? So it's not so much the... It's not so much when, like, the old people speak where they're much slower, yeah. but the narration part between is just far too quick to understand fully. No, I find it absolutely fine. I... I don't understand that because it's it's nuts fast it's all right oh. it's just your young brain hasn't adapted yet whereas a soldies surely that's completely <laughs> the other way around it, well i would say it's probably the other way around but what, no, whilst also doing other things no so if i'm if i'm doing if i'm trying to get something i only go to two times if i need to get this finished yeah, like yeah. we're recording tomorrow i need to finish this yeah then i'll be like then i'll get up well i'm normally up before the kids anyway yeah so i'll just go downstairs sit in the dark listen to it on two times yeah for half an hour get it done and then yeah okay so yeah so i'm not i'm not walking around trying to think about work or on a run which i don't do but you know what i mean <laughs> doing something um while listening to it on two times that'd be mental and it's normally at like 1.5 probably okay but i find 1.2 cuts the the pausing down so it's a little bit faster than i would read at mm. but not like too quick it still feels like a gentle consumption at 1.2. Yeah. Then 1.5 is like, I'm sitting down, I'm paying attention, I'm making notes. Absolutely fine. Yeah. And then 1.7 and 2 is like, I'm sitting in a room, nothing else is happening. I'm consuming this. All of my focus is on this. Yeah. And I find that my brain can keep up quite yeah. fine. See, I, I I can't just sit here and listen to the book. Yeah. Like, that. <laughs> Which is why I only listen to it when I'm driving. Okay. okay. So, then yeah, you drive for like a couple of hours a day, don't you? Essentially, so, yeah. yeah. Especially on the way yeah. home. Yeah. So actually, yeah. getting two hours in a sixteen-hour book, you could do it in a week. Yeah. Two exactly. weeks. That's that's why I listened to Sons of Selenos so yeah, many right. times. <laughs> and they, it was only they a four-hour long book. About it. <laughs> and, yeah. Typically. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I find that I um, get into the story more like emotionally if I'm reading it. Yeah. Which I find interesting because although we've been talking about the voices add layers to what's happening and yeah. I don't tend to connect as much emotionally than if I'm reading it off a page. Yeah. I don't know why that is, just something about the difference of how I'm consuming it. I don't know. Um but I also find that because it takes longer for me to complete, it feels like more effort and so I, my natural laziness kicks in and I'm like, well I'll do that tomorrow. Yeah. Like it's not as easy as click play, now I'm off. Yeah, and that means that I tend to take even longer to finish things or don't finish them um, and I think that's a, a problem with a, a proper book yeah, yeah. Um, but there is nothing like holding a book at the same no, time you're right there is, <laughs> there is something about that 
actual feel of mm. flicking, mm. Th- th- thumbing through a book mm. pages. Mm. But also the ability to be able to easily go back a page to yeah. to reread some, something mm. just to go, hold on, right. Whoa. That's really useful, yeah. But with with a, with an audio book, you don't have that ease of you're, you're either skipping back 30 seconds, a minute or whatever to try yeah. and find it, whereas you can go, oh, it was on this page, right, okay. Ah, ah okay. okay, that aha moment. So, Neil. Book or audiobook, which is better? There is no which. They are both as good and as bad as God, each other. Middle yeah, of the line, aren't always you? Always going to be that. Go way. on, Matt. Say audiobook. Uh, it is audiobook. Yeah, hundred percent. It's just it's the way I currently consume more. Yeah, yeah. And I just find it more useful. I will I will experience more through audio audible and audio books mm. than I will through reading regular books. So I have to choose audio 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 book I find that really hard because audible is so in my head it's good isn't it? <laughs> it's like trying to say audible Amazon, audiobook they Amazon have, in they there, have cornered the market it's very clever yeah. it's very clever but yeah I, I would have to go with that because of the amount that I consume that Fire. way over a traditional yeah. book mm. even though I love having traditional books to look at and yeah. flick through and reference reading a cover to cover I think I'd, I, if I had the option of both I would choose audio mm. I'd choose um, books Mm, yeah. I, I think books for me and the way to consume information is better um, I think audio audiobooks and audible have a definite place yeah. for when you need to oh, listen yeah. to so I listened to um, a book called Inspired which is a product book um, right before I had a product interview um, oh, and, and it was all about like how to find build great products and stuff like that which is great to yeah. an hour or two before just cram that book in to kind of get a bit of inspiration and, and get into that mindset but I definitely think books are way better than audiobooks. Mm. If I could read quicker, physically read quicker, then yeah, books would probably be higher. Yeah. But that's just by doing, isn't it? I have, uh, no, it's just the way I process information. Yeah. It is, it is a very case of, whereas audiobooks, I wouldn't have read read or listened to as many books as I have this year Mm. if it weren't for that. Yeah, because let's face it, we've done, what, nine books this year? Yeah. Is it nine? Uh, eight how many are there well we're on episode five so we've done five we've of the done five of the oh, I go from the start of the year sorry yeah <laughs> but yeah. we have also listened to we, we were doing ones they weren't every month though but yeah, yeah. But, so we've yeah. done five books this year probably more than you would read in a but year but I've done oh yeah easy. those those five plus the two Farsight books plus whatever else we've listened to this year as well yeah I, I, don't get me wrong I think it has a place I, the the bits I'm not crazy on is the technology and the 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 price point. If you're not part mm. of that subscription, yeah. but yeah. Amazon have made it accessible. Amazon have done what Amazon have done. You don't need to buy that. Mm. You don't need to buy that. Um, I don't know, paintbrush and get it the next day. Get it the same day if you're in certain parts of the world. But Amazon have made it accessible and convenient. Yeah, yeah. So, they have. Right, indeed. Okay. Um, we, after talking about books, shall we go into? talking about a book well i was thinking we might have an ad break first ah true but before that um let us know what you think yeah yeah share your opinions on this oath of moment yeah on discord page and the safe room Surrender 104 reporting unreliable box communication due to warp interference rerouting to a secure method by order of the adeptus terra you are now connected to the Adeptus Terra Podcast Discord channel. Please deliver your box message now. 
Please relay communication through one of the many subject channels present on the Discord. Initiate engagement in Warhammer 40,000, the Horus Heresy, Hoppy Progress, the Coffee Guild and many others available. You can find our Discord link at our community safe room or request an invite via email on the Adeptus Terra podcast at gmail.com. Servitor 114 TNT transmission. Ready to uh, talk about this crap book? <laughs> don't do it. He's already probably turned off. Bless him. Joe, we like the book. We don't like the book, Joe. <laughs> right. So the summary. This, um, this month we did uh, Saturnine. Uh, quietly quietly known as probably one of the best books of this series by the majority of readers, um, just from comments online and in different Facebook groups and our own. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to hear each of our thoughts and opinions on this book. So the summary, the traitor host of Horus tightens its iron grip on the Palace of Terror, and one by one the walls and bastions begin to crumple and collapse. Rogal Dawn redoubles his efforts to keep the relentless enemy at bay, but his forces are vastly outnumbered and hopelessly outgunned. Dawn simply cannot defend everything. Survival now requires sacrifice, but what battles dare he lose so that others can be won? Is there one tactical stroke, one crucial combat that could turn the tide forever and win the war outright? So, Rogal Dawn was very scared that he was going to get hit by false lightning from the Emperor. That's why he redoubled his efforts. <laughs> going to get whipped. <laughs> he might like that. He probably does like that. Uh, do, do you know what? I'll say on the offset. If you want a book to sell the Imperial Fist to someone, if you're an Imperial oh, yeah. Fist fanboy, this is, this is a book that you hand to people because Dawn is a badass. Yes. Ran is a badass. Yeah. And so is Diaz on the bridge. Yep. And oh, oh there's so, so many Imperial Fist character moments. And up until this point, there really haven't been they've many. They've been boring. They've, well, they just haven't had anything because no. they've not been anywhere. No, I think the I mean, only- to be fair, every time I've read a book that has Dawn in it for a moment, I think... Dawn's pretty cool. Yeah, Solar War um, kind of started that. Yeah, off yeah. But even in the Heresy, like he turns up in the f- in the first three books for like only like two seconds. But there's Dawn and uh, Sanguinius and Horus meeting, and he engages with Loken, and I'm like, oh, Dawn's kind of cool. And then there's the bit where he backslaps Garrow across the room because he tells him of Horus's betrayal. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Like uh, he's been consistent all the way through. But this is the book. If you want to sell Imperial Fist to someone, what yeah. got me is the moment, the moment where he's with um, Sigismund, and he, te- he they do that movie line of uh, what's it? Come at me? No. Uh, what did he say? I literally listened to it uh, yesterday. And if it is, it's probably going to come up in my favourite moment okay. later on. <laughs> so that bit was so epic that yeah. it made me sad that they have given him such a crap model. <laughs> I like his model. I still like, like one. Where's his shield? That's true. Like it, that is true. That's uh, a sad, sad fact. I, I, I think if they ever did do hide too much of the model, I think that's why they probably chose to keep it off. If they ever redid, if they ever An do a siege of terror, um, siege of terror campaign book, mm. they should re-release the because they're going to re-release all, all, all the demon primarchs yeah. alternate dawn model. Yeah, that'd be cool. So they they're going to do all the demon primarchs. So I think they're going to they, they they probably will. Well, they yeah. probably should do a new version yeah. of all of the other Primarchs that are there. Yeah. Um, so yeah. that that's would be the other cool. thing. Like Dawn has actually fought 
couple of Primarchs now as well, yeah. Yeah. which is cool. Now, actually, a lot of the other Primarchs can't say that. <laughs> no, because he, hasn't he got the most prime? Well, he's got. Well, he's got. He's got the same as Fulgrim. Oh yeah, point, I guess right? so. Because he, kill, he kills. He kills Alpharius. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, does he? Yes. No, he definitely does. <laughs> he definitely Alpharius. does. He definitely. <laughs> he. he um, I'm still trying to keep that alive. <laughs> yeah. No, he might not have, but he did. Um, it could have been Omegon as Alpharius. And, and, Just and, and, and technically. He did kill Fulgrim. He injured him enough to basically kill him. Yeah. And they went, I can't die. His voice I've in the, been a in, snake all uh, along. His voice in the audiobooks oh. grates me quite a lot. Mm. So I, I'll yeah. come on to that. Anyway, right. Let's yeah. do this in an actual order rather than um, what we're doing currently. But yeah, so analysis, I guess. That's kind of our next segment. So you get this kind of big catch up at the beginning, what everyone's feeling, what's going on with all our characters, some new ones and very known characters um it doesn't take long to get into kind of like primark killing titan fighting yes. and some crazy stuff happens um and you get this sense that the war on terror is in full swing and the sense that the intensity is just going to go up mm-hmm. and right from the offset of this book yeah, yeah. they're they're in desperate straits they're, yeah, they're, yes. they're not winning this so no. far yeah. yeah 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 and you get this kind of like all the detail and conversations, they just add to the story, I would mm-hmm. say. And like the action adds motives and personality to each conversation that's happening. And you feel like you are jumping around all over the place in this book, but they don't seem to take away from anything. Yeah, it, You really get this sense that there's this intricate work of all these stories that are just happening. And it's not that traditional, well, we're going to tell you about five little stories, but they're all going to end up at this one point. Yeah, it's like, no, these are all just five, six, things seven, happening eight, eight stories that are happening because yeah. right this vast together. battle is just insane. And I loved the fact, and it must have been really hard as Dan Abnett, who wrote the book, to hold those stories and give them oh. each of their like moments. I wonder if when he writes it, whether he writes it like one, linear. One, yeah, yeah, so like he writes all of one thread really? and then writes all of another thread yeah. and then goes, right, actually... How do we mix these together? Yeah, yeah. Like, where's the timeline of each of these? That things would be happening? a very cool question to ask him one day. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I, I love the fact that it was just the jumping around didn't feel chaotic in sense of I lost where I yeah. was or, oh, I'm now hearing about this character that I don't care about. Nothing lingered too long. Yeah, there yeah. were one or two things that I wasn't bothered about. There were definitely characters I didn't care about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I didn't go, oh, we're here again. It's like, well, that's going to last a little bit and then I'm on to the next bit. Like, I knew it was going to move around quick enough where I wasn't going to get stuck or bored. Yeah. yeah. And I think that was really, really it great. It definitely doesn't get bogged. No. Once you've got that many characters at once in one book that you're trying to highlight, that could easily happen. Yeah, <laughs> and, it, and it just didn't feel like it did all the way through the book. Yeah, um, I think the only other thing that I had in my notes of the general analysis is that you know you get this epic show of force and full of characters of legend in this book. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like this real kind of everything's starting to come to a head and people are starting to kind of meet their end and it, it feels epic. Yes. Whereas up until now, it's been building to the epic, and I feel like we've arrived. Yeah. My only caveat is that we've still got plenty of books to do and have we arrived too early? Have we peaked? Yes. Yeah. Um, so, that's my only concern going forward. I but think, that's not a knock on this book at all. That's just a worry of 
a series being a series rather than like, hey, here's three or four amazing bucks. At the same time, we know where it's going to end up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or do it. Just, uh, kind of. Yes. We um, assume we know where it ends up. I'm still thinking that Sanguinius kills everyone and becomes the emperor <laughs> of they're, mankind. They're not rewriting. The, <laughs> then all your 40k books are out as well. So? Retcon <laughs> to the extreme. We, did we, did we kill it. Did we kill off... Who did we kill off and then they magically came alive again? Oh, Eldred. No, Eldred, that, that, that was, was for a player campaign. That wasn't uh, through Black see. Library releases. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're living in a dream world. Um, so I, I said that this book was a good balance between fighting and talking, um, mm. which progressed the siege story, but didn't make the book just another kind of... I was liking it, or I was thinking it back to... Um, um, oh, God, what's that TV show called in the US where they spend the entire time walking around the White House? West Wing. West Wing. Um, like it wasn't like that it was actually actionful you saw some fighting blood mm. was spilled heads were lost that kind of thing um, I think it was good to actually get to the siege of terror rather than the space battle around terror well we had some the... fighting on terror so far but this is like the yeah, proper was, fight yeah yeah it was yeah. like it was it was the the fighting around terror it was the talk about fighting on terror and then kind of complain about fighting on terror but this was actually the siege mm. where they're at the ramparts we're def- we're pushing them back we're literally m- we're literally pushing them back at some points um i still think black library are screwing the pooch on this mm-hmm. by making it too long okay i would happily have had this siege of terror book uh, i'd happily have the siege being like two maybe three books there's a lot of crap in Ooh. in these books which could be lost Fair enough. Which means something to in someone. this book? No, no, in all of the books so okay, far. Okay, cool. Like, there's lots of these moments. So like, John Grammaticus moment. Mm-hmm. Arguably, at this point in time, hasn't had a massive impact onto this book. Yeah. It will have a massive impact. Yeah, yeah. And for those that like that storyline, mm. it will have a massive yeah, impact. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's, it's what Black Library are doing or have done yet again is they have gone we're going to add these in for everybody else to kind of progress that story. Whereas they could have very easily just gone, right, the Siege of Terror, three books, Space, Space, Siege, fighting um, fighting on the, the, the mothership where the Emperor dies. They could just very easily have done that. Yeah. It would have been cutting a, a 50 book, out. a 50 book series ending yeah, yeah, into yeah, three. Yeah. So I get why they're doing it, but there are definitely... We got to make those cash monies. <laughs> yeah, they're definitely... I, I think there are a few books more than maybe needed probably well, at this no. stage of the well they've, siege. they've done a hobbit they've added like what we're, we're on the third book well, so yeah for, they, for the last the book. end and the death became from one book to a two-part which i think we all saw coming yeah and now then they were like oh well part two's out now we're going to tell you that actually it was too much so now it's three part yeah and you're like there was so much in this book that you're like you could have probably done the end do, do in you one have, book, but we haven't read it yet, so it's really hard to make that yeah. call. Do you, do you have the other books on Audible yet? Yeah, I've got everything that they've released. Yeah. How long is... Uh, end of Death Part 1 is 16 hours, So the same, same length as yeah. this book? I think it was about the length of this book, yeah. Okay. But that's Part 1. Have they not released Part 2 yet? I don't think Part 2 is on Audible yet. Okay. Right, right, right. Or out, it might not even be no, out. It's not on yeah, it's out. I think they announced the that it was coming out and then told us it was going to be three parts. So people didn't pre-order a book that they thought was going to be the end and then uh, actually then go, oh, by the way, <laughs> surprise. End of the death. Oh, yeah, no, version one. Yeah, yeah volume one's on, on hardback. Yeah. It's not version uh, volume two. Yeah, I don't think yeah. two's. I think they put it out, like announced that it's going to be out. I think it's out before the end of the year. Yeah, 
uh, version two. Volume two, sorry. Volume two. Not version two. Well, that could be. Uh, could be, yeah. <laughs> could be an alternate uh, universe. No, just uh, different points of view. Oh, God. Here's I, Horace's I, book. I, I just... Oh, I, I, t- I fear they're just going to have, like, loads of stuff in there where yeah. actually just spend loads of time getting to the point yeah, yeah. and they're going to ruin it by actually yeah. the point being, like, a page long. <laughs> and by the point, I mean the sword going into Horace. <laughs> yeah, the pointy I, 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 bit. It is, it is going to be, the in that end. respect, it is going to be a bit anticlimactic. Well, no, 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 I reckon they could definitely, like... My thing is, I don't know where they're ending. Because are we... End, is the last stroke Horace and the Emperor? Or is the last stroke the start of the, the, start the scouring? Game. And that we're now chasing them away from... I, I don't think... I don't, I don't think they'll think, do the scouring. I don't think they're going I think that they far, will save it as it'll a... interesting. They'll save series. it as a new series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, uh, yeah, but to kick off the new series at that point. Uh, like, I, I, like volume three, half of it is the setup of the scouring. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I reckon it's going to be one of those really annoying, right at the end, yeah. like pro, uh, prologue, prelogue? Yes. No, and now we chase them to... Epilogue. epilogue, where it is yeah. that... It'll now be an epilogue that way. I think the last bit will be the emperor being entombed onto the throne. Yeah, well, that'll, that'll be they'll, the they'll have, they'll have, happen, they'll have a massive yeah. party up in trees with barbecues and singing and dancing mm. and video shots of different worlds mm. like Coruscant and this. Okay. Um, so yeah, I reckon they'll do the um, the other traitor Primarchs realising it's all gone wrong and then getting out of Dodge. Probably. Uh, yeah, well, I don't know because most of them are gone by that point anyway. But, yeah, like, They've either been beaten or left or... Gone. Okay. That's kind of, well, that's that's what we currently know. Pretty much gone, screw this, I'm done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He kind of goes, yeah, I'm I'm not wasting more What was the numbers that he lost in this book? 16,000, I think it was. Well, I think think they said 16,000 dead. That doesn't sound like a lot, does it? Well, I I think the Legion's like... I think it's like 132,000 or something like that. I think he had. Yeah, but 16,000 losing from 132,000 yeah, isn't a lot. Was, yeah, but I don't know but if it in is comparison that high. to how, how many he was held up by. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like. Oh, well, it's the 300 this. analogy, isn't it? It's yeah, the, yeah, we yeah. can hold this bot, this boot here because there's 300 of us. So we don't need that much. Anyway, yeah. um, I reckon yeah. Emperor entombed on the throne, traitor Primarchs getting out of Dodge, and then Loyalist Primarchs kind of getting. Well, they've got to have an argument about Codex. No, I, I don't think that would happen. No, in it this. shouldn't happen in this, but it's around that time. It, it, <laughs> I reckon it will probably be because uh, what's his face? Gunnerman's got to turn up at some point, isn't he? Yeah. Well, yeah. for that argument. Yeah. So he's. <laughs> I reckon he'll be here too late. There'll be an argument between Dawn and Gunnerman being like, "You didn't do enough," and Dawn yeah. being like, well, "You weren't here, well, brother." Russ has got to turn up. The lion's got to turn up. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. so. you know uh, the lion got to turn up and then go back to his home world and then obliterate that, which would be good for a scouring campaign. Well, yeah, it's a great story, isn't it? Yeah, it can't, it can't be in this. Um, anyway, we're moving. We're yeah, way yeah, past yeah, the yeah. point I mean, of being the, here. I've, the one thing I would say about this book is I thought it was a little bit dangerous in its portrayal of Horace, who's barely mentioned in the book, yeah. doesn't show up in the book. But he doesn't and show up in the other books. Yeah. Not really. He's not in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this but book this... was the equerry talking to a badder who's like, oh, he's just walking around his room talking to inanimate objects and like seems like a bit of a... Like he's a shell of himself, and it was like, "Oh, this is the big bad," and you're kind of making Perturabo the big bad and not Horace. Well, that- I thought that was interesting. I don't. I'm not saying that was a wrong choice, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it made me go. Mm, Horace is-, is a bit, 
bland and but, a bit like I'm not I'm not feeling oh when Horus meets the Emperor although I know it going that way I don't feel like oh this chosen powerful warrior I feel like he's clearly being tactical but he's so removed that I I needed a bit more from him whether it was an interaction between him and Abaddon or just a crumb that says he's still really engaged whereas it seemed like he's just in his bedroom having a bit of an episode in this book like yeah. there's no communication with him at all and you're like what are you doing i i feel like it's it's pushing on to the fact that horace has pushed his brothers into this into this situation mm. and then actually he isn't mentally there for it yet and eventually i think he'll snap and the chaos powers will then take him over well he's kind of already there though because we saw that in like solar war when he's talking to all the other primarchs who are there and the, he's basically they're all arguing he's like shut up and they're all like Ugh. like he, he he's big boss man yeah in the first book yeah and it was just weird to have i did i just needed him being like how's it going perturabo oh yes all good lord it's, of chaos or whatever yeah like, just something that because otherwise horus could be nowhere near terror yet haven't even arrived and the same things could have happened well yeah. no because half of his le- half his legions fighting yeah. on in in, in well yeah. half his legions rock other than now. numbers yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but my point is abaddon could have turned up and had that happen yeah, yeah. why like horace being there hasn't had any impact in this book yeah no and that i found an interesting choice it's, okay it's interesting I, I i almost read it or perceived it as he's pretty much to come to the powers of the warp but there's that little element that's still there that's trying to retain some yeah form he's trying of not to lose himself like what happened with fulgrim yeah mm. whereas fulgrim's fully accepted that i am i am what i am now yeah maybe there's snake. a bit of horus that's yeah well they do show that with mortarian because mortarian's like in super pain and then magnus is like gold healy hand yeah and he's like he needs to learn to love who what he is yeah yeah um and that was really the only reason magnus turned up to hopefully get mortarian to accept his demonhood um rather than fighting it but there's also have that moment with horus if you know what i mean there was no moment with horus and i feel like that was but it's not i don't think it's about horus not yet anyway no, no. which no. is probably what you're going to see in the future books yeah, yeah, yeah. In the, and I, the I do like nine or whatever i do like the fact how pivotal they made perturabo yeah because he should be but they could have glossed over that a bit more whereas they seem to have spent it, time with him it's his siege but, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, his yeah. Siege. it's not yeah. horace's siege it's, yeah which yeah. I, I like but there's just it's i, I don't expected. know what i needed no no I, I don't even think it's that it's just i need something else that kind of says horace is is the threat rather but we than right haven't now, had, didn't feel that but way. we but we haven't had any emperor yeah no true no like well, and and equally yeah we've had that little interaction yeah, between yeah, yeah. the two of them during the solar war yeah okay it. we haven't had the emperor yet. yeah, yeah we've, yeah we've had horace more than we've had the emperor yeah oh yeah, yeah. um and i'd say equally the emperor should be in the same or similar position like i'm guessing they'll about knowing what any of the future books are about mm. there will probably be a horace book where it all kind of makes more sense. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You can't, yeah. I, I don't think you can yeah. wheel him out into every book just to prove he's still uh, the glory yeah, chaos. Yeah, I, I guess it's just, yeah, I don't know. So. Um, I, I think there was in this book quite a lot of kind of unfinished sections. 
So like the you, like Magnus and um, Mortarian. Mortarian. Yeah. Like I I was like oh great there's gonna be a big fight they're gonna they're gonna be a really cool battle that's gonna happen yeah. between the, with these people. Well, he turned up, up for that. That's yeah happen. yeah. So they, they they did a lot of foundational work, but I was a bit like again that could have happened in the book that happens in. That doesn't necessarily need to be happening in this 16-hour yeah, yeah, book. Yeah. Well, because you've got the White Scar charge on the spaceport. Very good. One of my favorite well, moments. Yeah, yeah, but that was that's at the Colossi Gate. That's not at the spaceport yet. Yeah. They're going to have another charge coming to go for the spaceport, which is where Khan fights Mortarion. Yeah. And they nearly murder each other. Mm. And I think this, this was... This is, it's almost like, here's a ticket, which maybe war, might be Warhawk. I don't know what book mm, it's in. Because we covered it when we did the Spaceport Spotlight. Yeah. So we know it's coming. Mm. Um, and it's almost like Mortarion needs to learn to love himself, which is pretty much what Magnus was doing. Yeah. Um, so that he's ready for that fight. And yeah. the Khan's been held up because there's so much resistance at the gate. Yeah. But now after this failure or assault in this book, maybe he'll get the go-ahead to try and take a port because they lost the other port. Yeah. And then that's when we're going to get our massive showdown. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, which I'm, is cool. I'm not but, saying it's not a pivotal yeah. point, but did it? he could have just got his kicking in this book from the first charge. Yeah. And then it could yeah, have just yeah, been yeah. like, cool, we don't see him now until the next book. Yeah. Like, I, there's just lots of things in here which are, which are foundational for, for previous things. Yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. saying that, yeah, but yeah. it just did it really need to be it's, in here. It's, it's storytelling, yeah. which if you're just trying to consume, maybe isn't needed, but is good for character work and build. Yeah, but I'm not saying don't forwards. have it. But it could have just been lifted and shifted to the next book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it, it doesn't matter but if it's it here or there. In that timeline, like it's, around it's that time, teasing the teasing for the next book. Yeah, so you're yeah, getting yeah. that almost. Oh, I can't wait to read the next book because I want to find out why Magnus. I don't. Has I don't think this this, this one little bit is enough teaser to make you well, read the next book. But it, like, but it might be for the Death Guard player. Or yeah, yeah, hundred you know percent. I, mean? I, I, I get that. But we, I need, just, we need something for Magnus to do. But it could have. It could have been very <laughs> yeah. easily. It, it, that's what it felt like. It felt like we're wheeling Magnus out to prove that he still exists. Yeah, yeah. Rather than it, that yeah. was the only reason I could see yeah. was to get him some screen time on in this book. Like yeah. it could have very easily been there. I just think that this was already a sixteen-hour audiobook yeah, for the this the, quality. I would have happily listened to twenty. But that's why you listen to all of them after one another. Like I, I, yeah. I just don't think that it needed to be in this book. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. like that, like the um, what else? What other bits? Well, I mean, you had the whole Keeler stuff. With the, Just talking to people in the prison. Yeah. And talking to Foy. Yeah, that felt weird. I mean, a genetic murder weapon. Which I've never... I, I haven't heard anything of that before. Like, i not really looked for it. And then you have the, the bit at the end where the custard goes back and be like, write it down. Write it down. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, yeah. I need he's more like, time. He's like, just yeah. write down the basics. Are you coming to kill me? And yeah. he's like, no, write it down. Write so down. again, a foundational... Yeah, I just it was quite a long book. Not only enjoy it, but it was quite a long book, mm. and there was lots of stuff in there. I was like, or some stuff in there, which I was like, I don't. Yeah, I mean, anything. I think you could you could it's semantically stripping out bits that either aren't bothered by it. Well, we don't we're not bothered by them, or you yeah. know, I I think objectively there was nothing in here where I was like, this is just pointless. Like I think everything in there had a reason it was there. Whether yeah, it was yeah. the speed we like or not is is an argument. But. Yeah, it it was. It, I think it's more. It's more about. It's like when you see, um, it's like when we watch Boba Fett, and the Mandalorian kept popping up in Boba Fett, mm. and then progressing the Mandalorian storyline. Like he's got his own series. They'll have their own book, 
just just contain yourself into your own book yeah like i i don't know it yeah it's a teaser it's to make you read the the rest of the eight books that exist yeah um let's move on to favorite characters just because we've been going for a bit of time said all my stuff yet yeah go blimey give me a chance (laughs) sorry we've talked about it so long i thought you've already talked no no i just wanted to put in a couple of points of uh fulgrim is basically papa lazaru or sounded like papa lazaru if you know who he is (laughs) yeah Um, his voice is definitely interesting wants to sell some clothes pegs um ollie pierce i flipping knew it i knew that was old pearson yeah Yeah. as soon as his name was mentioned it was like yep that's i i I didn't get it on the name mention because i'd forgotten the character's name of ollen pearson yeah uh yeah um that's because you when he listen started, to an audiobook rather than in book form. No, because I would have read about him in book form when we did No No Fear. Was it in No No Fear that he... <laughs> no, no, they mentioned that, they, they uh, name-dropped him in this, didn't they? It was, yeah, yeah. He's, it in, was, he's in No No Fear because he's getting off calf. Yes. When the word bearers come, which is yeah. No No Fear in the Heresy series. Oh, sorry, yeah. sorry. Um, yeah, I thought for some reason I was getting No No Fear mixed up with um, uh, Fear to Tread. No. <laughs> no, it's got the word fear in it. Yeah, <laughs> the same. Um, yeah, no, he he is in that book. He appears in other places as well. Yeah, but, um, yeah, it was when he suddenly fought quite expertly, <laughs> and I was like, "This is not a normal Imperial yeah, Guard exactly. guy." And then he then he seemed to notice Kroll yeah. so much more than anyone else. And you're like, but he's clearly got memory loss, right? He clearly doesn't know who he is. I, I, I yeah, again, without knowing enough and having read the rest of the I don't know what's happened to him in between but, unfortunately but like wh- why why, why is he, he fighting, fighting? like well because he arrived at the wrong time to John Gratticus and maybe got caught up in it yeah I mean the whole thing about his character is he's just trying to live a normal life and be a good person unlike a lot of other yeah, perpetuals yeah. yeah and he definitely like lent into the the emperor's a god thing yeah which is surprising well, he's, he's very faith driven um, perpetual he's the yeah yeah because I, I i quite liked the grammaticus section of this mm, book yeah, where they kind of went through all of that and who like the emperor's original name mm. or what she knew him as and, and that kind of origin and stuff Neoth. which is yeah. which is really good um but yeah, I didn't really even put it together. They were the same person. Yeah. Did it actually say it in the book, or we, do you just know that? It's it's it's. Yes, he mentioned his do, name, and they? I was convinced that I'd heard uh, him say, "Oh, I'm Ollie Pearson." And on the second uh, listen through, it yeah, doesn't say that. But for some reason, my brain told me this has happened. Okay, so it doesn't it doesn't explicitly say I am until, the perpetual of until what, he <laughs> until later on when he's writing down the stories and he said, "Oh." Because he asked him for the name. name. Yeah, yeah. What's Ollie matter. short for? What, yeah. And he's like, oh, Olaf? Oh, this? Yeah, yeah, and that's, yeah. If you need to know, Olenaeus. I was just like... Yeah. And then you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's the only thing. He doesn't then go and be like, I'm a perpetual. No, 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 no. no, no, no. Okay. No, so, but it's also uh, because John Grammaticus and uh, Erdu, Erda, Erdu. Um, the mother, yeah. um, talk about Olenaeus Pearson. Yeah. <laughs> and you so, like, you've got Ollie Pierce, Olenaeus Pearson, and then he tells this kid that his full name's Olenaeus, and you're like, ah. So so again, this is a symptom of audiobook versus reading. Didn't remember that name whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it wasn't like they, they happened, the flashbacks yeah. or that happened next to each other. I think the thing is, what this book particularly does is it leans heavily into um, like the heresy mm-hmm. and characters that we've heard of before but haven't heard of for a long time since yeah, those yeah. books were out or potentially read and it's 
it's kind of the the super nerd thing it's like when you you saw marvel doing their cinematic universe and they made it very easy for people to get involved and then all of a sudden you're starting to get more of the the hyper nerd stuff of yeah. oh they've re- referenced comic book one well, nine two it, it, it was like why why um what's his face his lightsaber was slightly curved or a dub or, or a two-handed lightsaber mm. and stuff like that which yeah. for face value i was just like oh that's cool it's a two-handed lightsaber where someone actually knows knows is like really cool and yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I, it's it's the casual it's different levels thing. right but we're at a point where if you're reading this you're probably a a, a fan slash super fan uh, I don't necessarily know they tout it as one of their like main book lines like I wouldn't say super fan you'd be a super fan to read this I don't know I don't yeah, know I think what it's if you pick up Siege levels. of Terror if you haven't picked up Heresy like, I, I would say people would pick up the Siege of Terror if they didn't pick up Heresy because the Heresy book series is one not available anymore mm. and two flipping long yeah. <laughs> like yeah. i think if they've yeah. read the first three books they might go oh yeah i'll, I'll read the yeah. siege of terror yeah, yeah maybe. fine but i don't think you yeah. wouldn't pick up the siege yeah. of terror unless you've read the entirety of the heresy well i mean you've not read the entirety of the heresy no, I've read I, the there's entire definitely, so. yeah. there's but, definitely books that i haven't read so that's why on the hangout i asked james yep. or i said about like the heresy is so complicated and convoluted super fan, <laughs> super fan. um so, so complicated and so convoluted if i wanted to find like actual storylines in there so like the john grammatica storyline yeah. i don't think i read everything that's happened to him no no you probably haven't so um he sent me this like flow chart of basically yeah. like if you're interested in john grammatica's read these books yeah, if you're yeah. interested in um dawn and yeah. his rise to whatever and then read, read these books yeah, okay. yeah which is really cool that's, that someone's put the leg that's probably in. a good thing to then do afterwards having yeah. listened to listen to most yeah. things right okay i want to like re go over yeah. this that's really cool i'm gonna move on to something else yeah yeah Blackstone is lead. So you didn't get that. Yeah, I. It was. It was. Again, I had something listening through it, and it's kind of like lead. Does lead block psychic? This that. And I, it was. I'm something that I'm putting together in my head. I was just like, so a blackstone fortress is. <laughs> it's a giant pencil. Is to do what? And the blackstone prison. What's it used for? Does it block psychic powers? Is lead a ability? Does lead block psychic powers? I don't know where I was going with this, but it's mm. just it kind of popped into my brain of just like, huh. And then Saturnine is down to lead poisoning as well. And yeah, I just was like, went off on a rant. <laughs> this is one. down a thing. Does lead block radiation? Lead blocks gamma radiation. Yeah. I wonder if they're playing off that idea. Possibly. You know, being psychic energy, being like radiation. Yeah ish yeah so blackstone lead yeah that's what uh, I, that's possibly. what i wonder and then my last thing the death of crow loved it absolutely de- loved it. definitely worth a thing to talk about because it is very it's, unique in any book really is you know you get obviously nameless soldiers die all the time but yeah. a kind of a known character yeah yeah, 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 yeah. to just it's, be like Boop, oh, what <laughs> yeah it was it was very um i was trying to find the right words for it and i couldn't mm. find the, exactly the right words but it's I've put down it's it's very footnote and unremembered, mm. which yep. she says, doesn't she? Earlier in the book, she says, like, when I die, no one's going to write my honors, no one's going to, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I will just disappear. Which she did, and then that's why a cloud happened. of so, smoky blood. It is, yeah. yeah, exactly. It's just yeah, and like, Khan's like, what, 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 what's just happened? What was that blip? <laughs> yeah, it's very, very sort which of. Which is like, is weird and it's very unusual because 
she goes through like all of the word bearers, all the world eaters that she's killed. Yeah. yeah. And she's clearly this like awesome soldier. And then yeah. it's like, blip. And then, you know, well, just... I suppose the heat of battle, that kind of happens, I guess. I he thought... just moved faster than she was planning for. Yeah. Her, her, the way in which everybody approached her, mm. like just not being able to see her, yeah, I thought was really, smudge. really interesting really cool. about how like That's you need to pay attention. Yeah. So yeah. that bleeds into my favorite character. Cool. Which I think is a good good way in. Fantastic. So I chose Janetia Crow or Janetta. I'm not entirely sure how to pronounce it. Janetta. Um, Because I just thought she was very interestingly displayed as a character and they went through her honours and they were very, very long, which was cool to see. Like she's been at every part of the heresy and been fighting in all these places and done amazing things. Like she was at Prospero and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. and she represents the sister silence, like the communicating through the hands thing of the people who can see them. Yeah. Because they are silent sisters. Yeah. I just hadn't occurred to me how they communicate at all. Like in my head, it was just like, you know, Professor X tele- mm-hmm. telekinesis conversation. But no, it's just like, I've got, I've got a little screen in my hand. Like I thought that was kind of crazy. I like how uncomfortable she makes the situation. Yeah. Like yeah, who's well, obviously a, she's, the, she's one of the most pro- powerful psychers ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, yeah. But yeah. seeing seeing someone so powerful, like mm. literally, like, like squirm her. underneath that yeah, kind yeah. of yeah. That and, and the uh, demons do that as well. Yeah, yeah, which was phenomenal to see, and them in battle and just being like, oh, and how effective the sisters were being. This is definitely a. This was definitely her storyline was definitely a a force making storyline. Yeah, like, I would. I think now the demons yeah. codex has been published or talked about or uh, no idea where we're all at. the demon engines are coming out yeah, or yeah, whatever yeah. now that's coming i'm like maybe actually an yeah. army of sisters would be really cool yeah. to have or I not think, an army like a, i like think a, james's yeah, sisters are led by crow he's got because she's got well, a model from yeah, forge world she, i'm literally looking right now oh, right. forge world do not support do you want to see it sorry forge world do not support sisters in any way shape or form they've got guns and the the little weird butt plug thing yeah because they're plastic they're games workshop products so can you, you just use normal you buy sisters and buy their upgrade packs from forge world mm. Um, no, you don't use Sisters of Battle. They have their own line in plastic. Sisters of Silence? Yeah. Okay. yeah. Again, I'm It's only still... like two units yeah, worth yeah. or something. Because I came out with... Um... When they did Custodes. Yes. And and well, this is probably... The latest a, run of Custodes, I should say. This is a really bad um, thing. I can't really tell you the difference between Sisters of Silence and Sisters of Battle. I one talks, one doesn't. That's... I mean... Yeah. Sure. <laughs> what, they're one, the Sister Silence Sister are Battle are basically like nuns with guns, nuns with guns. Yeah. and uh, Sister Silence are psychic nuns. sucking they're psychic yeah. nulls they're all they, they are we said psychic they're, nuns then <laughs> nulls. nulls yeah they are pariahs yeah, all they just, of them they're just yeah they're, they're different entities they're not humans with guns and they are uh, sororitas no, no they're the that's, sisters that's of battle. The sisters of battle. They may be in the same. Th- I don't know where they're characterized. Yeah, because they're not agents in... of the Imperium. Oh, hang on, are they underneath Warhammer? No, that's fantasy. No, no. Sorry, I meant sorry. I meant um, heresy. Oh, probably, mm-hmm. probably. Um, but yeah, they're 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 cool. They're definitely cool. Yeah, They'd they be are. great for like a a ZME type force. Mm-hmm. I think would be really characterful. They have loads of flamers and things. <laughs> um, and again, yeah. it would be fantastic as a small, like, 500,000 point force to run in your 3K. Yeah. Because yeah. demons are going to come to the field very yeah, soon yeah. and actually having something that combat, combat demons easily yeah. would be good. It would be really cool to see, yeah. But I just thought she was so uniquely shown in the book. Her character was really cool. 
quite heroic in her own way mm -hmm. and um yeah i just i think I, I again i think this was upped because of it was an audiobook yeah like with her the way the voice actor voiced her thoughts and her feelings was so different to anything else in the book she stood out more yeah. Yeah. which helps with the idea that they do just stand out because of the way they naturally react to warp Mm -hmm. and, and yeah it was a really good kind of way of, of of representing all the sister silence in this one woman um so she she got my favorite character there were so many i could have picked yeah this book's full of amazing characters but i went slightly left field and went with kroll because she was just so different um and i enjoyed every time she popped up cool um but yeah what about you sam i said um cinderman as my oh, favorite okay. character Interesting. um because Cinderman went right at the beginning to basically going to kill himself, jump off yeah, the Yeah, I love that scene as well. That nearly made my favourite moment. Really cool human moment of what's the point anymore? And you, and, mm. and obviously Cinderman being part of a, originally Remembrances and, and then following the Legio um, Divinitatus. Divinitatus, yeah. <laughs> um, following that and then basically getting um, slapped wrist and told you need to, you can't publicly... Buck up your ideas, sir. Basically, yeah. Like, we're not going to kill you, but at the same time, you don't really have a worth to, to do this. So, anyway, um, went from that to to then being talked around by Dawn. Because Dawn looked generally upset or, or concerned when he was like, oh, where, where are you going to jump? Yeah. And he was like, no, of course not. He goes, mm. you were going to jump, weren't you? Like, I thought it was a really powerful Again, moment. another scene that really empathised Dawn's character. Yeah, genuinely, Dawn's a really good character. <laughs> yeah, it's just a shame his model sucks. <laughs> um, and so it went from there to then coming up with this interrogator order because actually, mm. history—if we're going to survive, then history needs to survive as well. Which I thought was yeah. a really good idea. Yeah, really I thought it was a really thing. cool concept. Yeah, but mm. most of them all end up getting yeah. murdered. Oh or, yeah, yeah, all dead. Yeah, because um, the the boy Harry, yep, he was just couldn't be found, but they never had him dead dead oh they? no he's dead dead i think i think so but i don't remember there being a and this is my death death no but then it's just ollie peers at the end when he comes across angron and he's on his own with the banner and he's yeah. like where's that boy oh i don't know where the boy is <laughs> yeah um what happened at the end of that did it just sort of very ambiguous yeah because angron then yeah. like goes angrony yeah, he but he's a perpetual. It doesn't matter. He'll wake yeah, up that's anyway. what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so yeah. I, I think he may have died in the life of this soldier, but will, however, perpetuals work. Wake not up die. again. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't actually know exactly how the science of a perpetual works. But then whether they gone... die and get a new body, or whether they just like change their appearance and morph into a new thing, or I don't. I, no idea how it works. Because because Cind not Cinderman. Um, Grammaticus and the the original Space Marine, uh, Leto, um, have gone to, gone somewhere, haven't they? Jumped through the warp. They've so, gone to get Ollie. Yeah. So Ollenus. so whether or not they know where he ends up, or yeah, I don't know. Maybe they pulled him through, or maybe they're doing a timey wimey thing. They're going to pull him before he was even there. Oh, probably. I hate that. I hate that much. Anyway, um, so the fact that he went from threatening suicide to starting up a new interrogator mm. order, I thought it was really cool as a character. Um. I did struggle with this because, like you said, Dawn was really cool. Obviously, Sanguinius is in this in this a lot. Sanguinius was a cook. they they portrayed him to a point where I cared about him, which actually I've always thought he was cool in all the bits that he 
turns up in, but I've never really cared about him. No, no. When he's going through the, the visions and he's feeling mm. really rough and he's like, I need to be on the line and help morale, but then if they see me weak, that's going to hurt morale. Yeah, yeah. And that what proper I do. weight of, of responsibility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like it made me go, oh, Sanguinius is, is a good egg. <laughs> he's an all right guy. Um, we'll keep him, we'll keep him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So yeah, I, yeah. I thought... Well, and you get like Garrow and Loken and <laughs> there's so many good yeah. characters who you've got, you've got history with as well, right? Mm. Um, so yeah, I think Cinderman is, but he's one of the oldest as well. He was in the first book. Yeah. You know, Horace Rising, Cinderman's there. He was there the day the Horace slew yeah. the Emperor. And that's why I kind of hope he's there the, the day the Horace slew the Emperor mm. and he's like on the ship somehow. That would be amazing. Not that it would ever happen. I don't think he'll be on the on the ship, but we might get him being told the story of mm. what was found or something or okay. you know, and him penning what happened. Yeah. And we're almost reading his book. Yeah. Did it also talk about things, like finishing off things, did it actually, did they actually seal the, because I know they started pumping, but then the pumps yeah, got yeah, shut yeah, down. Yeah. Did they no, actually They turned up, it back on. And then that, they didn't sort of go, we've sealed it. No, it was, like, so there was a bit where they basically, land was getting sent back to where he originally got picked up from. Yeah. He was he, like, he I'm was done with that. And that. the improvist was like, nope, that's where we best need you. Yeah. yeah because yeah. they'd finished the pumping and stuff. Right. Okay. Right, right. Yeah, can you get that one bit with the Sons of Horus and the Met guy who are just like, well, there's 50 of us stuck in this box and we're just going to live here until we die. Yeah. <laughs> Mental. That'd be flipping awful. And, uh, I don't know how you'd comprehend you, I'd, what you do in that situation. Suicide. I, I guess. If but there's then no way if, out. Yeah, but I don't know. Like, thing is, you, I guess I, you'd be like, well, we know that there's potentially a f- you know, four or five months worth of war going on yeah well if if horace wins and abaddon is out he knows that it was happening they may get dug out yeah so i mean they can uh, do that uh, weird kind of sleepy thing that. can't you yeah, yeah yeah that's what i imagine do what the the alpha legion did yeah, yeah. just go go for a little sleep yeah um sorry neil yeah, your favorite characters. your favorite character yes. uh ollie pierce because okay. it's an interesting perspective of he's he wants to be um, just a standard human. Yeah, wants to get on with his life, not really have much effect. Um, and it was good to have like a an, another perspective from a human character, just rather than oh, it's all transhumans, they're all superhumans. Let's look at it from their perspective. No, actually, having the the reason the space marines were created is fighting for the for humankind. Mm. Let's have a perspective. They really lent on that in this book, actually, yeah. didn't they? Because you had uh, Zephon as well, who's sacrificed himself, himself to save which I feel like is not the end of Zephon because they put him in stasis yeah I don't know <laughs> and his mate and Land built all his augments and they brought out the model of Zephon and when they brought out Ran uh, yeah, right. when they released Siege yeah. of Terror and I'm like this guy's coming back I'm pretty uh, sure possibly um, so yeah it was just like it was nice to see his perspective and, and he'll be explaining the whole reason as to why soldiers tell the stories they do mm. um, and then him sort of being absolutely obsessed that the Emperor's there to protect them when mm. uh, Kroll turns up and he's convinced that she's the spirit of Mithras Mithras isn't it yeah the um, warrior goddess or whatever yeah I just it just it was it was yeah and him explaining all of this to Harry Hacks or Harry Harks mm. who's writing it all down and finally gets yeah. it. You're saying just, he dies, right? He's just not found. What, Pierce? No. I, um, I can't Harry. Remember. So yeah, there's he, the, he the last bit of Pierce 
is when he sees Angron and yeah. Angron's charging him. And all but he he's there and he's like, oh, I wish that kid was here asking me a stupid question because yeah. he couldn't find him. Yeah. And then so we assume get, he's dead, but we don't actually get told. And then all you get is a is a, the the banner stained with blood. You don't actually know what happens after mm. Angron charges. Do you, um, he just flapped his wings pretty much. I don't think he even charged, did he? At that well, point, I think he would just kind of flare in his nostrils and then <laughs> um, flare in his nostrils and stuff. And then it's like, I don't know, he, is, he does start advancing actually because he's like, come on in, come on in. And he's got yeah. Big Bess or whatever it was yeah. with him. He's, he's, he's dead, but he's a perpetual. So he's yeah, 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 yeah. I uh, get, yeah. Well, we just know, don't, I mean, we just don't get the information. The yeah, maybe John. Yeah, maybe they open the web or below his feet and he just falls through yeah, or some yeah, nonsense like that. Yeah, some craziness. Um, so Zephon does survive the heresy because he becomes the first one of the first chapter masters. Oh, okay. So, so uh, whatever he, form that is. He gets, he gets wrecked and then Land gives him all his augments, mm-hmm. which are like old and clumsy. Which is when he like, gets to, her- the, 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 when he gets to Terror, that's when that happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's friends with Land. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. Which has happened because Land asked about him and he gets told towards the end that he's in stasis. Yeah. And I feel like Land's going to get to him, fix him, and then he's going to come back in the, yeah, yeah, the, the, yeah. the Terror. Yeah, probably. You don't bring out a model to have him just arrive on a on a wall, sacrifice himself for a woman who goes blind, yeah. and then that's it. You're like, why would you release this model? He hasn't done anything else in the siege so far. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, favorite moments. Shall we round out this? Uh, yeah. Get this segment done. It's been going for a while, but it was a very good book, so it's worth talking. Mine is, so I think the quote you were looking for is, I am the fortress now, which is from Dawn when he's like forming his A-team and he's got Garrow and Loken yeah. no, and Sigismund. No, no, no. And, mine, oh, okay. was, mine was when, um, mine was when Fulgrim goes, yeah. he's surrounded by- Oh, by the 15, by the, they're back to back. Yeah, and, yeah. He, and he says something like, try it or-, or, or Oh, um, try me. Try me. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, yes, Dawn. Yeah. Yes, yeah, Dawn. Yeah. And then I was like, then, then that's what made me sad because his pose is so crap. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, the scene where he's basically setting up the squads to repel the termites yeah. with the um, Sons of Horus in. And he's got Loken there and he's got Garrow there and Sigismund in there and the Blood Angel guys. It's a Sagittarius weird, it's a weird it collection of, of ragtags. Well, he's basically the gone, best. I want the best. So he's picked yeah. all the best fighters that he's got to hand. Yeah, which is basically, I want the best to stand at the top of the pit and shoot down into the pit and kill all the more. Yeah, when they come like, out. Cause wasn't it they killed 100? No, they called 100 because they missed 101. Um, yes. And they it was like six of them or something no, like that. that. Was, there was, so it was 50, but they only had 49 in that for Axamond. Right, okay. But there was, uh, one of the others, I think two drills came up next to each other and they killed, or three, and there was like 142 or something. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then you get the Abaddon fight. Like that, that whole stuff was so awesome. It was but so the, well done as well in the I book. I think the, pr- the yeah. point where he's got all these guys lined up and they're just going, and here's Loken and here's Garrow. And I was just like, these are all the heroes. And yes. it's like, oh, this is Avengers Assemble. I, I was like, genuinely got me hyped for what was coming in the book. There was the only moment in the book where I genuinely was like, I've got to know what happens. Mm-hmm. And that, so it had to be my favourite moment because it made me feel something that I was like, I got to keep going. I thought we were going to hear all of that oaths of moment. Yeah. Like I, when they were saying, "I'll make your oaths to me," yeah. I was like, "Oh, this is going to be good" because they all obviously do their own. I was <laughs> like, "This is going to be really good." Um, but no, it cut out. Uh, Neil, 
Uh, I quite liked when they all rallied around the banner mm. um, of the the emperor. Yeah, uh, all sixty of them, or however many it was, three scores. Yeah, Oli Piers is like you know for the throne the or whatever they're charging. The they're chanting. Um, and yeah. yeah, sort of the crow uh, the comes to their rescue when the yeah. uh, world eater starts charging and they're all just kind of like firing away madly and all of a sudden just falls over stops <laughs> no one's like what splits <laughs> and then yeah he's just like oh, Mithras has come again yeah yeah it was cool it was definitely a cool battle it kind of feels like he doesn't know who he is like he is the oldest maybe he's suffering uh, like because it because it, it definitely was like he seemed a little crazy for someone that's lived for the longest and thousands of thousands yeah. of years yeah like he seemed a little bit like he doesn't know who he is possibly something um, happened on transit or you know yeah. he was caught and got away again and we haven't had that story yet or maybe something's happened and we're just either not remembering it or haven't read it timey wimey this could be the end of yeah. his life well because the last time we saw him the last time i remember seeing him was he was on cowth rescuing some people yeah, was he the yeah, same escaping did he come across the same do you remember? Uh, I can't remember no 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 he wasn't no he, he is similar like yeah. he was leave, living an ordinary life and kind of had a a family and yeah and stuff and basically erupts and demons everywhere and word bearers and basically his whole grammaticus talks to him like through like some mind thing yeah. he's not there is he yeah. and he's like you need to get to port five get on that shuttle and mm. that's just all his bits in the book are him trying to get there and slowly yeah. losing more and more people and trying to save people on the so way. Maybe it breaks him. Um, maybe yeah, he, goes, he, he loses it and flips. Yeah, yeah. Well, because Grammaticus says in the book, like, we said we'd meet here. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, and then they're like, well, maybe he was captured. Other people are trying to stop you. And, yeah, yeah. you know, so we don't know between him leaving and him getting to terror and becoming Ollie Piers. Yeah. Whether it's an act, whether he thinks he's that way, whether he's But he could have gone he could have gone back in time, joined as as him and yeah, who knows? Yeah, who knows? We, we just do not know. It, the, the the problem is and I say problem because I'm a little bit worried about it, it's a bit timey wimey. Yeah. <laughs> and you're throwing timey wimey into sci fi mega soldiers and it's all a bit kind of crazy and that's my one problem with the you've just read it haven't I've you? just read something I don't really want to go too far <laughs> into it <laughs> you spoiled yourself have you um, so my my favourite moment was the white scar charge into the death guard lines yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think it was a teaser and this was probably <laughs> due to the fact it was an audiobook um, mm. because I felt like it was done in a really good way yeah, yeah. like trying to I always find the way audiobooks or the way books describe large engagements is really kind of underwhelming. Mm. Um, and But this one felt like, and again, probably because of the audiobook, like it was more like a kind of a, a tempo. It hit a tempo yeah. and it was going and, and, and it was really good to follow along and the, the benefit. And it was like, and then when you get to the edge, you charge out, turn around and go back into the rear of the army. Like it was like, yes, come on, watch cars. <laughs> and then when only a few riders came out and they were like, and he said about this is the the casualty of a, a cavalry charge is yeah. not a lot survive mm. and then more come out more and more come out and then they all do like, what <laughs> yeah yeah it was really good i thought it was really really good way of doing yeah. it there was a really cool scene i think it was after that i think but where you had like Rauderon, khan and valdor all fighting like side by side and they talked about how they were fighting yeah very differently to each other and i thought that was really really cool yeah. character full moment 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, cool. Um, let's let's have our ending statements and our scoring system that we've been kind of trying to do. Um, my ending statement is just I think this may be in my top five Black Library book. Yeah. Cool. Out, uh, out of all the books I've read, I think this makes my top five. I really, really enjoyed it. And because of that, I scored it a strength nine. So mm-hmm. only one off of the max score. And uh, AP2. I think it's, it's very vital to have this book in the siege and to know what's happened. And, you know, it's all of a sudden, like Fulgrim not there. If you didn't read the book, you wouldn't know that. Yeah. And even the last little sentence where some dark angels turn up. Yeah, next book you'd be like, why are there dark angels suddenly? Yeah, yeah. like it's yeah, yeah. just it's very very needed mm-hmm. um, for the progression of the story. So yeah, strength nine, AP two, the Laz Cannon. <laughs> yeah. Nice, go on, Neil. Um, really enjoyed this book. Lots of information going on, lots of teasers going on for the next however many books coming with bits and pieces. Um, some story arcs closed up, like with Fulgrim. We're done. At Siege of Terror, we seem seemingly so, yeah. one little Horace and little Horace, many others. Done, yeah, finally gets his. It's nice to get a good cull in there, isn't yeah. it? Like get rid of some of the chat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's good to kill off characters. Well, because otherwise, or just it just turns into they survive the entirety of the siege. The name characters have survived it again, and they yeah. run off into the warp somewhere. Like it just seems it's, a bit yeah. plot armor is non-existent. Exactly, exactly. Which is good. Which I think it needs because yeah. otherwise, well, you, when you have got people like Abaddon. And Khan, I, I, and, you know, we, which we you know, know because we're so far developed into 40k yeah. that they don't have any real fear. Fulgrim being banished would have been good. Like not, not dying, but mm. being killed there and then being yeah. dragged into the warp would have actually it's been coming. a really good way of doing it. Not yeah, for I know, Fulgrim, I know. But it is coming. <laughs> but, but, but for Fulgrim, it would have been good because yeah. he can equally leave the siege at that point because yeah. he's he's been dragged back into yeah. the wall. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I kind of, I felt that that bit was a little bit underwhelming when he was like, I can't die. <laughs> I can't die, but I'm still going to leave. Yeah. Because I'm, bored. I, I'm bored. I think like, it would have been better yeah. to actually have him killed or not killed. But you know when, um, what movie is it where the armor the guy's wearing basically crumples and he just disintegrates and just disappears? Are you talking about the Witch King in Return of the yeah. King? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It just implodes in with like... <laughs> exactly. Having something like that with, with Fulgrim being dragged back into the warp would have been really mm, cool. Okay, interesting. But anyway, sorry, carry on. Um, so yeah, I really enjoyed it. It's... I don't think I'd ever rank anything a, a 10, strength-wise. Yeah. So what's the point I, of having a 10? I think you are correct. Yeah, I've, I, had, this, I've had this argument with many, many people. Well, having something perfect is... You. Nothing is perfect. Then we shouldn't have a 10. But then nine becomes perfect. No. Yeah, never mind. Um, okay. So I've given it strength eight. Yeah, We're not going to have that argument. Um, and yeah, I also agree it's very important um, to the progression of the story. But again, with maybe on reflection, when we come back to it, the scores would potentially change. Mm. But I'm going to give it an AP2. Yeah. It would be interesting to once the siege it like, my scores are definitely dependent on the books that have come before it. Yeah. Not the books that are going to come. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like I um rated it strength for nine AP one. Mm. So I thought it was a it was it's it's confidently I can say this is the best Siege of Terror book that's happened so far. Oh yeah. Um I don't know where it fits in my top Black Library books. I don't really think about them that way. Um or I don't really read them enough or know them enough to think of them that way. Um I the reason I gave it AP one is because there's a lots in this that if you didn't read it would not make sense. Therefore, 
by our rating of you should definitely read this yeah the, yeah, the importance yeah. of believe uh, read this book this is why one to tens don't work in my opinion because you need to read this book if you didn't read it and you skipped it and read the next one then i'm guessing and i haven't read the next one yet a last portion of it wouldn't make sense you wouldn't know fulgrim's not there for example yeah like if be, you don't yeah. know the background yeah. or have lexicanum or whatever yeah, yeah. then you wouldn't know why fulgrim's not there mm. and you wouldn't know um i guess it's about how important that is and this is where you kind of really have to you get into some mental gymnastics of wrestling with numbers so mm. yeah I, I agree with you in some sense it's a flawed system but it's it's some way of gauging yeah so so that i think it's a one i think you need to you need to don't get me wrong there are some bits in this book which i don't think need to be in it that's why it was a strength nine and not strength 10 um because actually i did really really enjoy this book mm. apart from the weird sections that didn't need to be there in my opinion um and then ap1 because i think you absolutely need to it's absolute vital yeah like you could have missed the sons of selena in my opinion that yeah, you don't need right, to have read it's that it's a very separate story isn't it exactly yeah. it's 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 like they've gone oh we should probably draw a line underneath this so let's just go and do that like you didn't need doesn't need to be there if you're not interested in that storyline it doesn't need it's not like integral where these ones i'd say is like core to the progression or the story mm. this book yeah. needs to be read um yeah but then you can argue that about quite a lot of the the siege of terror yeah right? yeah yeah. I think kind of so linear. far they're all kind of it's a linear story bit more like the original kind of 4.5 heresy books yeah um that all kind of lead off of each other and what yeah what it's had made me more excited to do is to read the heresy again not the whole of it mm. in the same way i i yeah, 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 did yeah. when i picked it up and literally book after book yeah. but following storylines mm. from completion yeah I, I like that idea i think i might look up like what ones are the night lords in let's go read those when yeah. i want to you know maybe inspire myself to get back into hobbying and playing mm. my night lords that'd be a really good way of yeah. you know because these books do drive you towards wanting to do various things in the hobby yeah like you know dare i say if i had ridiculous income and ability i'd be having an imperial fist army with dawn at the center of it yeah maybe with an alternate sculpt <laughs> uh, with a with a shield but it just yeah um, you they, could use you could use the shield from the Custodes Contemptor. Yeah, that's a big ass shield. I think that'd be too big compared to the model. Do you think? Do you yeah. Think? I mean, yeah, his, his model is pretty crap, isn't it? No, um, no, I like his model. It's rubbish. Um, it's it's definitely listening to this has definitely changed my opinion of Dawn and cemented my opinion of that model because although yeah, he's stoic, he's there, he's the Praetorian. That it's not actually how he is behaved in this book it's it's almost like that model is pre-siege of terror that's him on terror it, while they're building stuff it'd be interesting <laughs> yeah yeah you really what you want to do is give him a sextant and a, a blueprint in his hand or something yeah, like yeah. that <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, or have it on the, the floor in front of him like he's yeah, put it down yeah, for yeah. his quick snap photo or something like that yeah um right i think there's anything else anyone wants to add no no it was an awesome book joe you can still listen to the podcast it's okay <laughs> I mean, I think it's like, I'd like to say something uh, kind of conflict to that, but it was be, it was just to be a straight lie, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was. It was actually it was a good book, like in most parts. Book. Yeah, it was a great book. Yeah. Right. Let's take a quick break, and we come back with our spotlight: Sires of the Emperor. Hi, I'm Neil, and you may remember me from such things as "Who's Neil?" My dog ate my hobby project, and "Tau fish or friend." I'm here to tell you about our Element Games affiliate program. So as you may know, running the podcast does incur some costs. 
hosting and equipment are just two examples of this. To help with these running costs, we have signed up to the Element Games Wargaming Web Store affiliation program. This is where Element Games provide us with unique links to their web store. And if you use our links, then we get a percentage of what you spend, big or small, to help run and improve the podcast. The links take you to the Element Games homepage or straight to the 40k products category. Simply shop from there. You can find these links in our featured posts on the Facebook community safe room, on our Discord channel, and on our Instagram. Thanks for your help and support. Welcome back to the Spotlight. And this episode, we are talking about the sides of the Emperor, or the Emperor's Scythes. They are a codex chapter of the Adeptus Astartes, um, and the sides of the Emperor's history originated during the Horus Heresy. So I was just saying to uh, Sam and Neil off of this uh, that actually I learned a lot about the size of Emperor. Um, I knew their colour scheme. I knew they had uh, a big rivalry with the Tyranids. But other than that, I didn't know that much about them. Yeah, it doesn't seem like they had a, they had a, a rivalry with me. It just seems like they were just tasty and the yeah, Tyranids yeah. realised they were tasty. It may, may be a little bit of that. I've had my flavour um, of, of Scythe and I need more. Yeah. So they they originated from uh, during the Horus Heresy, where the 199th Ajida Company of the Ultramarines fought bravely against the Night Lords in the Battle of Sotha. So this is kind of Pharos territory. Um, subsequently, uh, Rabut Gulliman honoured the company with the emblem of two cross scythes, representing their defence of the farmers of Sotha. After the Heresy and the Second Founding, the Ajida Company was maintained as a Phantom 11th company under the Captain uh, Oberday? Yeah, Oberday. Uh, in defiance of Gulliman's own Codex Astartes. This is an 11th company of the Ultramarines that were just secret, Ooh. even though Gulliman's bashing people on the heads and saying you can only have 10 companies and they must all be their own thing. Yeah, but Gulliman is a... Um, oh, what's the word? Politician. Hypocrite. <laughs> there we go politician hypocrite they go hand in hand nowadays um, when Rogaldorn initiated the third founding nearly a millennium later uh, Oberday was the last surviving member of the company from their initiation um, nevertheless the Ultramarines chapter master Tigris Deacon wished to remove the evidence of Gulliman's in brackets heresy sending Chaplain Sagus and brother Wenlock to offer Oberday the choice of being reassigned to the fifth company or continuing to guard the Pharos by becoming master of the new Ajida chapter. Oberday reluctantly agreed to found a new chapter but chose to name them the Scythes of the Emperor due to the honorific that Gulliman gave them. Um, in addition to Chaplain Sagus and Brother Wenlock, 72 veterans of the Orland Conquest were assigned to this new chapter. So I think Sam is now going to run us through the uh, the history based on their conflicts, mm. shall we say, or crusades. I say conflict, or just being eaten a lot. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> Possibly. Um, right, so... The history, uh, although not the campaigns and crusades. Oh no, so campaigns and crusades, not the origin part. Um, so the 
The first one is the Corinth Crusade, um, 698 uh, to 705.m41. Um, the Corinth Crusade was led by Marnius Calgar with forces of, of the Ultramarines, uh, Angels of Absolution, Lamenters, Silver Skull, Sires of the Emperor, and the Marines Errant, uh, as well as more than uh, 50 Imperial Guard regiments. Uh, they fought against the Orc Hordes of War, uh, Skargor in the Corinth system with the Orc Empire of Charadon. Char- Char- ah. Big Char- Charadons. <laughs> um, the successful crusade not only crushed the war, um, uh, war Skraga, I always uh, forget it's war exclamation mark, then the name of yes. the war, yeah, yeah. war Skraga, but also delayed any further orc incursions from Charadon uh, for more than 30 years. They hit them so hard, it took them 30 years to get back up again. Yeah. Well, well done, Kalgar. Yeah. The sides were there, basically. <laughs> they, they, they were there. They, they, I'm sure they played a role um, somewhere. Um, next, we have the Damocles Golf Crusade. Ooh, another um, big one. So 745.M41. Um, it was in the years following the Damocles Crusade that the Ta'o and 742.M41, the Sives of the Emperor would come to the forefront of the Eastern Fringe Warfare. The Sives led the first landing onto Ta'o territory. Can you um, just say Tao, please? The world of Skittal. <laughs> How do you say that one, Neil? Skittal. It depends if it's an I or an L. Uh, it's an I. Psycal. Psycal. So the Sives led the first landing onto Tau Te- I can't, I literally had to suppress that. That was. Tau. Just because someone might be like, what is he talking about? Is he having a stroke? The Sives led the first landing onto Tau territory of Psycal. Uh, after establishing the landing zone, the Brimlock Dragoons moved on to the expanding the Imperial foothold. The Dragoons were nearly destroyed by the Tau ambush, which the Sives, leading um, Imperial stormtroopers, broke through, the aver- uh, broke through, averting a disaster. Ah, well done. After claiming Psycho, uh, the Crusade moved on to moves across to the Damocles Gulf. After a brutal first fleet engagement with the Tau, the Imperialists landed on the uh, on the major Tau world of Dilith Prime. Um, joining members of the venerated Ultramarines and Iron Hands chapters, the Sives were part of several spearhead assaults and kept up constant night patrols against the Tau infiltrators during the months uh, of, of long fighting. Um, the news, with news of the High Fleet Behemoth bearing down on um, onto the Eastern Fringe and the stalemate between the two sides, the cru- Crusade withdrew. Basically, we can't be uh, between a rock and a hard place right now. Um, though a mutual respect has been forged on both sides, they fought well. So. Have you noticed how the size of the emperor don't really seem to go anywhere on their own? Well, I mean that's that's quite typical of forty k big campaigns, campaigns right? This you've is just the had, you've just yeah. had two massive ones. Yeah, you got Damocles Gulf, and then you had the War, uh, War Scargor and mm-hmm. uh, the Charadon. Like that's a massive campaign, and it, and it doesn't stop there. Next up is the Second Tyrannic War, <laughs> which is also another big one. So the size of the Emperor battled the Tyranids uh, among the planets overwhelmed by the Tyranid High Fleet Kraken uh, was the Chapter's homeworld, Sotha. Mm. Um, there was little hope against the numbers, and uh, and in the end, due to a gene stealer cult uprising, the Chapter's brethren were killed in the last stand on the planet. All brethren are presumed destroyed, but a small number had escaped in order to preserve their Chapter and gene seed. Sotha was reduced to the state of an asteroid by the Tyranid swarms. They ate it all. Um, 200 marines broke through the Tyranid assault. The last of the Sives evacuated to the Miral system eventually landed on the death world of Miral. Because out of the frying pan into the fire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. um, the surviving forces of the Sives prepared to make a natural citadel their base. Um, so it was a giant rock 
with, yeah. with holes in it, effectively. Um, although the defences of the size were strong, they were still overwhelmed. The chapter master, Thokura, died on Muriel and the Sives were forced to withdraw. The fate of Muriel is unknown. Um, probably, it's probably... Still a death it's world. still a death world. <laughs> um, who would win? The planet or Tyranids? Uh, Tyranids, eventually. <laughs> yeah, eventually. <laughs> the planet would put up a good fight. <laughs> although... <laughs> The Tyranids just adapt to whatever the weather pattern is. or it depends on what makes the Death World, right? So if they landed on Katachan, it's jungles full of fauna and beasts that eat like Things. marines alive. Yeah. But the Tyranids would eventually win that because yeah, they, they can would... create more quickly than the planet can. And, and they do the whole um, uh, evolutionary, quick evolutionary thing, don't they? Yeah. So yeah, like, yeah, yeah. they start growing harder yeah, carapaces so and they'll be yeah. eaten. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they would eventually. Man, Tyranids are great. We should all do Tyranids. The, the big thing about Tyranids is they're phenomenal in the lore. Yeah. And up until now, playing them on the tabletop just doesn't quite add up because how can you? Yeah. Like they're one of you those. You almost need to do every round really or every time a, a squad like is lost, you need to gain a bonus but then it just gets complicated doesn't it it gets complicated or just becomes op and then everyone plays them and then yeah. no one plays them yeah. like it just doesn't quite work it'd be orcs get away with it because they have the clans and they have much more character progression yeah whereas tyrannies are just a, a race of aliens that eat stuff yeah yeah okay yeah um so the only a, a little more than a company of signs of the emperor escaped with their lives Captain Theresius became the new chapter master and planned a series of hit and run attacks against the Tyranids because, you know, got to hit them somewhere. This pattern of defense and retreat continued until they received word that the High Fleet Kraken's advance had finally been staggered by the Ultramarines actually doing some work. <laughs> yeah. Um, Theresius' strategy became uh, principally concerned with the preservation of his chapter and the salvaging as much material as possible from the devastation uh, wrought by the Tyranids. Um, don't know necessarily what you'd salvage because it would just be eaten, um, but... Like anything you can anything that isn't screwed down yeah. take, take it with take you. the tables um, the Sives no longer have any codex approved Terminator squads since they only have three remaining suits of Terminator yeah. armor Forge Master Sebastian is known to have acquired a fourth partial suit and is restoring it to combat readiness it's um, crazy that your chapter has been reduced to that being news yeah <laughs> like yeah, we've nice. got our four, we've nearly got a full set of Terminator armor but you think they would wow. they would seek help from other chapters but Maybe they're too proud and don't want to. I think they're just, they're pretty much on their own because there's enough stuff going on and they're, yeah, yeah. they're not worth, there's not enough of them probably. The only thing is at this point, now when Gillen comes back and he has his reinforcements, how do you then model the Sives as, with those reinforcements? That they You only, I guess, have like maybe one or two just one or two old primaris. school squads, everyone else is Primaris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I definitely would probably have the leader as a, but then he would have what went through the Rainbow Bridge, or whatever it's called. Yes, the Rainbow Bridge. Lexicon. Lexicon? No. The, the Rubicon. Rubicon. There we go. Mm. Rainbow Bridge. Um, Uh, since the destruction of the homeworld, the Sives have become a bit more of a secretive chapter. This is because many of the Battle Brothers uh, were actually infected by the Gene Stealer's snog um, during the invasion. <laughs> um, this Gene Stealer's kiss uh, during the invasion. The Astartes were strong enough to resist the calls of the Hive Mind, but wore psychic dampening hoods to lessen its power. Ah, so, oh, so you've all got hooded models. So I guess they wouldn't be. They wouldn't be Primaris. No, they just wouldn't really be a thing. This would be a great kill team. Yeah, get the hooded. Hooded Dark Angel heads. Yeah. Maybe do some armor kind of psychic hood stuff at the back. 
um, and just do, yeah, like a regular marine. Have them, have them like really pale with an off colour of like purple. Yeah, we'll just have their armour wrecked all over the place as yeah. well. And um, um, lots, Different of, them, patterns lots of, armor. of them have like, like if you were going to do this, a, a Terminator guy, because you've got three, yeah. <laughs> but it's kill team, so you probably only get one in. Rather than a Storm Shield, have like a Chichin uh, Tyranid armour from like the back of a Carnifex or something. Like I've seen people do that. They've done banners where they've got like um, Hive Tyrant skulls on mm. the top and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Things like that. It's cool. Yeah, that'd be a cool kill team idea. Yeah, what do they look like? They look like Space Marines. Space Marines! So, Space Marines in yellow metal boxes. So, um, Sice the Emperors did not restrict their recruitment of new aspirants to just their home world, uh, even before the loss of Sofa. Um, they maintained bastions on a number of worlds, which were used... Uh, for resupply, among along with recruiting new marines, which explains why they don't have new marines because they lost all those worlds. Yeah. Um, planets known to feature such outposts were Miral Prime, which is where they had their last stand, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. and um, Brakur Four and Beramin. Can guarantee they're probably not there anymore. Either. Probably not. They yeah. probably absolutely. Yeah. If they're all in the same region, the space marines don't tend to wander far, do they? No. <laughs> no. So they were probably wiped out by Kraken. Um, power armor worn by the Scythe Emperor is black with uh, yellow breastplate, breastplate, and backpack. The chapter symbol, as we know, is a pair of cross scythes that are yellow on a black background. Um, company affiliation is indicated by the colour of the Marine's chest aquila. Oh, that's interesting. And veteran status is indicated by a yellow left knee pad with a black skull. Oh, okay, cool. I like that you can get this kind of detail about even a chapter that barely exists anymore. Yeah. Because, like, again, if you really were going, this is my thing and I want to do these guys, having one dude with the yellow knee pad and the skull and having the different color marine chest so it's almost like different companies have come together yeah. because they're the last survivors it's so really it's, almost, cool. it's almost like yeah right the second company will have yellow aquilas mm. the fifth company will have green yeah i was gonna say green isn't it or something like that or fourth company will have green or something like that but that's it, rather mm. than it being the shoulder pad trim yeah that's really interesting um many of the company banners uh, along with the chapter standard feature an armoured warrior in the chapter's colours astride a horse hmm. that's interesting which is an unusual choice because horses aren't native to Sotha <laughs> there are no records of the scythe ever riding into battle on one um, and weirdly they're allergic and, so, yeah, exactly. yeah. I mean they must be the biggest horses in the world as well yeah, yeah, to, to have a, a space, marine. space marine on it um, poor horse <laughs> each each company standard features a legendary horse from the tales told by Obadiah um, among the horses featured are Abrax and Konabos okay which must be like I don't know tales of tales of, of the horses faith back in like an, like an old earth or something some kind of yeah this is Shadowfax, Lord of all horses. <laughs> yes, this is Whisper, who's not quite as good as Shadowfax. No. But also has a chocolate bar named off after him. Yes. So uh, we're going to round out with notable characters, um, which we've all chosen 
one dude who kind of is either still around or did something cool when he was around. Um, I went with uh, Sebastian, who's the Forge Master, and it was the ranking tech marine in the size of the Emperor chapter after the fall of Sotha, because basically he was still alive. Yeah. <laughs> kind of got it by default. Uh, in the ev- evacuation of Sotha, Sebastian was stationed aboard a cruiser, Nova Prospectum, um, and the ship was thrown off course by the shadow in the warp, but was eventually able to reach the chapter's muster point at the mural system. Uh, indeed, the Nova Prospectum was in a considerably better state of repair than most of the chapter's surviving fleet, thanks to Sebastian and his tech marines. Um, Sebastian was ordered by Captain Threshian, uh, the acting master of the fleet, to take the Nova Prospectum to retrieve the contents of a series of supply caches uh, that the sides maintained across so- Sothara, which is that area of space. Mm-hmm. Um, when the Tyranids later attacked the mural system as well, Thrashian took a significant portion of the chapter's fleet and rather than using them to defend the system, took them to rendezvous with Sebastian and ensure the success of his mission. Afterwards, Thrashian's and Sebastian's ships returned to the mural system, their cargo holds loaded with rare weaponry and ordnance. When you say Sebastian, all I hear is the um, song from Parks and Recreation. Of, bye, bye, little Sebastian. Yeah. He's a I, I miniature horse. Under the sea. <laughs> Under the sea. We're from very different ages, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, we are. Um, what are you? Like, I guess Steamboat Willie. <laughs> How does that link to Sebastian? It's got water in it. It's just old. That's it's what he's trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It's just outrageous. <laughs> As Forge Master, it was Sebastian's responsibility to ensure that new recruits were trained as tech marines as the chapter was rebuilt. He had identified Neophyte Narrow as having a natural gift of the practical problem solving and had. Yeah. Narrow, yes, well done. He's a skinny boy. <laughs> he fits between boy. the machines. <laughs> yeah, he squeezes between the machines easily. So, fix yeah. them. Um, he lacks some skinny. He had begun his early training shortly before the neophyte's death in the 21st Salvation Team under Sergeant Tyrus. 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 Wow. He also accepted neophyte Bokarai for possible apprenticeship to the forge after he delivered considerable amounts of power armor recovered from various Tyranid hive fleets. Sebastian had an ongoing project, which was the restoration of damaged or lost Terminator armor. After the fall of Sotha, the sides were apparently left with only three such suits, and Sebastian's acquisition of a fourth partial suit was a major leap forwards in putting together a Codex-approved squad. It's nuts. She's working towards it. It's crazy. It just shows you the, the difference. You can have, you know, 100-strong chapter just going across the galaxy on a crusade and then you've got these guys who can barely put a squad of Terminators together. Yeah. It's just such vast difference. And cool, actually. I think if you just had all Marines working at full strength and with everything, they'd be really, really bland. Mm-hmm. Whereas this gives you like that alternative narrative. Bland like the Ultramarines. <laughs> 40k Ultramarines. Gulliman is pretty badass, no, no fear. Yeah. Uh, next up is Seagas. Seagas was the first chaplain of the Science of the Emperor chapter of Space Marines. Seagas was a chaplain of the Ultramarine Second Company uh, at the time of the third founding, seeking to remove evidence of both Imperium Secundus and Gilliman's defiance <laughs> of his own codex, Astartes, uh, by maintaining a Phantom 11th Company. 
Chapter Master Tigerus Deacon sent Sigas and Wenlock to Sotha to offer Captain Obadiah, the last surviving member of the Yudgian Company, a choice of reassignment to the Fifth Company or continuing to guard the Pharos as master of a new Aegea chapter. Um, Obadiah initially appalled that Rogel Dawn had initi- uh, initiated another founding, reluctantly agreed to found a new chapter, but chose to name them the size of the Emperor. Uh, Seagas and Wenlock joined the new chapter along with 72 veterans of the Orlon uh, Conquest. Seagas was noted scholar of chapter law, being well-versed in the writings of Lemedy, uh, Corvo and Pareto, uh, among others. Uh, after his death, Seagas remained, uh, remains were interred in the reliquary of Egotha. Mm. Which is, I'm guessing has now been eaten by... Yeah, I vaguely remember that um, they go to... Someone goes to Egotha and either gets the remains off or protects the world i remember reading something about that when i was looking into different characters um but anyway cool and then i'm going to talk about mansilius thorsira or thorkyra depending on your pronunciations um he was a chapter master of the site of the emperor just before the destruction of the home world of sotha oh nice um, he wasn't actually on world when it fell. Uh, he was leading um, an expedition to defend another area. So, however, he did lead the Scythes in their final defiant stand on the death world of Miral Prime. <laughs> Imagine being chapter master and turning up and being like, oh, something's eaten our home world. <laughs> Sugar. Um, <laughs> I mean, it could be worse. It could be a rocket that explodes as it's leaving the, <laughs> in the, the fortress, fortress monastery. monastery yeah true that's pretty hard to deal with too <laughs> um so the eastern fringe had been overrun by high fleet kraken in a locust-like tide so the size of the emperor stood ready to defend the world from the Zenos horde um with thor leading the chapter's first company to, def- to defend uh the sapphire cluster um, Sothar was uh, among the targets in the path of Kraken and at this point there were only six companies planet side to defend it uh, the plan being that Captain Thrasius or I can't remember his other name he's known by <laughs> Thorsian um, would buy enough time so that as much of the population could be evacuated as possible Sothar then gets reduced to little more than a dead asteroid world. Um, but before the chapter's fortress monastery uh, is completely overrun, they will be able to make a breakout and rendezvous with the rest of the forces on Miral. While this was happening, uh, the chapter master was heading back to Sothar as the Sapphire cluster campaign had been unsuccessful. Uh, the news of the homeworld being destroyed stunned the chapter master and the remnants of the first and they made best speed to regroup at Miral. as sam mentioned they decided to uh, gather a huge rocky outcrop known as the giant's coffin yeah i i didn't put the name in just because i couldn't i couldn't figure out why it's called the giant's coffin apart from it's it's big and a rock it's big and a rock. I t- I'm guessing it's. It looks like it, it could would be. be where you would lay a giant, 
like in a coffin. Or but it's got to be upright. It's a monastery. Yeah, so. but if you remember, like in all the Wild West things, they're always lent up against the wall and stuff yeah, before very they're true. put in the wall. I mean, it, it's very. It's how I want to be buried when when Standing I. Up. When not not buried, saying I'm sorry. When when I have my cremation, which I don't want to be buried, I want to be cremated. Please don't put me in the ground. And if you do, stab me a few times just to make sure I'm definitely fucking dead. Um, but when I have my cremation, I want to be stood upright, open casket top, um, and on a <laughs> so bit of a hug you. On, no, 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 not hug, but on like um, a rotating. Oh, you want to be table. a lazy Susan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I want to be able to move backwards and forwards during the service so that people can get a good view and look like I'm looking at <laughs> eyes open as well. I don't want none of these eyes closed bullshit. Eyes open. Okay. Glasses on. Noted. So I can see everything. Are we remembering this for prosperity so that we can pass this on? It's written in my will. I say noted, but the, the likelihood of him outlasting us is probably quite high. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. fine. Yeah. You'll have more time to work, focus on your health, Neil, when you retire next year. Yes. <laughs> yes. Retirement. <laughs> what is uh, this time? What is this thing? Anyway, Giant's Coffin. So, Giant's Coffin. Uh, it had steep sides uh, and good defensible positions uh, that the chapter would be able to reap a vast tally of Tyranids. Using heavy weapons, heavy bombs. <laughs> Didn't work, though. <laughs> Didn't work very well, unfortunately. Um, but to prevent total destruction of the sires, uh, Thorkyra ordered all remaining Battle Brothers off world and passed the artifact known as the Empress Scythe to the last surviving captain, Thrasius. Uh, as the Thunderhawks um, the thunder uh. the thunder lifted off, Thorkyra, the chapter master, and the last remaining veterans from the first company sold their lives dearly to give Thrasius a fighting chance, with only a company-sized force managing to escape. Uh, Mansirius Thorkyra was eventually slain by a lictor. Ah, oh, good way to go out though. If you could pick your your Tyranid beastie, uh, I think a lictor would be potentially one of the most merciful <laughs> and quick ways of yep. dying. Um, and badass as well. Mm. Cool. Well, that's the size of the Emperor. Um, like I said, I, I didn't really know much about the size of the Emperor other than I know they had a bit of a thing with the Tyranids which is probably sending it lightly and their black and yellow outlook yeah. I think if I if I played kill team or looked to get into kill team this is what I would do because it's just got enough narrative and conversion opportunity where every person could look unique um, and you could lean into that whole gene stealer kiss thing lean into battle scars wounds loss of limb um yeah armor disfiguration like you could do so much with them that would make them look really really cool and each person unique um i think it'd be quite hard to field a force of size of the emperor unless it's before the fall, yeah. fall of sotha um but yeah cool chapter uh let's take a our last break of oh no we got one afterwards um let's take a quick break and come back with our law of the legion where we will be speaking about the Alpha Legion. Hello there. I'm Sam, and you may remember such things as three-bar preds, fact or fiction, holidays or bust, and how to edit a podcast in 10 hours or less. The internet can be a scary place, but fear not. A safe room has been created, and you 
are welcome to come in, my friend. On Facebook, we have a private group called the TATPC Safe Room, which you can join by going to www.facebook.com forward slash TATP Safe Room and simply answering three questions. You'll gain access to a safe and positive space in the online hobby community. We host our hangout events through our safe room and run all of our competitions and community engagements like the Oath of Moment subjects through the safe room too. So what are you waiting for? Head over to Facebook and find us. You won't regret it, probably. For those who are a more visual person, we also have an Instagram account. Just search the Adeptus Terror podcast and give us a follow. You'll get to see our hobby progress, or that thereof, and related content to your heart's content. Hello, and welcome back to... Law, uh, I was going to say Love of the Legion Law of the Legion yeah, Law from work. the Legion Could work Love of the Legion Particularly this episode Sam Particularly this, particularly this one So this is um, our segment Where we talk through uh, The latest edition Of Heresy um, Pick out each Legion And um, go through Who they are Their law, A bit of their law, And then go talk about their, their units And how they run In the current version Of Heresy um, so um, we are starting with the Alpha Legion today. Um, we are doing the Alpha Legion today. Uh, the reason I'm doing the law segment is because I play Alpha Legion. I think I probably read more books on Alpha Legion than most people. Yes. Yeah. Um, so um, we're going from there. Now, I did write up a big block of stuff about this, but I'm just going to kind of talk about it from what I remember slash know to be true. Um, so Alpharius was arguably the first and the last Primark found. <laughs> Depends on whose uh, category you're going from off. From a certain yeah. point of view. Well, so from his um, Primark book, he was the first Primark yeah. to be found. Um, he was found on Terra. Um, he was found on Terra. Uh, and then he was utilised. Um, it wasn't really talked about that he was found. He was then utilised as a way of, of seeking out other Primarchs and then kind of direct the crusade um, to, to then go and find those Primarchs. So as he found one, he sent his little blip blip to uh, the Emperor. The Emperor <laughs> then went and f- to those worlds and then magically found all of his sons. And the reason I said he was found first and last is because, um, spoiler alert, uh, Alpharius is actually a twin. Mm. Um, so uh, you've got Alpharius Omegron, um, which is actually his full name. Um, now, the, the, the big point of contention is to whether or not he was always a twin or whether or not he was Alpharius. And then when the warp timey-wimey stuff scattered them into the world he was in, into the universe he was two. then made into a twin um it's a slightly weird relationship that they have they they say they have one soul but two bodies um they are mm. they say that they are the same person um which then goes into the the way that the legion works where all of the legion says i am alpharius um actually if you actually had alpharius next to a normal legion uh, normal rank and file legionnaire alpharius is actually taller than the, the all the yes. other legionnaires um it's only the um captains and those in a, a position of power um that um have further augmentation to 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 make them a bit taller make them a bit bigger and to make them blend a bit more with the other alpha legion to mm. make them the I am Alpharius thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, also, Alpharius has a, a coppery colour skin, um, so not what his legionnaires have. Um, so if you had them helmless, then they would would or they would look slightly different. Yeah. But because there's no real recording of what Alpharius looks like, his height, his 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 uh, the way his demeanour, it's really difficult for them to know who's who. Yeah. Um, and so frequently, Amigron will become Alpharius. Alpharius will become Amigron. Um, the first captain will become Alpharis. Like they all sort of like play each other's roles um, when it, as and when needed. Now, yeah, there, there's a, I remember there's a bit in a book where Alpharis is talking to Horus. Yeah, 
and he leaves and Horace is like, pretty sure that wasn't my brother. Yeah, yeah. Like, he just has a feeling. He Even he wasn't sure, but yeah. was like, hmm, I'm not sure that was him. Yeah, which I think is really interesting because if it wasn't him and say it was Amigo, I'm fine, he's another Primark. But if it wasn't them and it was actually just like, I don't know, first captain or yeah, rank yeah. and file sergeant, then that rank and file sergeant has the gusto to be able to be a Primark in front of another Primark. Yeah, like they are that's crazy, indoctrinated right? and trained. Um, some of their sergeants and, and to kind of sell that whole story are actually um, given memories of Alpharius mm. um, so that they can, they, they can know how to act and, and to pull upon those. Um, they also go through a process where they'll drink um, Alpharius's blood, which you know say, space yeah. marines are space marines. And contains memories. And contains memories, so they get a, por- a portion of that. Um, and they quite often, Alpharius, although in his Forge World model, is wearing quite a resplendent mm. reptilian style suit of armor, often will just wear normal normal marine yeah, armor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember when they did the, you know, they used to do videos where the sculptor would talk about the model. Yeah. And I remember listening to the Alpharius one and he said, the reason we did Alpharius looking as he, his Forge World does is sometimes a Primarch needs to be a Primarch. Yep. And this is him in his purest Primarch form. When he's subterfuge, he doesn't wear this armor. No. Like the same way that Marines don't wear their armor uh, 100% of the time. Yep. Um, and yeah, and it was a really good way of just going sometimes a Primarch needs to be a Primarch. Yeah, and wear your fancy um, Primarch armor. Yeah. And Frank, and I think he said something along the lines of, and if we just went, here's a Mark III Marine, can you have, pay us 70 pounds, please? I think you'd be upset. <laughs> yeah. Um, so some other kind of cool facts about Alpha, Alpha Legion um, as a whole. Uh, so uh, they were the first um, pioneers of a bullet to go into a bolt gun that would be able to penetrate... Um, Space Marine armor. Um, so Alpha Legion have a number of manufacturers. Sniper, sniper, assassin. Yeah, they have a number of uh, manufacturers that make special weapons for them. Um, one of those being these bullets that were, were the first bullets that were able to penetrate other Space Marine armor with the idea that they will assassinate, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, um, which is quite commonplace. Hence, why you've got the Nemesis bolters mm-hmm. with that kind of armor in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those in there. Um, they also, um, they also. What else do I know about uh, Alpha Legion? That's interesting. Um, oh, so they, they also use um, Marines in stasis quite a lot, uh, which is, yes. which we'll talk about that in Pluto a little bit more. Um, so one of the notable, notable fights was the Battle of Pluto, um, where um, it was the first real big engagement in the soul system between um, loyalist and traitor. Um, and the that book, I tried to find the name of it, that it's covered in, but the book where that happens... Um, oh. Yeah, Praetorian no. of, is it Praetorian of Dawn? Yeah, yeah. So the book that happens in is um, a large proportion of that book is actually of these uh, kill teams that that spring up, and they might be made up of Marines um, and Marines that have partial information to get the objective done. They're there just to go and um, uh, turn on this thing or or power up that that tank or go shoot that gun. Um, but they are uh, given that partial information and then only the the prime will will know more but not all of that stuff now that prime might be superseded halfway through that might be a case of him him giving a special code word and 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 relinquishing his power which then unlocks perhaps the next stage of the mission in another um, marine's mind just so that everybody doesn't know everything yeah it's very secretive spy like um you know secrets have secrets have secrets yeah you know very differently but it reminds me of 40k dark angels where 
the further in the inner circle you are, the more secrets you know. Yeah. yeah. It's a bit like that with the Alpha Legion. Um, the uh, other part is that they don't always use um, Marines for these these kill teams. Sometimes mm-hmm. they're mm-hmm. humans. Sometimes they're Inquisitor style. Geno 5-2. Yep. Um, they're assassins. They're, they're, they're assets that, that will be recruited by the Alpha Legion in order to get a job done. And now that recruitment might not be a space marine turning up at your door and going, hello, can you come fight for mm. us? That might be a planetary governor that's been manipulated to send um, troops to somewhere. Um, it's all bit a part of the bigger plan. Um, and in this in the battle of pluto um probably the the coolest part was um they had all of their ships basically under no power whatsoever um just float towards in in a debris storm towards pluto um <laughs> and they powered off all of the marines the the entire chapter strength or, or majority of chapter strength i should say powered off all of their armor and basically just floated towards this this objective so that the, they wouldn't be picked up by scans of minimal life signs etc etc um and then there was a big fight that happened uh, and then that's when dawn brought um his castle ship Oh, the phalanx. The phalanx to come and absolutely uh, annihilate uh, the Alpha Legion and then it resulted in potentially Alpha Iris being killed. Um, so that's a potentially because who really knows in the grand scheme of things, if they needed him back, I'm sure they'd bring him back. Um, but also it means that Omegron can then step up into Alpha Iris' shoes and become mm. Alpha because there's obviously two of them. Yeah. Yeah, they've, Alpha Legion have always been out there on their own as well, haven't they? Like yeah. they're kind of because of all the cabal stuff from legion mm-hmm. and and you know you're kind of like whose side are they on are they on their own side yeah. uh, are, are they both of them on the same side uh, like and that's the trouble really interesting whilst they are they are traitor mm. on on the forge world website if you went and looked at marines they fall underneath the traitor i still feel they're missing a trick to also list them underneath loyalist i think that would be really funny um yeah. it'd be really yeah. good little nod yeah. Yeah. um there's loads- i would say though in more recent things like when you got praetorian of dawn and stuff they particularly altharius yeah seem to be pushing much more of the traitor agenda yeah on him his motives on why he's doing that could be more unique yeah yeah but he's sitting on that side of the thing when pluto happens yeah um whereas omegon is kind of mentioned less and less as you get further into the heresy actually. but he but he definitely i'd say it's it's chaotic neutral styley of 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 agreeing with it but actually not really fully drinking yeah. the kool-aid of being a, 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 a for for horace yeah um so there's a number of engagements that happen. So the the Alpha Legion stand against the White Scars or, or with the White Scars against the White Scars um, to prompt them to to return to Terra. Yeah, that's that's interesting. There's lots of things like that, aren't there? That kind of like mean that certain people end up in certain places, and yeah. you're like, but that helped Horus, but the that last thing helped the Loyalists. Who, who are they working for? Yeah. Um, um, and then there's also they go and um, stand off against the wolves um, mm, as well they mm-hmm. tend to go and yeah. it's hard because it just seems to be like this big manipulation this big plan of, mm. of what they're doing so um, there's also rumours of Alpharis being the one who um, planned the drop site massacre the, the biggest deception piece um, on the Savan 5 um, and then there were uh, 50,000 warriors so half the legion strength um, on, on, on the planet at that time or with their newly made um, marine killing bullets. Yeah. Which is interesting. Um, but yeah, I, I I think the Alpha Legion, for me, 
are that perfect range of kind of miscreants and fuckery <laughs> um because really you can you can make a narrative really interesting with mm. them because they they can kind of do most things i also love the the modeling aspect of of, of them of of they're all i hate painting faces so everyone's got a helmet on because they're all fris yep. um i like the fact that with the kind of saboteur they pretend to be a, a legionnaire of a different army so they could mm. get out of being, well, being sometimes targeted. wear the faces mm -hmm. wear the faces crazy messed up stuff that they yeah. are up to so i think they're really fun and some of the best books i've read of, of the heresy and, and from black library have been legion praetorian mm. of dawn the the um Afarius primark book um all really really good and and definitely worth a look if you're if you're ever interested mm. um but that's kind of like a whistle stop tour that's by no means a, a big history dig into it <laughs> um it's kind of just a, a preamble of of what i know of the alpha legion yeah um which has been allowed to be known to me. So next up, I think, Neil, are you yeah, doing? I am doing the Legion Rules overview for want of a better description. Cool. Um, so we're going to start off with the rules. Uh, we've got lies and obfuscation. So model with this rule is always considered to be two inches further away than it actually is. Yeah, it's a really interesting Legion rule, that. It's a really fun Legion rule when it works in your favour. Yes. Yeah. Um, when it's like, they're like, oh, you're just in range, but like, meh, meh, meh. Yeah. Meh, 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 meh. I'm actually two inches further away. <laughs> yeah, it's like that thing from uh, Jurassic Park. Um, uh, uh, that, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, it was really good. I really like it. Again, not groundbreaking, not law-breaking, not, not um, OP in any way, shape or form. It's just that is fun to spring on me so all, all smoke and mirrors yeah um so yeah this is uh this comes into play for the purposes of shooting charging or any reactions mm. and it's also cumulative with any other modifiers that would affect uh range from special rules such as night fighting or any war gear yeah so if you're 22 inches away you're technically 24 yep so they're out of fire night fighting Yep, and shr you, shroud bombs as well. If you've got your shroud bombs, it's yeah. another six inches further away, which means yep. you're eight inches further Ooh, away. Which makes your headhunters yeah. nice. They come with shroud bombs. Yeah, and they've got um, uh, what they're called. Um, I run them with with crack and bolters, not crack and bolters. The bane strikes, bane strike bolters. Oh, we'll strike. get to those. So we'll get to those. Perfect, <laughs> just sitting on the outskirts of their range, and then yeah. just shoot things as they come towards them. Yeah. Or you balls to the wall it and just go right up in front of them because you can you can deploy just out of line of sight. Anyway, carry on. Cool. Uh, the second one, a subtle panoply. Uh, so models with this rule gain access to unique war gear options from the armory. Mm -hmm. Shroud bombs, daggers, and... Spheres. Uh, spheres. Uh, saboteurs. A centurion uh, may choose this upgrade uh, and as an option for legionaries, consularis special rule as detailed in the Alpha Legion Armoury section. So, yep, the, the Saboteur rule um, is really, really good. Are you going to do that now? or is that no, that's all me. That's all me. That's, all, okay, that's right. all me. That's fine, we'll talk about that later then. Yes. Uh, we've got Sons of the Hydra, so a Warlord can select a Warlord trait from the Alpha Legion list. Mm. Yep. Uh, right, okay. So... Next one is rewards of treachery. Uh, Next one is rewards of treachery. So to play into the um, whole 
law of the Alpha Legion in infiltrating other chapters. Um, the rewards of treachery allows you to select a single unit from another chapter and field them in your army. Mm. But. But. They get the Alpha Legion. Legion. They lose their Legion buffs, basically, because they are technically actually Alpha Alpha Legion Legion. men. Yeah. But you get their war gear and stuff. You get their war gear as long as it doesn't say... Yeah, it's not from their special armory, yeah. Yeah. So it'd be like if you took Pyroclast from the the Salamanders, you'd get their special flamers because they come equipped with them. Yes. Yep. But you can't choose their anything from their armory that they don't already come with. You don't get access to any rules that say like, I don't know, Pyroclast, if they've got the... You know that annoying line where it's like, have the Space Marine... Yeah. salamanders keyword yeah, yeah, yeah. um if they, they, if they you don't you get know. the salamander buffs because they're not salamanders no no but even in even in even in a unit specific rule if it says in that unit specific rule they need to be space marine salamanders oh, you don't get access to that yes. specific rule yeah yeah, um, yeah. which is like, i don't think there's many examples of that but it does no. there is one or two so there's yeah. some so you have to be a bit smart some, about yeah you can't just assume you can take everything basically yeah, yeah. So yeah, 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 but it is really cool and really fun. And my ultimate dream is to have one unit from every opposing faction. Yeah. So that when I play them, basically just bring it in. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Which has been your favourite so far? I haven't actually run one. Um, it hasn't done any. Oh, yet. No, 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 no. Um, the the only because um one of the reasons was the two events that I've done have specifically outruled it. Oh, okay. And said that you can't. Um, so one of them, the first one was it can only be brought from your own, your own faction, which I was like, well, technically they are my faction, yeah, but yeah, the guy yeah. was like, no, it doesn't count. Um, and yeah, the last that was one, a weird one. The last one was you can't, um, you couldn't take um, like loyalist units in a, a, a chaos army or something like that. It was like a really obscure one. And I asked, and he was like, no, you can't take others. So basically, they're saying just don't. You're not allowed to use this rule for, for this yeah. event. Yeah, yeah. Which I mean, events can do whatever they like, but it's strange. Yeah. <laughs> so like, I've got um one one plan is um with um like so the the Imperial Fists, Phalanx Warders, a great example. Like they'd be amazing to take is because like what my what my Alpha Legion or the way that I run my Alpha Legion lack is close combat. Yeah. So taking close combat specific ones. So like we talk about the Garble Garble. They're back. the. F- yeah, they're the first step because they are incredibly strong. Which lots of people do, but part of me is like, but they're they're not they're traitor as well, like yeah, I suppose. So you want it my, to be a, a a surprise. My my thing is the whole surprise. Mother they're brother. they're actually exactly. they're actually part of the army and they've turned. Yeah, like all right, they were my, yeah, on the, yeah, for the game purposes they're on my side of the board yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and stuff. But my thing is that they actually they've been lost from the other side. Hence why I want to do it that way, but. Yeah, uh, that just I plays into what, my narrative. narrative the Dark narrative. Angel Knights. I can't remember. Cenobian Knights. I think they're called. Are they the? They're the super good. Plasma flamer guys. No, no, no. They're Sardonia. like Terminator combat. They're phenomenal for combat. Um, they have like great. They're tyrannic, great swords and things. I think it's the Cenobian. Might not be Cenobian. Uh, yeah, Cenobian. Inner Circle Knights, Cenobian. Yeah. Go memory. But they're pretty damn good if you want loyalist, tanky combat unit. Yeah. Um, cool. Some good Space Wolf ones as well. And lots of people play Dark Angels. Well, so. Simon's yeah. got them. Yeah, yeah. 
Cool. Okay. Um, right. The, the advanced reaction. Smoke and mirrors. Um, basically, before the attacking player resolves their shooting attack, um, it allows you to redeploy the unit anywhere within 12 inches of its original position. Preferably behind a building where they can't be shot anymore. Yeah, you did that with a Kratos. It was dirty. <laughs> oh, yes, yeah, so good. Yeah, Sam's used it a couple of times against us. Um, obviously, if... Uh, you do scatter, to be you fair. You do scatter. D6 oh, yeah. D6. Which I didn't know until I literally it's only read it off the page. Yeah, it's now. only D6. So yeah, I know, but... That could cock you up, right? That could. Do you use scatter dice? You can. Is it to the same amount? You have to re-roll a direct hit. Uh, nope. There you go. Yeah. Twelve inches also isn't that far. No, but obviously, if uh, if you uh, if up, you can't pass it, you just move like the old drop. Yeah, ball. yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can't destroy your unit by doing this. Yeah, <laughs> is no. what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is, yeah so you, imagine you would just never, end up on impassable terrain and just blow always, up your tank. You were always there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so if you do end up on impossible terrain or with a fortification within one inch, um, yeah, you're free to... You just reposition them along the line. Yeah, just shoot slightly shorter towards your original scatter point. Yeah. So I've I've used this a few times. Uh, One with a Kratos, got him behind a building, Kratos survived. Um, Once in an event... You were about to be shot and then charged by a Leviathan. Yeah. Yeah, this is the thing, fun. a shooting attack is what triggers this. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. if you choose not to shoot because you know you want to get that charge off, yeah. that's the way to get around it. Yeah. 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 Which is what I will try to remember when I'm like six inches away from charging something like a Kratos. I'll uh, be like, no, I won't shoot it. <laughs> I um, also used it in an event where um, I scattered a 10-man tax squad onto the final objective <laughs> which That's was phenomenal. Which was it wasn't one of those you have to hold it turn and turn. Yeah, you yeah, have to be yeah. the last one holding it. Yeah. So scattered this ten man squad onto this objective, <laughs> um, which was great because again it, it worked. For, it's one of those rules again, not OP, but super annoying when it happens. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which yeah. actually a lot of the advanced reactions for the legions seem that way. Like in the right situation, this is really strong, but in other situations you're just going to use the normal ones because it's not some groundbreaking yeah. thing. Um, I have that problem with the Death Guard one because I keep using it really quickly because I'm like, oh, it's so good. And then I do it and I'm like, actually, I should have saved that for that unit or yeah. later in the game. So, yeah, using an advanced reaction is like, when's the best time? Yeah. So once all the models have been moved, if uh, the active player, so the person doing the shooting... Yeah, yeah. Um, can still attack it they will do if they can't they then can't select a different target yeah that's nice so, and so it, it, it's, it's, it's a it's effectively a ha 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 I've just needed to do for a turn yep yeah. yep it's, it is particularly fun yeah. it's scary as an opponent as to a, Alpha yeah. Legion <laughs> that's like I, really again though it, it's, it's trying to get something completely out of line of sight is difficult though isn't it really wow like it doesn't say you can't rotate it. Yeah, yeah, no, that's true. Um, I again, it's not. It, it's defensive rather than offensive. So like, yeah. it's not like it. It's gonna 
kill units. It just it helps you keep your units. Yes, yeah, 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 which or, is a very Alpha Legion thing, right? Or claim objectives, which is yeah. Yeah, I never thought about doing it that way. That's that's quite a clever uh, clever way of utilizing that late game, keeping it in your pocket for the very last turn to yeah. get yourself. Even if it's like, I'd even plan ahead if I knew I still had it and there was an objective, I'd move past the objective. And then when I'm shot at, I can then move back to it, yeah. messing up someone's plan. But then you also get the the ability to, if someone goes, oh, you can't do that because of this, then you also get the ability to do the full back move. It, yeah, is, yeah, yeah. it is quite good. It is good. It is good. It reminds me of the Grey Knight Walker shunt. Yeah. 30 yeah, it's shunt. similar to... That was amazing. Yeah, it's that kind of thing, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Right, okay, Warlord Traits. Ooh. So, first one is the Mobius Configuration. Um, and I'm struggling to understand how this one actually works. Yeah, okay. I've, so I'm loyalist it. only. Do you it know is, how this one works? No, I don't play loyalist. Yeah, yeah, loyalist I was going to say. <laughs> so, looking at it, uh, an army whose Warlord trait, Warlord has this trait, counts any allied detachment that has any version of the Legion of Starty's special rule, um, as though it had the fellow warriors level of reliance ah so you can attach characters to each other so like if you had a Sons of Horus unit you'd be able to put an Alpha Legion character in the Sons of Horus unit and vice versa it also allows also you transports it also allows you to have a traitor Legion Alpha Legion with loyalists so because you, it, it treats everyone with fellow. So, because you. Oh, a traitor leader. Yeah, sorry, it allows you to have to Alpha that. Legion with a loyalist faction. Yeah, so, like, yes. you could run Alpha Legion with Blood Angels. Yeah, yeah, because you'd be fellow warriors. Which yeah, you wouldn't yeah. be able to do if you didn't have If you rule. followed the normal ally chart. Yeah. I see. Right, I'm with you. Um, and but then, still, you should never do that because Alpha Legion. <laughs> yeah. Any, any units from this detachment that are removed as casualties do not score victory points for the opposing player uh, regardless of the mid, regardless of the mission objectives in play and if all models that all models that were part of this allied detachment have been removed as casualties at the end of the bat battle the controlling player gains plus one victory point um, again I'm a bit confused by that. Well, that's just, they're there to be sacrificial right. lambs because yeah. the Alpha Legion are dirty. So you gain a point if you get all your allies killed. <laughs> Which is kind of clever. Although the last bit, it's, it's really interesting having a Warlord trait that's this dynamic to your army selection. Yeah. It's also because Alpha Legion aren't traitor and they aren't loyal. Yeah. Alpha Legion are Alpha Legion just, for themselves. So... This one is great for if you're working with the loyalist faction and actually it just helps your own further your own gains. Plus it means that no one no one survived to say that the Alpha Legion were there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this is an interesting little finally, caveat. No unit in the Allied Detachment make, make any reactions of any kind. But the first unit in the primary detachment to make a reaction each turn does not use up a point of the controlling player's reaction allotment. That allows you to do two a turn. Yes. Without, which to be fair, most warlord traits give you an extra in this phase or that phase. Whereas this is basically giving you an extra in every phase. But it means that you have to play a loyalist. Yeah. 
Which only denies you like what dying at. It's the only one yeah. you wouldn't be able to use. Yeah, I guess so. I don't well, probably Alpharius, although I'd argue that. But um, he, may, like he may be a traitor only. I don't know. Hey, he's got to be, isn't he? He's got to be. Um, but yeah, Alpharius is no, he's unique. Yeah, he's not traitor only actually. Yeah. So you could bring Alpharius in this. You just well, though, if you bring Alpharius, he gets a different warlord trait. So <laughs> you wouldn't get this warlord trait. Very true. Where's where's Dinat? Dinat. Dinat, Dinat. He's Dinat. not... He's Dinat, okay. Mo, most, obviously... Hang on. Where Am I not looking in the right place? I don't know. No, it doesn't say... It doesn't say... Fair enough. It'd be... Hang on, let me go to a different special legion. Special rule, maybe? Let me go to... Yeah, unique, corrupted, word bearers, traitor. Yeah, yeah, special yeah, rules. Yeah, it's normally, yeah. No, so, it doesn't have it. Yeah, so. Interesting. I like that. But again, Dinah has his own one, so. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Right. Next one is the Master of Lies. So once both players have deployed and set up all their units, which includes all traitors and scouts, and uh, any roles for seizing, seizing the initiative have been made, um, the Alpha Legion player may select up to three units to be redeployed as you wish within the confines of the mission itself they can be placed into reserve but you can't bring units that are in reserve onto the table oh, in, in that turn in that turn yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yep in addition um, they can make an additional reaction during the opposing players movement phase okay yeah yeah yeah, so that's normal. That's interesting. That's uh, like one of the abilities Alpharius has. Yeah, but Alpharius has... That's we'll get there later. We'll get there. Don't okay. worry about that at the moment. But it is a similar one. Yeah, yeah. Redeploying three. Again, it's not super powerful because it's redeploying. So actually, it's only in your own deployment it's zone. It's just to cock up someone else's plan. Yeah. But you can... Yeah, so you this can... one's redeploying. Alpharius has allowed you to re-infiltrate, re-anything, yeah, yeah. I think. So <laughs> that's why it's a bit buffed. Again, this is good. If you've got like an offensive unit, so like a Kratos or um, a Fellblade or something, and, they're, and, and they start lining units up specifically for that and then deploying them the other end of the board. Mm. To be honest, the way I would run this, I think, would be to have my army split and have three units on one side and three on the other. And then wherever <laughs> they deploy, Switch move the other ones all the way you over. You could do. I mean, the cool thing is this is after seize the initiative as well. Yeah. So you could deploy really aggressively, then seize, and then you redeploy your forward units back. So yeah. they're then out of range of because of night fighting or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it's really useful kind of playing playing the game. It's a little bit smarter. This yeah. yeah. And then the final one from the list is the Hydran X Cursor. Um, so a warlord with this trait must select any one variant of uh, the uh, Space Marine rules other than the Alpha Legion ones at the start of the battle and before any model has deployed. The Warlord and any unit has joined also gains plus one to hit uh, on their rolls against models with the chosen variant. So, for instance, oh, okay. if you were playing against my Salamanders, with this one, you could pick 
Salamanders. Salamanders. You then he would then get plus one to hit, and then any unit he's with he's with will get plus one to hit against the salamanders. Yep. And then you get an extra reaction in the shooting phase. This is the one I tend to pick. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, because you're right. always going to guarantee it. It's not situational, and um, it's fairly easy to remember. Yeah. Yeah. The master of lies one, I think can be situational and can be very easily like that's one that I would forget quite easy yeah. like the redeployment yeah you start stuff. playing you're like damn I could have moved that back <laughs> and, I, and I and I don't want to play my Alpha Legion as loyalist yeah I don't really want to play them as traitor I want to play them as their own third yeah neutral yeah. bear party cool cool right I've got two rights of war you've got the coils of the hydra um Attachment using this right one may include up to three of the, of the units selected as part of rewards treachery. So rather than taking one unit from a different faction, you can take up to three units from that uh, different fac- from a different faction. I think they all have to be part of the same one. Um, so rewards of treachery rule um, says that you can take a oh, single yeah, yeah, unit, yeah. normally yeah. only available so, attachments yeah. variant of that. So it means they have to be from that one. So the, the what happened with this? And I don't know if it's been FAQ'd yet or not, um, but originally people said, well, it should, you should be able to pick three different ones. Yeah, yeah. So you can have a Sons of Horus unit, a Space Wolf unit, a Blood Angel unit. Yeah. Whereas this, words as written, says yes. you get to take... You choose one other Legion and take three of their special units. Yes. Yeah. And origi- originally, originally, people were saying it has to be the same unit. Oh. Um, That's kind of shitty. Yeah. I'd go with the same Legion. Yeah. Which, personally. again, yeah, it... it I, I, I'm guessing it's probably been FAQ'd in some respect. True. Cool. So you select three units from uh, another chapter, another legion. Yep. They all get a fearless special rule. Yep. Until at least one other friendly unit has been deployed from reserves. Interesting. But then you never take any unit in reserves. Yeah. That's therefore... Yeah, that's they always, get, they always get fearless. That's strange. And then uh, all units selected part of this detachment using this right wall without the rewards of treachery special rule gain plus one to hit uh, in both shooting and melee. The restrictions to this mean that a unit has to go in reserve. So there's no I way was going to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, just, that would be weird otherwise. Yeah. Uh, so they get yeah so one they they come in from reserve and they get plus one to hit in shooting and melee during that turn that they're deployed onto the battlefield it's kind of like the big aha moment yes like aha we're not really your friends yeah Yeah. (laughs) obviously limitations are uh, they must be deployed at the start turn of the first turn those three units those three units they cannot be placed in reserves or or assigned to deep strike so units that have to be deployed into the reserve of deep strike can't be taken yep so like drop pods general yep. drop pods for example uh, these units. sorry a detachment using this right of war may include must include a number of units without a special rule so the the units with that special rule must be deployed. Okay. The units without this special rule must outnumber must outnumber them. So you need if you're taking three, you need four. 
and they also need to begin in um, reserves. Yeah, because that's the the aha. Okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I see. Because you've got three Blood Angel units wandering about. We're Blood Angels, and then aha! All our friends arrive, and we're really Alpha Legion. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's really hard to use. Three units. Three units from other factions. Three units from other factions. Uh, One faction. Other one faction. Yeah. They. Gain fearless until, until any other friendly unit gets deployed onto the battlefield. Yep. Which means they're not running away. So the only way you can table someone is by completely wiping them off the table. Yep. And until... Oh, sorry. Uh, and they, all get, they get that plus one to hit in shooting the melee. For all the other units. For all the other when units they turn that up. come onto the board yeah. during yes. that turn. They turn up. Interesting. Still, that's really that's a lot. big gamble, that one. It is big gamble. And also, like you, I've seen it used quite in a fun way where, because not every unit has to be, that's not a part of that, has to be off the board, right? Or does every unit have to be? Every every unit that doesn't have... Oh, yeah, isn't it? Three so you units. are three units. That's your army on the table. Yeah. Everything else is reserve. I mean, everything is coming in, what, from turn two? Reserves don't come in from turn one, do they? Okay. I don't I haven't really played reserves this edition. Cheap strike assault, subterranean assault, flanking assault. Um, yeah, well, they're all like you select the turn yeah. rather than rolling, and then they come in and you use your marker and it can scatter and be disordered and all that jazz. But I'd, I feel like the first turn for reserves would be turn two, which means you're living a full turn, your turn and the enemy's, before you're having anything come in. Yeah, so you're going to be... So you need some survivable units because although you're fearless you're still going to take so wounds you're going to take an entire army's worth of shooting yeah 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 mm. well, you're taking a terminator unit then because they're most likely to survive and five men can be hidden behind a building fairly easily yes <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. reserves Ooh. okay so reserves raven guard would be good for this um Reserves can only be rolled on turn two or above. Yeah, it is turn yeah. two. So um, reserve, reserve rolls of one always fail. So it's a three up reserve on a two and three. And they automatically come in turn four. Yeah. Yeah. So, so potentially yeah. survive up until turn four. Yeah, Raven Guard would be pretty good for this because you could have um, the uh, their own recon squads, more yeah. Deathian, which all get combis if you wanted to, but you can have like a few missile launches in there and stuff. So you've got some anti-armor... I think and if you're playing all this at, shrouded and stuff, so they're hard to hit. If you're playing this at 3K, that's a lot of units not on the board. No, but that's a lot of units turning up. Yeah, but it, it's deep strike, so they scatter. Do they scatter? No, no, it's very hard to scatter in deep strike. Basically, you either you either you put your point down, and you either put all your models within 12 or all your models within 24, depending on if you're like got a disordered deep strike or whatever. Yeah, if I'm remembering it correctly. So it's still quite difficult to be like absolutely screwed. Yeah. You place one model on the board. No. Scatter that one model, final position. And then everything comes around that. Yeah, 18 inches of it. Okay. So it's quite hard to mess up. To mess up. And everything comes on together. Like you only roll once, you don't roll individually for units. So. Yeah. It's just a very highly unique right of war that is you want to do this. It's quite narrative. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely quite narrative. It, but yeah. it's also a big gamble. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hence why I was like, is it every unit has to be off? Because at that point, you could take a saboteur 
which is on in their deployment zone anyway, then take, <laughs> then take three units from their faction. That it, it would be quite cool to do. I think this would only be cool though when you have all three. Like yeah. I wouldn't take less than three. No, hell no. Uh, no, you're putting one unit on the board. It's a very like, high likelihood you'll never play. Yeah, <laughs> you'll just yeah. deploy, dead, game's over. Cool. Um, so, Headhunters. So the other rights of war, the Headhunter Leviathan, which Sam uses. Yep. Um, you can take Headhunter kill teams as troop choice nice. and fast attack choices. Ooh. So you can take up to what, nine? Uh, yeah. 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 And then slay the warlord. Well, and is, and technically in original elites. Oh yeah, so you say they, they can't be elites. Hmm. So it's, it's just you may take them as troop choice. So so another four, so thirteen. Cool. But I mean the points. <laughs> it's quite a lot yeah. of points. Um, slay the warlord is worth two points instead of one. Oh, nice. And during the first game turn, oh, it's worth an additional two. Not not one. Oh, sorry, it's oh, worth, yeah. three. worth an additional two. Sorry, it's three points. My bad. Yep. I read that wrong. Uh, and then during the first game turn, all units composed entirely of infantry unit type from the Alpha Legion gain that shrouded five up special rule uh, when at least 12 inches away from enemy models. That's nice. It's useful because That's you, stand, you stand them in the open because you want them to be close. I don't like they count as eight inches further away. Yeah. But five up is survivable. Because they're yeah, only three after up you, saves. After yeah. your failed saves as well. Yeah, it's only you three. You take up. your saves and then you take a five up. It's like Phil No Bain. Yeah. For your whole army for the first turn. As Good long day. as you're not within twelve inches. And infantry only. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean you're kind of playing a list that is infantry only I mean, most of the time with Alpha Legion, I would say. Most of mine. They are. Yeah. But yeah. doing that with... Um, Most of your bonuses, because with the characters and stuff that's coming, there's a lot of like infiltrating and, and shenanigans that you can do, but they need to be infantry. Doing yeah. that with a 20-man 20 20-man Volkite shield squad. Yeah. It's pretty fun. Yeah. Obviously, limitations-wise is uh, any vehicle unit needs to be in reserve. Which I always used to forget yes. yeah. until I went to that event. And yeah. then now I don't forget. Um, it's a massive ball egg. Yeah, like Kratos actually, is just off the board. And and you're rolling for it to come on. Yeah. Because it's not a deep strike. Didn't we change your list to not include it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've now got... Um, you got a headhunter list and then a alternate. Yeah. But I've now got jet bikes and... Because oh, yeah. they're not vehicles. Yeah, cavalry. The cavalry. And then also the same for um, land speeders. Yeah. Yes. Cool. So that's and why I changed them. You must also include more fast attack than heavy support choices. Mm. Which is easy if you can chuck headhunters in fast attack. Yeah. Just chuck one in. Yeah. Cool. Right, that is it for special rules. Nice. So we're going to move on to the armory, or the ways of warfare, as we have dubbed it. So we're going to go through uh, the weapons and then the Legion-specific units. So first we have the power daggers. Um, these are strength 3, AP 3 with sudden strike which is a buff to your initiative on the charge. So they're sudden strike one, so you'd get plus one initiative on your charge. And they have breaching five up, which is so on a five up, they become AP two against infantry, non-vehicles. Because rending is where you get the bonus to vehicles as well as the AP two. If I've got this and a chainsword, I've got two close combat weapons. No, no, it's not a close combat weapon, it's a melee weapon, isn't it? It needs yeah. to be a specialist weapon. You need two specialist weapons to get the bonus. So I don't think these are worth it. I think these are completely sleeper upgrade and should be everywhere. 
for that one situation they're useful um they're useful in loads of differences so it's five points and most of your special units have them anyway yeah um you're getting power armor killer because it's ap3 all the time yeah and perhaps even terminators at a pinch because on a five up it becomes ap2 but it's only it's only a character unit that can take it, yeah. But your special units have these as well. Yeah, yeah, but they've already got it. But yeah. like, so I wouldn't upgrade a tax squad. Uh, yeah, yeah, but I would give one of these to say like an apothecary. Well, let's say you've got an apothecary because then they can fight in the challenge. Yeah, yeah, apothecary is a great idea. I'm thinking more like you want a big thunderhammer guy or power fist dude. Yeah, you know, to to get the high strength. But then, if you're against ap3 tap marine actually maybe a power dagger is going to be better because you get to swing at initiative five rather than initiative one but the only is a strength three yeah so it's a bit harder to get the wound off yeah um but if you mix that with rad you can drop their toughness to three so it becomes four yeah which you can do with your um venom spheres that's three poison sorry not rad yeah they're not rad you'd have to get rad weaponry like vet squads with missiles with radphage or again i think it's i think it's a combi combination weapon i don't think it's an auto take uh no i would say it's a a sleep what i would call a sleeper upgrade where i've got 10 points spare my two apothecaries are getting these and actually you might be very surprised that they can suddenly with their three attacks on the charge kill three marines as Mm. long as you roll decent wounds like (laughs) without any saves needed like it's quite nice for five points. Um, then you get the Bane Strike Bolters. So you lose six inches of a regular bolter. So they're 18 rather than 24. But you gain plus one strength and breaching six, which I think is quite a nice trade-off. So you're, you're obviously closer. You need to be closer to get your rapid fire buff, but you are strength five. And on a six, you get an AP two, which is quite nice on a shooting weapon. Which these on Headhunters infiltrate. These so are standard on headhunters. Yeah. And headhunters have relentless. Yeah. So they can move, shoot, and charge after shooting these. Yep. So they're quite nasty. Um, they cost five points for independent characters. Um, they're free for seeker squads, switching out their Kraken bolters, which are the longer range bolt round of 30 inches rather than 24. Um, or two points each for Legion vet squads, which I thought was interesting. Different points for different things. Um, then you have Venom Spheres. So these are character upgrades for 10 points. Um, they're 8 inches, basically like a grenade. Um, strength 1, but poison 3 plus, and assault 6, 1 use. I've lobbed one of these over the over the field before. Mm. Just when, because it was a 10 point upgrade, and I was like, well, I've got it, might as well try it. And I think I killed 3. Yeah, yeah, it's a nice close range weapon, you know, just before the charge, or keeping it for an Overwatch. It's also good one for... Use. It's also good for... Um, high toughness enemies because it's poison so it's just three up. yeah three up wound yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so that's yeah. quite come yeah i mean i i would be tempted to stick them on like tax sergeants and just keep them for an overwatch charge because you're about to get charged by something you could potentially do six wounds um to the incoming unit because yeah. overwatch isn't snap anymore so no it's a reaction isn't it yeah yeah so yeah. I think they'd be really useful and people wouldn't expect it for like Overwatch charges. No, no, no. That'd be a great way to use them. Um, and then you get, so they're the kind of the weaponry, as it were. The final bit of 
technically it's in the war gear section, but it is a character, is the saboteur. Yep. Um, now it's a centurion upgrade, um, so 15 point upgrade. In return, you get quite a unique and fun character. They gain infiltrate, scout, and skirmish, which is a, a um, oh, skirmish, and also a unique rule called false colors. So um, I didn't actually look up what skirmish was. Sorry, I've done that with everything else, but I forgot to do it on the sab- saboteur. So while Sam's looking up that, I'm going to tell you false colors. Um, basically, the enemy cannot target the saboteur with a shooting attack until he has shot or charged an enemy unit. So it's just wandering around technically in the wrong colors, and so they think he's just one of their dudes and won't shoot him. Or, so that's but why, you can charge him. That's why I want to take a Praetorian model from each unit. Each, so each army, not right. Praetorian. Praetor. Praetor mm. The Praetor model from each unit and then run the Saboteur as that model when I'm playing them until they he's discovered and then replace him with my Saboteur model so that he is like actually there. Yeah, so he's actually a yellow dude and then suddenly a Alpha Legion bluey green dude. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah cool it'd, be kind of, it'd be kind of cool. I mean, the one thing is that you have to remember that he can be charged. Yeah. He can't be shot at, but he can be charged. <laughs> but if you look at what you give him, like... It depends on what you... It depends what you use him for, really. right? Really, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, did you find Skirmish? Yes, yeah, Skirmish is a three-inch unit coherency, which doesn't matter for this. Yeah. Um, and then may... What's it gone? Um, plus one to cover saves when in area terrain. Okay, cool. So, yeah, it's just got a little bit better cover save. Yeah. Um, the Saboteur cannot be a Warlord and can, like a Moratat, uh, has a restrictive units that you can join. You can only join Seekers and Headhunter teams. Yeah. Or you just have him running around on his own. Um, he can't choose a jump pack, which is a shame. Or either of the bikes, jet bikes or otherwise. Uh, but gains melt bombs, shroud bombs and breach charges for free. Well, for the 15 point upgrade, basically. And you can also take a nemesis bolter uh, at five points. Which, if you want him Useful. held up in a corner. I don't know, it's a weird one. I like Originally, you, the saboteur in the last edition used to come on and he would have, uh, on the turn he came in, in, you'd basically just choose something and it would explode on a dice roll. Such good and one. so you'd be able to like blow up Spartans and things. It was a really strong character. And this one, they don't seem as useful, but are quite fun. No, and, and I agree. I think you've got other units in here, which I think are more useful, but this is definitely, I think, as a fun one to take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Especially if you're taking it with the that right of war, um, have him on the board and appear as 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 a friendly with the three other units from that faction mm. as well would be really cool narratively. Yeah, well, my thing is I'd just use him as a completely plain single melter bomb dude. Yeah, and just go okay. He's gonna he's gonna infiltrate as close as he can to that transport or whatever. They can't shoot at you. And you're just going to use him as a roadblock slash I've got a melt bomb. So they're either going to have to divert to charge you or drive their tank round you. And you're just going to constantly be running at it, trying to clap a melt bomb on it. Because <laughs> don't forget the Centurion is 60 points anyway, but then you can take... 75. Has it gone up in points? Cause it's no, not, no, with the 50. With it, so 75 points. But then you can also take him with a, a Magna or Minor combi weapon. So yeah. you can take a melt gun. yeah. 
um, you can take Volkite Chargers, you've got the Nemesis, you can exchange your close combat weapons for like a myriad of like hand flamers, Volkite Serpentors, Plasma Pistol, Chain Axe. Like you can take some cool stuff yeah, on it. Yeah, you can up. I, again, I'd be tempted to just pay 75 points and just have a dude who's a pain in the bum. Yeah. Because ultimately, like let's say there's a Spartan. Yeah. You infiltrate him in front of the Spartan. The Spartan now has to drive around that man. So he's not got a direct link to the rest of your army because he can't go within one inch of the model. So he's got to drive around him. And then as he gets close enough, you just go clink, melt a bomb. Yeah. And potentially blow the whole thing up with people in it. Or they have to disembark their super hyper assault units in it to charge your 75 point man. Mm. And now they're out in the open for the rest of your army to shoot at. Like he's a real pain in the bum where you're going to have to direct some for, um, some sense of I need to deal with this but what? not wanting to commit anything towards him. What was in the Magna? Uh, Melter. Oh, look, it's not in the thing. Uh, I can't remember what it is. I'd have to go to do, 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 do. weapon weapons. Um, I want to say it's Melter Plasma something else. Grav? Grav could be a good one. Do, do, do. Uh, combi Magna is Melter Gun, Plasma Gun, or Disintegrator. But I think Disintegrator's um, restricted as like for independent characters, which I suppose he is, actually, isn't he? So yeah, you could take a Disintegrator, which is quite a nice weapon. Um, but yeah. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a fun character that could be really, really useful and, and have an impact on the game or you kind of deploy and don't really do anything with him. <laughs> um, but he's, he's a cool inclusion, I think, here. Yeah. Next, we have the Linnaean Terminators because um, we'll do Alpharius last because, yeah, he's the Primarch. Um, 250 points for five cataphracty terminators that come with power axes and volkite charges mm -hmm. uh, also a venom sphere already on the harrower um, they are 75 points more than regular cataphracty uh, but you gain obviously the volkites you get an extra wound on the harrower who's a three wound terminator which is quite nice mm. um, and a slight leadership buff as well from a normal terminator stat line uh, they're eight and nine rather than seven and eight um, as well as some extra rules um, some extra special rules so like stubborn uh, it will not die five up and the hydron exemplars so for 75 points I think you're getting a fairly decent trade off if you were paying to equip them all with um, Volkites I mean you can't do that on a regular Terminator squad but Volkite charges are you know, around five points-ish each on regular Marines. So you got 25 points there easily. You're gaining stubborn, so you're less likely to fail your morale. With a higher leadership buff, you're getting, it will not die, so you're getting wounds back on multi-wound Terminators, as long as they don't get killed outright. So it's a fairly decent point increase, like, compared to normal Terminators. Yeah, I've not, I've not seen great, success with these the well the big thing i find interesting is the power axes yeah power axes are okay but you're initiative one yep. for only one extra strength but you are ap2 but you're initiative one so a lot of terminators 
potentially get cut down by a paragon blade or by something yep. and never get to swing their parax. These, these are pretty good against non-terminator units. So like tax yeah. squads. Yeah, or... where they can tank the saves and then cut yeah. them up with no save. But then I'd rather have power swords. Yeah. Which on a regular cataphracty squad, they all come with power weapons and you get to choose. Whereas on these, these specific power axes. Do you get it will not die on normal terminators as well? No. So, so that's part of the buff as well. Yeah, the stubborn, the year one or die, and this special rule that's coming, Hydran Exemplars. So plus one to hit any unit with the chosen variant. So these are like supposed to be good against other elite units. So things that are chosen like um, command squads have chosen um, and some of the Legion-specific uh, units also have... Um, so I think like who's no, no 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 it's the at the beginning of the game you choose the legion of starting oh area, sorry yeah, and yeah, it's against yeah, those. yeah so against everyone oh so it's against everyone yeah yeah so actually it's better yeah <laughs> just against the whole army so you get plus one to hit rolls yeah which is nice which you just pick the the people yeah, you're playing the legion you're playing yeah because let's face it there's a very little opportunity people don't really take that many um, yeah what they're called different legions different legions support units auxiliary no Allies. Allies, there we go. Yeah. So um, you can add another five Terminators for 45 points per Terminator. Um, and for every five, you get the option, as with the usual Terminators, to add a special weapon, although they have uh, two different weapons that are available only to these guys. Um, firstly is a conversion beam cannon for 15 points. And secondly, the addition of the Volkite Culverin for 10 points each. Um, any model can take a Power Fist, for 15 points or a chain fist for 20 points um yes yeah, so you were saying you don't see you don't send to have much luck with them or no they don't have luck with luck with them um if you look at what else can go in this slot like especially in the rights of war I take um i just think it's quite a lot of points and that if you look at other terminator squads in other um legions these just aren't made to kill other terminators they're made to kill marines so yeah what tends to happen or from what i've experienced tends to happen is terminators go against terminators so that other terminators will come yeah. for these and these ones then just die they don't do very well yeah um, and yeah so i, I think i think going against tax squads great yeah, yeah they're a bully uh terminator unit yeah i think for me if you're going to lean into them, lean into them. Yeah. And I'd almost be like, do you know what? I'm going to have a squad of 10. I'm going to have two Volkite Culverins and I'm going to infiltrate them. Yeah. And then just stand in the middle of the board shooting a ton of Volkite, killing troop choices. And then you've got 10 Power Axes in there. Yeah. So if you get charged by a five-man Terminator squad, yeah, those five might kill four or five of your Terminators, but then you're going to kill them with your other five. Um, and just have acceptable losses. That's a yeah. lot of points to do that. Yeah, but. I'm just working out the points now. So if you did a 10-man Terminator squad with two Volkite Culverins... <coughs> um, I'd probably put at least one Chain Fist in that as well. Yeah, I run two. Um, so we'll just put two in. Um, that's 535 points. Yeah. So it's that's, that's half your... But it's 10 Terminators, right? If you, yeah, if yeah. you thought that's half the Z, ZM list, but... Yeah, I'll take ten Terminators in half a ZM. Clog up a, clog <laughs> up be a. Very scary. Yeah, exactly. in a ZM, I'd take them in fives. <laughs> no, nonsense. But, um, but I've got two squads of yeah. five, which I've just run as two squads of five. But actually, taking them in ten, 
would probably give him the survivability. I think yeah, the, I think you're right. They're they're high points for your average return. Yes, they'll have moments where yeah, they were the best thing ever, but most of the time, I think they're a bit higher priced for what you want from them. I think the power axes are the problem. Yeah, because they don't they just don't have that killing power. Yeah, not I mean, really. Again, I think they'd be better with power swords because you're going all right. It's AP three, but you're going at initiative and you've got rending, so you'd have a chance of getting AP two on the sixes you know or power spears so you're all getting plus one initiative yeah <coughs> I just think the unwieldy effect on parax is just not very good nope because you're going last always going last but yeah, yeah. Uh, next are the head hunter kill teams so these are the ones that Sam is fairly well versed in um, well, hunting. in my way of running them. True. Not in any other way of running them. True, true. So there's 125 points for a five-man unit. You can add five more guys at 20 points each. They come with the Bainstrike Bolters and Power Daggers with a Venom Sphere already on the Prime. They're 20 points more than a Seeker Squad, which is kind of their general relative. Um, but you gain Relentless, which is phenomenal. Um, and instead of marked for death, you have preferred enemy independent characters. Which you, oh, and uh, you get scout as well. Never a bad thing. Just, yeah, scout moves are quite useful. Um, independent characters is interesting in, rather than just being characters. Because then you could snipe out um, apothecaries quite nicely with preferred enemy. But you still get precision shot. Um <coughs> on a four up which seekers have as well so on a four up you get to choose those wounds go on yeah. the characters so you can head hunt mm-hmm. the apothecaries out of units quite nicely yep um, any model can change out their bolters for combi bolters one head hunter can take a multi melter or heavy bolter which is quite nice yep so you said magna I could take mel- so the way so I've seen yeah, these running magna a few is melter I feel these, I've seen these run in a few different ways. The way that I used to run them was with the um, Bane Strike Combi Bolters. Very cool. Move Relentless. Quite a good stopping power. Mm. Short range, but still okay to do to kill units. Um, what I've seen people run them as at events is basically Melter Squads. Yeah. And just take... Yeah. One Mowie Melter, four Combi Melters, and, and then in five mans. Then you scout straight near people you've well, due people. to character or um <coughs> right of war you get to infiltrate them in and yeah yeah they are interesting um magna combi bolts you can only shoot once per game oh really whereas minor you get to shoot every turn and so the minor one is a metal gun no minor no, is like flamer volkite grenade launcher yeah but then even then, I take one shot, melt, you just go, go vehicle hunting, don't well, you? Yeah, well, or shoot Terminators. Yeah. Strength 8, you'll instant kill them as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, melters are nice. But, I mean, you're paying the points. So, to do that, you're talking five points per dude for the Magna, uh, Magnus. And we then, are talking 275 points for a five-man squad with uh, multi-melter and then melt yeah. guns. Higher output, but low body count. Yeah. Which is a danger. But with your with your um, with your with their rules, you, you're you could be f- six inches away. 
like you can infiltrate up to nine inches away there and yeah 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 you can you can play around with them i'd be tempted if i was doing like like you do is to have a unit of like 10 with bane strikes yep uh, going after infantry and then a five man melter squad going after vehicles elites uh, contemptors wherever the threat was yeah that's certainly how i would run them but they are really really cool um oh also the prime can take kind of all the normal upgrades of a sergeant you know power fist power weapon etc um but they also can take an inferno pistol as well as the usual plasma pistol mm. so you can really go all out melter if you really wanted to yeah. um but as a as a i don't run lots of vehicles especially if you're running that like right of war um so taking a vehicle killing units oh, i'd be pissed if you brought that against the iron hands now yeah of my ultras that were i'd be like oh no don't infiltrate all those melters near my tanks no go away the only issue would be that you have to fire them all at once no you can't just be like surely you have to declare i'm going to fire my one shot melt guns all at once no because each dude has a combi bottle and you just go this guy's using it this time oh right okay so you, you just have to somehow mark that so most people will shoot them all at once because risk they it want for to a biscuit yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> um, yeah i'd almost fire part of me would be like fire the multi-melter first <laughs> well, see if the multi-melter does it <laughs> if it doesn't shoot, do yes yeah, at this point of declaring the shooting of the squad sam yeah so you can't shoot a multi-melter and then choose to shoot your combi motors so yeah. you can't <laughs> no no one can that's the point uh next we get the exodus so he's a 165 point character he's around a centurion level rather than like prayer to level stat line um his war gear is he comes with a bolt pistol power dagger the instrument which i will get to um power armor and refractor field yep. um so he's actually armor save is less than centurion comes with artificer so he, he has one worse armor save yep um he has one venom sphere melter bomb frag and crack grenades and shroud bombs as well sneaky um, the instrument is the most unique weaponry that obviously he possesses um, and it has two shoot modes as a kind of sniper rifle bolter so it's um, a rapid shot which is 24 inches strength 7 AP 2 assault 3 sunder pinning sunder is reroll armor pen so uh, it's quite nice with a strength 7 weapon um or the execution shot, which is 72 inches, strength 7, AP 1, heavy 1, sniper, sunder, pinning, and deadly aim. Uh, sniper means that all shots are precision shots, so you get to choose who you're putting that on. Um, and deadly aim is unique to this gun only. Um, if not moved, then the weapon gains brutal 2, which means every wound counts as 2 wins. Um, if he... Um, utilizes this the exodus cannot charge that turn because he's steadied himself to shoot his very heavy sniper rifle with a i guess a 50 cal round or something <laughs> like some some gnarly bullet um so the special rules for the exodus is he obviously has alpha legion independent character relentless um so he can move and shoot that heavy one execution shot um pathfinder which i will get to move through cover the hidden hand lone killer shrouded five plus 
an assassin's eye. So, Pathfinder is a bitch of a rule to find if you're looking in the main rulebook because it's in the S's of the alphabetical order of the Universal Special Rules. No reason why. Pathfinder. I had to Google it and then basically off, off of everyone's like Reddit posts and forum posts going, why the hell is this in the middle of the S's? It has nothing to do with the rule above it or below it. It's just randomly you get like, you know, support fire or whatever and then it's just pathfinder it's not even that good of a rule <laughs> not really no um so it just means that you automatically pass dangerous train tests but it was took me like 10 minutes to find because it's not in the marine book it's in the main rule book but it's not under p do you know what if you <laughs> if you used your uh, i don't have Alex, well i have it the link somewhere but i don't have it printed out like you do it's in the correct place here yeah yeah, yeah. But anyway, that's Pathfinder. Uh, next, we had the Hidden Hand. So that's you can deploy the Exodus anywhere in area terrain that's at least nine inches away from the enemy model. Um, if in reserves, he comes on from any battlefield edge. Um, if added to an allowed unit, he gains scout and infiltrate. The reason I say that is because Lone Killer, he cannot be a compulsory HQ choice. So he can't be the first HQ choice, meaning he also cannot be Warlord. But he can't join any other units other than recon squads or headhunter kill teams. So that's another thing, having him in like a recon squad all with Nemesis bolters. So they've all got very long range sniper type precision shot weapons is how I'd probably run this guy yep. rather than just completely on his lonesome. Um, although one on his own just trying to snipe out warlords would be kind of interesting. <laughs> Um, uh, and I must not forget, sorry, the Assassin's Eye. So this gets rid of the effects of night fighting, um, shroud bombs, or the effect of any other special rule when making a shooting attack. Also, there are no BS modifiers affect him, even snapshots. So ah. he just constantly can shoot at his normal BS his normal and BS. normal range. It's just not affected. Um, lastly, no shrouded rolls are allowed to be made against his shots. So he's really, really effective sniper. Um, hence the rule, Assassin's Eye. But yeah, you don't run any of these, do you? Or do you have one? I've got a list for it. I know you've got a couple now, don't you? Yep. Didn't you have a converted one and then you bought the... No, I bought the actual one now, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've got a list for it, which I'll go through at the end. I'll go through my list. That would be cool, yeah. Um, so now we get to the, the final two in the list, the named characters. So we get uh, Armelius Dynat, who's uh, basically the Praetor, the named Praetor of the Alpha Legion, um, for 185 points. Um, his war gear is as follows. He has the Bolt Pistol, um, the Prince and the Prophet, which are his combat weapons, one Venom Sphere, one Phosphex Bomb, uh, Artificer Armor, an Iron Halo, so four up in Vol, um, and Frag and Crack Grenades. So... Um, the Prince and the Prophet are his power weapons. Um, so the Prince is a user strength AP3 melee weapon uh, with rending six up. So it's basically a power sword uh -huh. named the Prince. Um, and then he has the Prophet, which is strength nine AP2 melee unwieldy, but Thunderstrike. And this rule is... Um, did I write this down? I thought I wrote all this down. Apparently not. 
Um, if an enemy model that does not have the vehicle unit type suffers one or more hits, regardless of whether those are result in wounds from the print, then Dianat can make one attack with the profit in addition to any other attacks he has made with either weapon in initiative step one. So he has a, wep uh, a special rule called Weapon Master where he can split his attacks however he likes across the two weapons. Yep. So the idea is that you could go, all right, I'm going to swing once with the prince just to get the hit. And then all the others use the profit. And then I'm going to get a bonus attack with the profit to really hit home. Or if you're against Marines, you might want to just use the prince because it's not unwieldy. You're swinging first, um, cut up a bunch of dudes, but then you'll get, because you hit, you'll get a bonus of swinging the profit at least once. So it's quite a, a cool little bonus attack. He's almost always going to get, really. Yeah. Well, uh, well, so it's against the model that has suffered one or more hits. So if you True. kill a Marine, then that True. the model is dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you, so yeah, two wounds. The only time you get this will be in characters, against characters or... Terminators. Or multi-wound models. Yeah. So on the yeah, surface, okay. yeah, yeah, pretty yeah. cool. Always going to get yeah. it. Dead set. Well, useful for what he should be fighting, frankly. Oh, yeah. yeah he's, he's a Praetor, so he should be in some beefy combats. The way you announced his war gear, I was like, oh, he's got the bolt pistol. Yeah, I said the bolt pistol because I was reading the prints underneath and he had the, the prints. I just, like, and I just oh, went, the, the bolt, bolt pistol? pistol. Oh, it's a bolt pistol. It's just a bolt pistol. It's, it's the bolt pistol. <laughs> the bolt pistol. <laughs> the bolt of all pistols. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then he has his list of special rules. Uh, I already talked about weapon master. Um, master of the Legion, so you get the rights of war access with him. Independent character, relentless precision strikes on a four up so it means his combat attacks can mm -hmm. be uh, chosen where they go in a, in a unit if he's not in a challenge and then he has uh, the harrowing which is his like warlord trait so the harrowing um, allows you to with three infantry units with alpha legion special rule uh, can gain either infiltrate scout or counterattack one um, and you also get an extra reaction in the enemy movement phase. Um, for me, this is his strongest thing. The fact that you can infiltrate three units means that it just changes up how you play your army mm -hmm. and utilize those headhunters that you're bringing in a headhunter Leviathan, which is kind of how you play, right? You have yes. Dianat and you use this. Yep. Um, the crazy thing is when we get onto Alpharius, he has a better version of this, which just blew me away when I read it. But I think that's his strongest thing, really. Like, his weapons are cool, but like Sam said, they are slightly situational. Yep, yep, yep. yep. And other than that, he's just a decent character rather than like, oh my God, this guy's going to absolutely murder in combat. He's got eight more attacks or, you know, he's just a praetor with some unique stuff. Yeah. Basically. So the warlord trait really makes him strong. What time did you have to go? Three thirty. Okay. Yeah, we're fine. We're on the last dude. Yep. Cool. So lastly, we have Alpharius. Of course, we got to finish with the Primarch. So his stat line is movement eight, weapon skill seven, BS seven, strength six, toughness six, wound six, initiative six, attack six. Uh, leadership 10 and has a two up save um, he has a stat line going through some of the other Primarchs that is kind of middle of the road 
It's not great in any area, but not particularly bad in any area compared to the other Primarchs. He seems to have a very central line. Like in some cases, he has a one higher BS, but one lower weapon skill. So and he he is versus Primarchs. He is the worst Primarch. Yeah, he's not I, made for killing Primarchs. I, yeah, when you look at his um, kit out as well, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, he's, yeah. you know, and which makes kind of sense to his character as well yeah he's, he's pretty not, short he's yeah he's there to fit in with other marines yeah so he's not yeah. big bulky giant dude with massive hammer or no. although his spear is quite scary oh yeah, yeah, yeah um but yeah he has a very solid stat line all good stats but none of them are overly remarkable in any way make him stand out which again fits his character very well because he doesn't want to stand out um going through his war gear so he has the uh Pythian scales? Yep. I think is how mm-hmm. I'd say that. So it's a two-up armor save and a four-up invul save. Um, but in addition, attacks at Alpharius that have flesh bane or poisoned get no effect rolling to wound and use standard rules only. If there's no strength profile for the weapon, then it counts as strength one. <laughs> so poison and flesh bane, because flesh bane would wound always on a two-up. Yep. And poisoned, obviously, is whatever's in the bracket. Don't, nope. So you'd go off the strength of the weapon. Which is uh, quite a nice little protection yeah. that he has. Um, next is his, his weapon, the Pale Spear. So this is user strength, which would obviously be six. Um, AP one, melee armor bane, so um, two dice for armor penetration. Yep. Instant death, two-handed. So he's not getting a bonus attack for two combat weapons, which is a bit of a shame with the two-handed. But instant death is quite scary. He cuts through elite units quite nicely. But I wouldn't put him up against another Primarch. No. Anything other than a Primarch, he's going to do well. He'll cut apart Praetors. You know, anything lower than a Primarch is in trouble against Alpharius. But just not entirely sure he'll uh, do very well against other Primarchs. Which is fine. Which is like he's not he's not as expensive as other Primarchs. Like also, he, not every Primarch can be the best no, Primarch and no, no, killing no. other Primarchs. Like it just doesn't but, make sense. But what he brings to the party is he does pretty well. Yeah. But it, it like he's there as a almost yeah. a support Primarch. Yeah. I, well, he's a he's a bit like Kurz. Kurz, you put up against anything other than a Primarch, and probably a Contemptor or Leviathan, and he's going to have a good time. Mm-hmm. Alpharis is the same. You put up against other Primarchs, depending on the Primarch, they're going to have a very bad day. So, because I think actually, like, a Kurz versus Alpharius would be kind of interesting. Like, they're kind of around similar kind of stat line, similar um, um, weaponry, and both kind of that buff to the army, which we'll get to when we get to his special rules. Um, he has the Hydra's Spite, which is uh, like a plasma gun. Basically, a plasma just says counts as a plasma weapon, so it doesn't have pistol or anything. Um, it's 18 inch range, strength 8, AP 3, assault 2, rending 4 plus, master crafted, which is quite tall. It's just two shot weapon that will murder a power armor dude and potentially on a four up get an AP 2. Yeah, master crafted as well. So, I mean, he's he's BS 7 anyway, but. If you do roll that one, you get to re-roll that. Mm-hmm. Um, lastly are his special rules. 
So I'll go through, let me just make sure I have them all written down. Where's the other one? Oh, it's down there. Yeah, I've got them all. So his special rules, he has Adamantium Will 3+, which Adamantium Will in this edition gives you an invulnerable save against force weapons or attacks with the Psychic Focus special rule. So he's got 3-up invul against Psychers, basically. Um, Crusader, which gives him an extra dice for sweep in advance, and then you discard the lower result. So more of a chance to sweep units. Um, Insidious Mastermind. Uh, at the start of any turn, all non-vehicle Alpha Legion units, including Alpharius, can gain one of these rules for the in that entire turn until the start of your next one. So you can get Fleet 2. These are bonus to run moves, movement, reactions, and charge distances equal to what's in the brackets, so plus 2 inches. Um, preferred enemy, everything. So that's reroll hits and wounds at rolls of 1 in both shooting and assault. Or Sudden Strike one on the charge you gain the bracket figure to your initiative uh, it's invalid if you do a disordered charge um, so the alpha legion player can choose each of these options once per battle so any turn you just basically go i'm using my insidious mastermind and i'm going to choose this one but once it's used you cannot use it again um, i think this is actually a really nice buff that he gives um, that you can kind of adapt to what's going on in the battlefield and just decide, Do you know what, I need preferred enemy right now or I want fleet because I'm going to try and get all my charges off um, or first turn fleet so you can run up the board, you know. Um, I think, uh, yeah, so it's a really nice little buff that he gives. Um, next we get his kind of version of Dianat's rule but on steroids. Um, before deployment, you can assign... Um, one of these special rules um, to Alpharius, Infiltrate, Scout, or Deep Strike. You can then give up to three units with Alpha Legion uh, the same special rule that you gave to Alpharius. This is not just infantry. Yep, you can infiltrate tanks, you can infiltrate um, uh, dreadnoughts, you yeah. can infiltrate flyers. Infiltrating a Leviathan Trendor is scary as hell. <laughs> Yeah. Um just just so scary that you get to do that with three units. And like I say, it's it's exactly the same as Alphar um uh Dynats, other than you're not gaining any rules for yourself and you are restricted to uh infiltrating three infantry units rather than any unit. Uh, so that's that's quite nice. Um, and then you get Sire of the Alpha Legion to round out Alpharius. After deployment of both forces has happened, including infiltrators and scout moves, the Alpha Legion player can redeploy up to three units anywhere in their deployment zone or in reserves before the game begins. Also, at the start of any enemy turn, you declare which phase you wish to gain an additional reaction in. Which is quite cool. So, you know, turn one of the enemy and you go, I'm going to take an extra one in movement. Or in shooting, probably the best one. I imagine you're going to use shooting a lot and then the assault to get the extra overwatch. Um, but yeah, quite universally good there. And that is the Alpha Legion. They're really interesting. The only thing 
that I don't get here, right, is under the side of the Alpha Legion, it says, if chosen as the army's warlord. Uh, kind of insinuating you have a choice. You do. But the Last Primarch... you had to. But the Primarch... Um, no. Doesn't sub, have to be warlord. But the Primarch subtype says, must be army's warlord. Mm. Page 196. Yeah. Do you want to check? I was pretty sure that in this edition that wasn't the case, but maybe I'm I'm wrong. Well, again, I'm. This isn't the book. This is from my cheat sheets. So. Yeah, but they're pretty accurate. Oh, wrong book from the rule book. I don't have a rule book in front uh, of me. Do I have a rule book on here? <laughs> I, went, useful, I went to 196, and it was the Night Lord Warlord trait. So I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's not there. Uh, oh, library, Astartes Hereticus Imperium. No, I don't have it here. Okay. It's not there. But it, yeah, it just says all. Oh. Uh, sorry, it just says yeah. the, the... So I thought, oh, maybe you don't... You don't. Yeah, perhaps. perhaps. I, I had the feeling that Primarch, because they're no longer HQs, they're in their own... Or Lord of Wars, they have yeah. their own section of Primarch. You could technically not take them as Warlord, but... My understand. Sorry. My understanding of it is that if you select... If you put in Alpharius in your army, he is the Warlord... So you can't just go, oh, I want this out. You have to have him. You have to have that Warlord trait and that's Yeah, it. okay. Yeah, maybe that's what it's just worded as. Like, you don't get a choice. This is the one you take. This is the only Warlord trait you're getting. Yeah. Yeah. That being said, yeah. That would make sense. But. Mm. So, so the only thing is, though, actually, does he have... Um, so Lorgar has Warlord Sire of the Word Bearers. Does is that what the yeah they're all sire of yeah but does it say warlord sire I don't know I just I think it's interesting I, I, I agree I think it, the, it says that they, they he should be it's just interesting they chose the word if chosen yeah. if sounds like there's a well, choice yeah, but, well yeah but the choice is if you choose him as your warlord as in you're bringing Alpharius then you yeah, get I guess this so. warlord trait like Neil was saying rather than when chosen as your warlord yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I guess so yeah it makes um, sense so list-wise, let's quickly blast yeah. from my list. You can see um, what it is. So I run um, Dynat as my Warlord. Uh, I run a Centurion with upgraded to Masters of Signals. Um, and I run an Exodus. Uh, I've got um, two Apothecaries under Elites. I've got um, two Contempt of Dreadnoughts, with, uh, one with a Melter Cannon and one with a Laz Cannon, um, and the other one with um, the Power Fist. Um, in this particular one, I've got five the five uh, Vorback squads um, to, to go as my brother from another mother stolen troops. <laughs> um, I run a fifteen sorry a twenty man breacher squad, um, a five man recon squad with Nemesis Bolters, um, and then a twenty man tactical squad um, just for big blob troop choices. Uh, I then run headhunters um, with um, the melter bomb mel- magna combi weapons, which are melter yeah. guns, the multi melter. Um, and melt guns and melt bombs sorry um, I run two javelins um, two javelins not a squad as their own thing um, with las cannons uh, las cannons um, and then in my heavy support section I run two heavy support squads one with volkites one with missile launchers mm. all 10 man nice so a mix and match bodies lots <laughs> of people so many people and like, yeah, yeah. what was that like 60 yeah uh, 
60, 70, 80. 80 plus and change nice. for models. Um, I used to run more headhunter squads in my previous ones. Like I've got them married up with metal guns, but the the return for the cost of them isn't there in my opinion. Like they're great as harassing units and they kind of infiltrate and kind of harass things, but actually it's not there. So hence why I've kind of switched focus and run one as... Yeah, you're not one. running a right war with that, are you? Uh, that is running um, is that Headhunter. Headhunter. Yeah, yeah, Headhunter. Hence why there's no vehicles. Ah, uh, yeah. Because you know. So yeah. yeah cool. That makes sense. Yeah, I think you can... For me, I was like, right, I'm bringing Alpharius and I'm going to infiltrate a Spartan full of dudes. Yep. Which won't be able to charge turn one, but they're halfway up the board already. So turn two, you're getting a decent charge. A Leviathan and then probably a big like blob squad to really like hammer pressure right away and then deploy backline long range stuff kind of yeah. have a 50 50 army yeah that's how i'd roughly run them i think sounds cool um but yeah they're a really interesting legion with uh some unique options like i mean we didn't even really play around with the idea of all the other legion options that you can get into your force and, and play around with. I think you do make a good point in choosing... I see a lot of traitor choices in Alpha Legion armies, like Iron Warrior, Iron Havocs, and yeah. Galvor back, because they're really strong. But actually playing more with the Loyalist Legions and what you would take, I think is a, a more fun challenge, because mm. they don't necessarily have exactly yeah. what you want to fill. Yeah, I, I feel I, like traitors have better assault units. Yeah, and and again, different horse, different courses. I I see it as that's why I want to take the units, have enough units that I can mm. take the one I'm playing against, so it feels more kind of narrative based. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, when we went to that, um, when we went to the Frontier event, I think people were running the um, is it the Ultramarine Special Terminators? Oh, yeah, they're a legacy unit as well. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, they're the full Martarius or whatever. Yeah. They're all got the Cyclone missile launchers on the top. So I think two of the three other Alpha Legion yeah. were running those two. They're so strong because they're in legacies and not yeah. being touched, touched, <laughs> rubbed up the wrong way. So they're very, very strong. Anyway, should we take a break. Come back with our closing segment. Yeah, yeah, cool. All right there, my lover. Sometimes farming is hard work, and I need a midweek break. So we started Mike's Midweek Hangouts as a midweek haven from the hustle, bustle, and loud noises of the farm. These gatherings are held in Facebook rooms. You can join from the link found either in the Adeptus Terra podcast safe room or found in the Hobby Hangout channel on the Discord. If you want to get some midweek hobby progress in, why not grab your scrumpy and join Mike on a Wednesday from 8.30. See you there, my lover. Come on now, let's get together. So here we are to round out the episode. Um, before we say our goodbyes we'd obviously like to thank you for listening to the episode i uh, hope you enjoyed it and all the different topics we covered um, before we leave we'll just give you a reminder and uh, some information of what we'll be covering next month 
So we have our next hobby hangout date, which is the 29th of October, 8 p.m. onwards, now hosted on uh, Google Meet. Look out for the link on the safe room and in the Discord. Um, also, we will have the end of October challenge deadline for the HQ and battle line unit for those guys that are joining in with us for that. Uh, so look out for photos of, of people completing those. And again, don't forget some kind of evidence that you've played an exploratory game of 40K. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whether it's just with those two units or whether it's some much bigger game is completely up to you. Uh, the next Siege of Terror book uh, in Read the Siege will be The Fury of Magnus. So I believe this is the next kind of short story novella kind of thing like Sons of Selenor. Um, so I'm looking forward to that will be interesting I have no information about that book whatsoever no I'm guessing it's about Magnus and his <laughs> fury. fury and his fury <laughs> <laughs> um, and just before we started recording this little segment I did the role for our uh, Lore of the Legion and next month we will be covering the Death Guard which I am quite excited about wow cool so yeah look out for the Death Guard um, now I think I will just mention this because people have asked. The numbers for the random Legion generator, if we do it on recording, uh, doesn't necessarily match the Legion number. Yep. Because as we do them, we're moving them out of the list, so the numbers are changing. The only one that's staying the same is Dark Angels because they are number one, and that will never drop off until they're cover- yep. covered. Um, so, yes. Um, just it, some people were getting confused, yeah. thinking we were getting the... Um, the uh, numbers wrong for the legions. I mean, it's it's, it's not not necessarily beyond us. (laughs) Oh, 100%. 100%. It was right to raise the question, but that's the reason. So if we ever go, oh, that's number this and that's this legion, it's not because we think that's the legion number, it's because that's the number they are on our remaining list to cover. Well, that being said, until next time, always remember, is Saturnine really the best Siege of Terror book? Yes. Yes, it is. And I was going to say I'm Alpharius, but never mind. No, I'm Alpharius. No, I am Alpharius. Thanks for listening to another successfully recorded episode of the Adeptus Terror podcast. Join the conversation on the Adeptus Terror podcast community safe room on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram at the Adeptus Terror podcast or email at the Adeptus Terror podcast at gmail.com if you just want to chat some math. Thanks again. Is that Kookaburra? That's a weird ass fucking bird, if yeah, not. I don't know what that bird is. It looks a bit like a Kookaburra, but if it is, it's escaped from like a zoo or something. Yeah, that should not be here. Where are you looking? Oh, behind the tree. Stand that's up. The grass. Stand, stand up your old bones. Oh, that's a J. I think. <laughs> well, maybe not. The Nova Prospectum. Oh, that's a hard one to say.